welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Fellerman. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody. It's the Pulp MX Show. It's Monday night, February 22nd. And we're coming at you live from Las Vegas, right outside the lion's den. If you listen closely, you can hear them roar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Trying to line up a good show for you tonight. I hope you like it. Lots to talk about. Dallas Supercross is come and gone. Talk about that. We got Marvin Muskan on the show tonight. Great ride in Dallas. Last place to sixth. Incredible ride. We got the outlaw, James Marshall on. Remember, Marshall was uh, hurt a few years ago in San Diego Supercross. We'll check in with him, see what's new with the outlaw. Lars Lindstrom from Honda will be on. The Swedish miracle himself. Talk about McGrath. Talk about Wyndham. Talk about what he's doing now back at Honda. Talk about Chad Reed. Got a shit ton of stuff to talk about. Thanks for listening again. Go to TuneIn app live. Go to Pulp MX app live to listen. PulpMXShow.com, of course. Sponsored deals. Go on sponsored deals. You can check out there and uh, save some money with all of our partners. We appreciate it. It's been fun. It's been fun so far. Numbers are great. You guys are awesome. Lots of downloads. Lots of listens. Lots of Twitter interaction. At PulpMXShow or myself, Steve Mathis, at PulpMX. BTOSports.com. Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering, and Nitro Circus all on board with us tonight. And like I said, you can go on, uh, if you're going to make an Amazon purchase, go to Amazon.com banner on PulpMX.com. Click on that. Make a purchase. We get a small slice of that, and we can afford to keep bringing in incredible guests in the studio each and every week. With me the entire show, this PulpMX show, former GP winner, AMA Supercross winner, AMA Motocross winner, factory Yamaha rider, factory Suzuki rider, factory Buku rider, the great David Villeman. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Ça va bien. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks. Uh, no, thanks it's for having me. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, I love having DV. I, w- I was in the neighborhood. So. Yeah, you were. You were. <laughs> we'll talk about that, too. DV is now officially Chevy Chase from vacation. That's You're going to Wally World. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but thanks for coming in. You've been to two or three rounds this year. And, of course, you're, you watch them all in the races. And, uh, and there's no better guy to give his opinion than you, guy who's been there and done it. So uh, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. It should be fun. we got your buddy Marvin Muscan, who you've known since he was a 60 rider, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Back in France. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. Very long time. And now he's... Uh, Mar- Marvin Musquin. Marvin Musquin. No, Musquin. Musquin. Yeah, you Whatever. Suck. Okay, I'm, 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 only, I'm not even French-Canadian. Never mind French. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Like I said, Pulp Mex app. Get it on iTunes and uh, support our sponsors. And there's a whole new bunch of sound drops on there. You might want to check them out. You can get a whole bunch of drops and... Uh, yeah, you like that? Things like that will be on there. Just like that. Just like that. 
handling the phone calls, taking everything going on behind the scene and trying to make it sense. And he's going to do the BTO Sports tweet at Travis and also the ex-Brown Goggle tear-offs. And we'll also do a race tech emails. We'll do a gear alloy cold call. I'm thinking Stroop. Tonight could be a good cold call. You got the ride with the Rockstar Husky team for Arena Cross. We all love some Stroopy. The man producing the show over there, holding it down, the Travis Marks. Oh, hi. What's up, bro? What's going on? Did you run some stats on DV's career? DV uh, versus Jeremy McGrath? I wanted to, but right? I, I ran out of time. You know what the funny, funny thing about it is if you, do, if you ran some stats on DV's career? Is he wouldn't even care. <laughs> so why bother? He just doesn't care about anything Yeah, he, he, He's a nihilist. Yeah, well. Um, thanks, Trav. At Travis. At I'm Travis Marks with an X on Twitter if you want to follow him. He's our new producer. Not even new anymore. It's the end of the February. You've been doing it for a while. We so. can just keep saying new forever. I'm okay with that. Uh, that'll work. Yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in, Travis. Appreciate it. Thank you. 702-586-PULP. If you got a question on your mind, we've got a couple people on the line already, and uh, we'll get to uh, get to them in a second. We've got... Hey, for the, the guys... Hmm? I'm live on Facebook right I now. You, I I'm pa- streaming. What about Periscope? Isn't does everybody do Periscope? Yeah, no, no. Uh, there's a live on Facebook right okay, now, so right. I'm live. So if, well, I'm if really glad. I'm really glad you're not going to pay attention. Say, say hi. Hi, everybody on DV's Facebook. Bonjour, comment ça va? Here we go. All right, uh, Rocks and Dungey, great race in Dallas. Uh, Rocks and took the win. Dungey pressured him the whole way, and Webb Savachi points title uh, had a huge swing. And uh, before we get too far, DV, uh, we give away a Fly Racing Trey Kennard uh, replica helmet. Uh, we said to email the show. I now need a number from you between 1 and 168. Give me a number. 1 and 168. Why? That, d- give me a number. That's going to be the winner. Uh, 109. Okay, 109. You got, you got Coyote, is that it? Was it something to do with Coyote? I don't know. It just came out okay. like that. All right, 109. We'll go through. We'll contact you. You are the winner of the Fly Racing Trey Canard Replica F2 Carbon Helmet, courtesy of DV picking 109. So we thank uh, we thank DV. We thank the folks at Fly. We got lots to talk about tonight. Uh, first up, right out of the gate, let's go with Raining Yellow. Raining Yellow, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, I pulled the best hole shot of my life yesterday, so I'm still on a high from that. Oh, fantastic. Good to hear. On your YZ250? Two stroke. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Okay. Hell yeah. But uh, I've, I've been peeing myself the last couple nights, and I think it's a sign that James is coming back. He's going to try. He's supposed to race. He's, he practiced last week. He's tentatively scheduled to line up in Atlanta. Right, right. Yeah, well, I mean, normally when I start, you know, urinating the bed, uh, it's James is going to be on the yeah, line, no, so you it's got to be true. You start raining yellow. I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, uh, you know. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm James DV, I'm staying away. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to really? just basically wait a little while, right? I mean. No, I don't know, you know. It's tough with him. You don't know what's going on. He comes back not hundred percent. He shows up at A one already. He's, he has. He's been having like a, a year to get ready. Yeah, yeah. And it's then he's not doing good. Bikes not don't look good. Gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Come back too early. <clears throat> Seriously, I think it's time to to call it. Really, it's time to call it. I love the guy. Right. I yeah, love the no, guy. You're a fan. You're a fan. I love the guy. I always loved him, but at one point. You need to say, you know what? Maybe I won't win a championship uh, again. Mm-hmm. And why? When when you when you James Stewart, you're not gonna go and race for top five or third place in the championship or fourth or fifth. Right. You know, 
if you jams, you want to go and win the championship. And don't, don't you think, though, DV, that at this point he's just going for individual wins? Who cares? You'll never get it. The way he rides right now, do you think he's going to get to 72 wins or 73? No. How much is he at? 50-something? I think he's got 50, yeah. You think he's going to win? Seriously, he's going to win 23 Supercrosses the way he rides right now? He can't even win one. He can't win one this year. It, uh, yeah. it's, it's off the pace. Do you see him in Dallas? Do you see James Stewart racing like those two guys ready the way they were, fast, charging all the way to the finish, not making any mistake on the track that's, that was really slippery? You think he's going to beat those two guys straight up? Raining yellow? Do you really think that's going to happen, Raining yellow? Do you really I'm, think that's going to happen, Raining yellow? DV's put me on the spot. That's tough. I mean, at this point, the, no. There's but... no fact to, to back it up. There's no fact that says otherwise that he's, well, he's well, been showing well, us. show up, you know, finish some races? I mean, isn't he still contracted through next year? Yeah, I, but if he wants to ride. You know, and go and, out and... with a bang maybe next year? You know, yeah, just hoping, DV, for the, hoping for the best, so. DV's not having it, Randy, y'all. He's, he's laying some truth on you. I know. The, no, what do you want me to say? And, 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 say. and he's, and DV's a James Stewart fan. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I'm a, maybe one, I know. you know, I'm like you. I'm a big <laughs> fan. You know, I love the way. Uh, we pop, I, I, we watch him ride. I, know. I love them. First, I was winning Supercrosses in 2002. I was making sure I was watching a rookie, which was Bubba. Watching a rookie in practice, I was making sure I was there for 125 practice. I wanted to see him ride. I was a fan right. when he was a rookie, and I was, you know, on the podium every weekend you know, on the 250 class. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I would Look, love to see him. Look at your microphone up. It's hitting your beard, and we're, we're getting Thank you. All right. All right. Okay. Yes. I'm, um, you know, I would love to see him win eight races a year and be champion again. I would love it. Because I think uh, he could maybe bring the sport to maybe another level again, you know, because yeah, there's so many things around him that makes it cool. But seriously, after seeing him ride the last few years, I don't think he has anything for the top guys today. It's got to be so tough, DV. Like, imagine in your prime, not even prime, but what if they told you to go stay home for a year? And you're suspended. Now, that right or wrong, whatever, the fact is he was suspended. He comes back out of shape. I mean, that's easy to see somebody doing. It's so tough probably to, you know, do you really want to exercise and pound out motos and all that when you don't have any hope of, you know, racing? Yeah, but that's good because you can actually, you know, do your training. You know, you yeah. can, you know, do your endurance, your, you know. Right. It's just tough. Long it's, motos, sprints, you know, the other guys, they never stop. They do 30 races a year, and then they do a Red Bull this, a mm -hmm. Monster that, and they never stop. Like, you know, Dungey hasn't stopped in so long. That's yeah. why he did not go to this nation. Right. The, I would think... Thing I'll say and not, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, the last thing I'll say is, I mean, clearly he didn't have to come back this year, but there's still something in him that, you know... What do you mean he didn't have to, to be there? What do you mean he didn't have to come back well, this year? Yes, he did. His contract. I mean, he he has retired contract. after being. Nah, you know, he's not going to do that. There's millions of dollars at stake. He wants to make money. He wants to, you know. Yeah, obviously there's know. a money factor, but yeah. how come you show up at A1 not in shape, not ready, not looking like Ooh. James Stewart, making mistake, almost dying everywhere, 
You know? Didn't you guys mention, though, that he hit his head before he won? That was the word. I, I don't know for sure, but that was the rumor. But I, I can't yeah. I can't confirm that. But he's And honestly, if he comes back and hits his head again, man, I'm going to be really worried for him. That's why I say stay away yeah, to the outdoors, man. Don't even bother. Just come back for outdoors. Which, well, uh, uh, you know. I just, sorry. I just want to say uh, I'll let you guys go. I actually got to go to bowling. But uh, I want the best for James and have a good show. Thank you, Renio. Thank you. We'll pass on your, 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 your well wishes. Um, Michelin, brand new tire this year. DV used Michelin way back in the day. Michelin were the first guys to invite the, invent the bib moose, by the way. Did you know that? No. Yeah, yes, I knew it. Are you serious? I don't know if you know that. How do I know that the GP David Villeman knows that Michelin invented a moose? You know, Jerk off. You know, when I was... Um yeah, I've raced GPs. I won GPs I with Michelin. I, I, I know. That's why I'm saying yeah. that. But I didn't know you knew they invented a moose. Sorry. Yeah, in the 80s. Early um, 80s, I think. Michelin Starcross 5 pushes the boundaries of off-road performance for all riders of all levels. No matter the conditions, four versions of Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, or sand. They contain a completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, a durable yet more flexible sidewall, and, a, and everything else. 15% lighter on the uh, on the sand tire, an average of 10% for the other versions. Whatever you thought of Michelin tires before, please check out this Starcross 5. We've been getting good reviews from our listeners who have uh, either bought a set or, tr- or won a set, and uh, they offer excellent performance over a wide range of conditions. MichelinMotorcycle.com for more info. Michelin Starcross 5. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. All right, DV, it's time to talk about probably the number one thing. We'll get to Roxton and Dungey in a little bit. Perhaps you could stop filming and really focus on the show. But we'll get to Roxton and Dungey, Christophe Porcel, Muscan's coming up. But before that, let's get into the uh, the NFAB question of the day right away because we already have a call online and people want to talk. hear your opinion on this. The NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Great sponsors of the JGR team with Pike, Barsha, and Nicoletti. And uh, anything you need for your Jeep, truck, or SUV, the folks at NFAB have it. And uh, great guys down there. And uh, I've got a set of steps on my truck. And the NFAB guys have it going on. So we thank those guys for sponsoring. The question of the day, DV, is very simple. The Christian Craig, Joey Savacci incident in the main it looked like it was setting up so perfectly. Craig was winning. Savachi was second. Webb was third. Osborne was fourth. We were in for a battle royale. They come down the whoops. They hit the wall. They come over with uh, Craig in the lead. Craig moves over, takes Savachi down pretty hard, by the way. Joey ends salvages a tenth. Webb wins the thing, and he's now 11 points up. What's your take on Craig's, Craig's uh, move? On, on Joey in the whoops like that. What what did you th- see from watching on TV? I'm going to ask you another question. Mm-hmm. You don't think what Roxanne was doing to Dungey, moving over everywhere, was bad too then? Um, no. I, but I, I the mean, thing is, Dungey was, was, was anticipating. No, he was anticipating. He, he moved over a few times pretty mm-hmm. hard. In the whoops, in the same section too. You know, if you savage, if you're behind, you're almost like in control of the thing you, mm-hmm. because you see where he's going. Yep. You know, so I think, yeah, it's not good. And I, you know, I wrote it in my column. Yep. It's, it's not good to move over like this. But people has been doing this for years. You know, Emig is known for that. Use mm-hmm. Marvin Larocco. Marvin's no angel out there for moving over either. No. You know when was that? 
Marvin outdoors. In Oakland? Uh, no, Marvin in outdoors. In outdoors uh, he's versus. He's not bad at all. Versus yeah. who? Martin? If Marvin hears you coming, he's going to shut you off. He's going to move over and shut off if he's in front. You know, I mean, the guy in front there, there kind of controls what he wants to do. You know, but the thing, I, I don't think it was that bad. Is It's part of the game. Mm-hmm. You got to shut the door. You yep. know, and you shut the door. And I think, you know, Craig was already pretty close to all the way left. Yep. And then you uh, Savage tried to go with his almost no room. And, you know, Craig moved over a little bit, naturally. And <clears throat> seriously, I think it's Savage's fault. For me, try, right. trying to pass at that spot. Just when the guy is riding like this, like Craig, it's so easy to pass him because you know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to, you know. You know he's moving over. You, you know yeah. he's going to move over. So, you know, uh, just pretend you're going to go inside, go outside, square him off in the next turn. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like a web Craig battle from Anaheim. Yeah. Where they were both doing that. You need to, you know, anticipate yep. instead of picking one spot and just trying to pass right away. Kind of like Webb, the last few races. No patience, wanting to pass right away, not anticipating what's going on, making mm-hmm. a mistake and crash. And I think Safachi should have known. Why Why would you go there and then just try hard to go on the inside? So, I like the kid. I like He's riding well. And then Joey, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I like all those three guys are, you know, fun to, race, to, to, to watch race mm-hmm. and everything. But... Is there is there an unspoken rule that you, that you can you can't do that in the whoops you can't because you know when you come into whoops section oh, yeah. you're, you're committed uh, I'm just I'm asking seriously you want you you I'm want asking. like supercross to be basketball NBA no no I do not no I'm just asking yeah the Savachi or Craig's getting torn apart on his Instagram for his move. Who cares about Instagram? Just, just shut it off. <laughs> shut your fucking account off. We well, don't give a shit about very, Instagram. Okay. You know, they have yeah. Instagram to put a picture of their fucking socks. So we don't give a shit about Instagram. <laughs> right, right. I'm over it. Yes, I know. You know, the thing is, you know, it, it's, it's okay. It wasn't that mm-hmm. really bad. Seriously. So they came over the wall. Craig knows Savachi's there. For sure. And Craig says, well, the ends, it's a left turn at the end of the whoops. I don't want to get... I got to get over yeah, right. I got to get over I don't want to get T-bone or block pass on the next turn. Right. You know, that's fair game right there. Yeah. Okay. That's fair game. All right. I'm just asking. So what do you want? Just Do you want Craig to stay on the right and just let him go by? And then on the internet, on Instagram, they're going to say, oh, he's a pussy. He let him go by. He's right. scared. Yep. What no, do you want him to do? I, I'm just asking. Don't yell at me. You know? I, I will say that, like, yeah, people... If, if you Michael Rocco, you're team manager, you think that, that was bad? No, I don't think so. No. But you're fine. You take the win or the second, right? You take the second place, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody's going to come say, oh, that was a dick move, what are you going to say? Well, well, Fuck jo- off. Joey's girlfriend is attacking Christian on Instagram. The girlfriends ain't to stay. <laughs> just, just go do laundry. There's nothing to watch somewhere. Seriously, right, there's dinner right. to make. Just get off the lines. Okay. Um, all right, that's in the NFAB question of the day, everybody. N-fab.com. DV says, fair. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing and, wrong. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think Joey should have anticipated what happened, you know, instead of going, like, right there. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were right in the Rocks and Dungey battle, which was terrific, right? I mean, that was some great racing. That was which one? Rocks and Dungey. Yeah, they, but you, they you were see, moving over also. Yeah. Uh, I remember you see Rocks and the, Wolves in the same thing, same place. Yeah, same spot. Rocks went from the middle 
all the way to the ABLs on the left. Nobody says anything. Yeah, good job. Ken, right. great, great ride. Right. You did awesome. But if, you know, if Dungey would have been half a bike link more in the front, you would have crashed right. like Joey. And then it's going to be, oh, that's the end of the world. You're in the minority with this thinking, by the way. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's wrong. I don't I'm give just a saying. Shit. I'm just seriously, saying. I don't give a shit. Yeah, okay. Seriously. No, no. That's why you're I'm, on the show. I rode. Most, I of, I'm most I, of the guy on Instagram nope. or listening here, I've never been in the Star Wars before. Travis, how many Supercross wins do you have? Seven. No, you don't. You're lying. I have none. You don't know that. <laughs> you're right. I can't prove that. <laughs> so, uh, no, that's why I ask you, DV. That's, that's why we have you on. Uh, John, uh, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. What's your question for the great David Villeman? Is this, excuse me, is this for me? Yeah, yeah, you're on, bro. What's up? Okay, cool. Now, well, uh, my question in general is about Christian Craig. Um, you know, his dad beat McGrath, this and that. They never mention his dad ever. Is that his industry known? That his dad just that um, crazy? Or no, I, I, they don't. What you mean, like Ralph and Jeff? Don't don't. Uh... Yeah, well, they don't, and yet. Nobody really thinks about yeah uh, yeah Ralph and Jeff and just mostly. Um, I I think they probably have mentioned. I mean, everybody knows Mike Craig, factory Yamaha rider, won a Supercross. They talk about it. Yeah, they talk about I, it yeah. the first yeah, like father and son win or whatever. Yeah, is that the yeah, first time? Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe maybe I missed it. No, I, I, they talked about yeah. it. They talked about it. I mean, Mike's not around, so like if he. Was there at the races all the time? Maybe, maybe Jeff and Ralph would run into him and they'd think about it. But Mike's not around much, so you know, maybe out of sight, yeah. out of mind. But I know they've talked about it absolutely. So, yeah, uh, I thought maybe maybe Christian was didn't get along with his dad or uh, said, I, don't mention him. I don't or think this they, that. You that know what? I think they get along. I think they get along, but they're not like bros. You know? Um, yeah. So, but he uh, moved on. All right, well, real quick, too, uh, just in general, I want DV to just lay it down for us laymen on. Throwing a big whip on the side, of, uh, up the face of the jump, leaning in. Just explain. But if you had time, you weren't rushing out of a corner. You just were playing around, going to throw a nice one. Just, how just do, go, run us through from the. How do you do a, How do you do a big the, whip, yeah. DV, coming out of a turn, like a tabletop coming out of a turn? How do you do a big whip? All right, you got to sit down first of all. Just sit down, and then okay. you have to. He's doing them. He's got yeah, a, yeah, he's got yeah, a set of bars I'm, in his hand right I'm now. I'm trying to. <laughs> you basically have to turn the. You have to sit down and kind of turn the 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 balls to the right. If you want to whip to 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 the right, I guess to the right, yeah. So you you can like in a face you turn a little bit your 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 ender balls to the right, and okay. then and then you lean all the way to the left. You know. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like. The balls, and then you just go like, yeah. yeah you, the yeah. balls goes a little to the right at the end of the face of the jump, and then as soon as you take off, you kind of like lean to the left, but don't so stay like that, bro. On the bars, <laughs> hey, not, don't not stay like that. Not... Don't stay like that. Right? Are you? You gotta, you are gotta you, bring it back. When you do the big whips, are you forcing? You're gripping the bike with your your legs, and are you just moving your butt to try to get the thing out? Or no? Is it just doing it on motion? Uh, it it, is it depends if you want to make it sideways or if you want to go flat, too. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. it's kind of like... So I was always told that to put to weight the peg, kind of lean inside and weight the inside peg on the way. Is that... Yeah, that's that's that the theory, the buddy. Sideways? That's that's the theory. It's, it's your ass that does everything, basically. It's when okay. you sit down and then the, the balls and the... 
Uh, your body needs to you, go on the other side. Do you have a nasty whip? My balls whip? and my body? Body. Yeah, your body. Yeah. Do you have a nasty whip that comes to mind that you did? Do you have one that stands out? I've, I did some good ones when I filmed uh, Terra Firma you 7. You throw it, man. Terra Firma 7. I did the one of La Rocco's Leap, too. Yeah, yeah. Big, but. yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks, John. Appreciate the call. You got it. All right. You thanks. guys are awesome. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Uh, TC, you want to talk about Oklahoma Supercross in 1990? Yeah, I went back and watched that this week after yeah. the last week's show. Why can't we get tracks like that? That was awesome. Wow, yeah. Um, it was a hard pack, peaky, hard pack, peaky thing, right? Like gnarly, yeah. yeah. It was um, super gnarly. And that crash that Denny had was just, oh, that looked so nasty. <laughs> it was it was ugly. Um, he broke his navicular in that crash and never was the same, as he, as he said on the show. Um, but uh, that track... If there was that track today with no transitions either, these guys would riot, man. They would flip out. They would lose their oh, minds. Yeah, so, yeah um, I can see that for sure. But you know what? You know, they did the Anaheim 2 retro track. Did you race that, or were you done by then? The I, I did, I did. I'm, on not, a, on I'm a not that old, buddy. Were yes. you on a Suzuki then? Yes, 2008. Okay. Yes. Did you like that track? I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Okay, it's fine. It was good. DV likes the DV design track in Detroit. But the thing that is, was... the, the thing is, they don't make the uh, a throwback track. They don't. No. They make everything smooth yeah. and like now, and then just change the layout. It's not like this. I want to see like walls transitions. And like yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, like yeah. Something you have to roll, and then they used to have like walls in between of in. Uh, you had to roll over a wall sometimes like right. turn over a wall yeah, on yeah. the inside like they have crazy stuff in back in the early in the 90s but you'll never see stuff like this it was too slow it was on tv it was horrible seriously do you like watching yeah. that even yeah. when you watch like anaheim 86 there's no yeah. speed it's, no, like, no. it's so slow it's like i watched um o2 bar to bar a little while ago i had it on up here when i was working and you were in it quite a bit obviously and um like there was so many mistakes were made because of bikes and tracks. Like you come out of a corner and you, you know, Anaheim it's night and you grab, you slip, slide a little bit. And now you're only tripling while, while someone's quadding. There was more mistakes made. I watched in, in a five minute highlight than there is in a whole entire night of Supercross now because of bikes, because of two strokes. You know, yeah, I, I, I don't I think it's, I I don't think it's the bikes. I think it's the track. You think it's the track? The track is way like Dude. transition. Everything is easy now. This week, Millsaps and uh, Porcel or Millsaps and somebody got into it before the triple uh, on the end zone, the far end, and they were basically at a stop. And they go, and they yeah, triple. you can jump, yeah, you can in, in O2. That's better in, in four stroke, obviously. Yeah. In O2, you but guys are like the double, transition. You know? Everything is yeah. is flat now. You, you see those guys, they came up short on that quad, jump on, jump off quad this weekend. Dungey mm -hmm. came short a few times. Like, nothing happened. It's not the bike. Right, it's because right. it's round. Back in the day, you would do that. You, you'd be like in the uh, in the hospital. You'd be dead. <laughs> no, because right. everything was so picky and rutted back in the day. Thanks, uh, yeah. th thanks John. We're going to run. Thank you, buddy. Trucks are more forgiven uh, now. Way more. Dark side, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, just wanted to call in, uh, tell you how much I appreciate getting to meet you this weekend. You took some time out when you were talking with Mitch. Oh yeah, and, uh, no, no problem. It made it made the weekend cool, man, because I really wanted to get a chance to meet you. You've uh, opened my eyes to a lot of things in the sport that you know I've loved the sport forever, but now I get this inside view, and I feel like it, it's bringing a lot more uh, just 
it's bring more excitement for me because now cool. I can pull for the seven deuce deuce who I never even knew about before, you know, and right. you, get, you get all this other info, all the stuff, the backstories you get, and you kind of hear how the writers feel about each other through your show, and I really appreciate that. Well, thank you, man. Thanks for the call. And it's guys like DV and Kiefer and, and Nick Way and, and, and all these co-hosts that come in that really make the show, I feel, uh, much, much better. Um, so I agree. Info every week. So thanks for listening, though. Buddy, yep. thank you. Quick, quick question. Sure. The guy uh, mentioned a little while ago, he was asking about whips, and that made me think about while I'm watching races, it scares the shit out of me when these guys whip and they're side by side. As DV being a you know a former racer, how does he feel about that? I mean, does that this is really really dangerous when they're whipping it sideways, Dude, thirty feet in the air, two is. feet apart. You, they come so close sometimes. Uh, man. I think uh, yeah. last year somebody. Who in, in outdoors Barsha, in Melville? Barsha whipped it into. Canard? Was it? No. They hit. They yeah, hit in yeah, a. They hit. Yeah. In that big it might table have been shorty, but Ch- it was definitely Ch- in Barsha. Chad Reed, uh, Chad Reed uh, jump? Yeah. In yeah, Melville yeah, in last Melville. year? Yeah, yeah. In the air, the, the yeah. wheels and the swing arm touch. It, now, yeah. it's, it's, it's all about the scrub. I think the scrub is ridiculous. Yes, it looks cool for like uh, social media and videos online. It's fun, you know, like yeah, they yeah. can do slow mo's. But, Instabangers. you know, if you do um, scrubs during racing, you know, we've seen it with Bubba. You know, they kind of, he got together with Preston that one time. Um, I think scrubs are really, really dangerous. And sometimes people scrub different ways. You know, if you scrub yeah. the same way and you kind of side by side, you know, it's yeah. it's okay. But some people scrub different side. A lot of that's that's yeah, when there's a big problem. So a lot of amateurs have crashed scrubbing. They drag a peg. They don't know what they're doing. They drag and, the peg. Yeah, yep, for and, sure. And, yeah. and it, it's a it's a it's a problem. Even Vito Polo in Steel City. Remember Vito Polo Steel City? No. Nope. That little double before the finish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's shit. right. Yeah. Scrubbing. Sense scrubbing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'll, somebody's gonna get really really hurt one day from that. Yeah, I think it's already happened, to be honest. Uh, um, but well, I mean, like on Supercross yeah. Live, you know, somebody may not sure. walk away. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, guys, thank All right. you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Yep. Um, awesome to have uh, nice words uh, from that guy. And, uh, man, I met a lot of people uh, this weekend uh, who uh, enjoy the show and got photos with and everything else. It was cool. I really appreciate everybody uh, calling in and, and listening. Uh, email jake at vortexracing.com for 40% off. Mention the Pulp Show. Uh, Vortex Racing, of course, the official sprocket of Chad Reed. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. 30,000 possible gear combinations. Besides the sprockets and chains, they got a V3 MX bar. 29% stronger than the competition. You could ride with confidence knowing that Vortex put years of R&D into this. Uh, Stewie runs these sprockets Baggett runs the sprockets like i said chad reed the babbitts cowie team and vortex is pleased and proud to bring you our first guest on the night he had a terrific ride uh this past weekend in dallas and uh, red bull ktm's marvin muscan marvin thank you for coming on the show yeah no problem thank you steve um now the great david villeman here with me he says in his column today on pulpamex.com that he thought your dallas ride might have been better than your oakland podium ride um, do you agree? Um, yeah, actually, um, uh, many other people uh, told me the same thing, and 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 Frankie too. He says that was my best ride. So uh, 
Um, I agree too, and I, I thought you were gonna say that uh, that David said that I was rolling my turns better. <laughs> He's very. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> do it. You know, that's the key of Supercross in 2016. He's his column every week is about the guys who are keeping the momentum in the turns. But you know, I don't yeah. think it, they have videos. So is this they stuff have iPhones. Uh, you know, is this stuff you're texting to Marv? Is this no. what you're doing? No, I texted him the other day for something else. But no, because he's lying. He was like going in San Diego. He was in the E-race or whatever. He yeah. was riding too defensive and like going too tight in, in, yeah. in his turn. So I texted him, you know. But yeah, I think the ride was good. You yeah. know? I think if he would have rode like Dallas in Oakland, he would have got second. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Roxanne yeah. would have passed him right, right. there. Yeah, it was a good night for you, Marvin. You got to be stoked on that. And again, a couple of crashes. Had to go to the semi, but you were fast in practice all day, which was okay. So we were talking about you today on the on our Racer X podcast wrap up, and we know you're good at throttle control, and we know you're good at Washougal and slippery tracks. But in practice, when you were really fast, the dirt was good, wasn't it? It was. It had some traction. Um. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, San Diego uh, during the main event, it, it got really slick and. And I was definitely uh, struggling on my on the flat turns, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, and then this weekend it kind of got uh, slick, but still still good traction in some uh, some of the turns. So overall, the the dirt in Dallas uh, was really good. Uh, I think I had different lines than than other guys. Mm-hmm. I really liked the the whoop section and and the way I was uh, going through the whoops. And uh, I think it was really really good track for me. I, I was just struggling to uh, to have a good jump on the on the start. And um, practice went really really good. I was I was really yeah. happy about it. And and unfortunately, you know, the start is a, is a, a big part of the the race. And uh, I was really excited for. for you know, for the races and uh, ended up uh, being a tough night for me. And but overall, uh, to be sixth place um, for me right now, it's it, it's a good result, especially with the start. Yeah, people are saying the track was super tough to pass on and everything else. And uh, I'm look, it's easy to say, well, look at Marvin, but it's true. I'm like, huh? Well, you know, Marvin got by guys. It, it wasn't a tough. It was tough to pass on, but you made it stick. Um, yeah, like I said, it was a it was a lot of um, uh, ninety degrees turns mm-hmm. and, and and slick turns, and where where guys were like opening the turns to make sure they have good speed to go through the mm-hmm. the next jump, and I was actually jumping inside those guys and uh, and, and cutting yeah. in front of them and and making good passes, and, and like I said again uh, in the whoops, um, I think I was uh, I was doing good. pretty good and. Uh, I had different lines and it worked pretty good. It's almost like slow down to go fast, right? Like just kind of roll your turns, stick to the inside, you know, and then you end up going faster. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's yeah, definitely some some tracks uh, uh, like this weekend, last weekend too, like very very tight turns, and uh, it's um, it's 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 hard to to roll those turns uh, because you you want to turn tight and mm-hmm. and and. And you know, and try to go fast, but actually to roll the turns is a is a good technique. I've been hearing about it in DV's column every week, Marvin. You know, DV is very very adamant what he believes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he. It's not uh, it's not what I believe in. No, I know. It's what I watch. If right. you watch Danger Ride, and you tell me is as radical as RV or MC or uh, Baba at the A game on the A game, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything right. 
Yeah. He's keeping his momentum. He's rolling his turn. He doesn't jump quads. He's not like right. doing something insane out there. Yeah, yeah. Just keeping your momentum and turning. That's pretty much, pretty much what he's doing. Uh, Marv, um, the uh, the in practice there was the finish line turn. It was a tight right hander, and if you wanted mm -hmm. to get a really good time, you you came tight in right hander and you didn't jump the finish because the timing line's about three quarters of the way up, and and a lot of guys were doing that. And and in the next practice, you were one tenth, I think, point one off of dungeon. You never went on the inside though, right? Is that what I heard? You just stuck to that yeah, outside. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. because yeah, Frankie. Uh, we talked about it with Frankie, and it was kind of like the same thing at, at San Diego, where you could have almost like jump, uh, not over the the, the mm -hmm. blocks, but like very short inside, and then roll the finish. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like something that I don't like to do because obviously people will think like. Hey, you do that, you gain maybe half a second. Mm -hmm. But when it's time to 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 race, you're not gonna cut inside and roll the finish line every lap. So, but at the same, it doesn't time, matter. You, know, you hey, have to get, you 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 yes. working to get a good pick on the gate. Yes, that's what yes. it is. Yes, yes. So I'm like fifty fifty, you know, like and then and then I obviously got a pole position in the first qualifying and. And doing this line, and then I saw full sail. I saw rocks and Tomac, Chile, mm -hmm. yeah, but not Dungey. So and Dungey got second, I think, behind me, and I was ahead of him. Mm -hmm. So, so second practice, uh, I think Carlos, um, you know, they 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 talk about it with uh, the AMA guys. So mm -hmm. they put a, they they kind of like closed the, the turn a little bit because it was really really open. Yep. So, but still, still, some of the guys were still trying to cut inside and make up time. So the second qualifying. I had a really good time uh, uh, lap, and then I went around the outside and then mm -hmm. jumped the finish line, and I was still first. And then, I, obviously, at the end, Dungy got me by a very little. Hey, so, Marvin. Um, I was spam on that. Hey, don't feel bad if your teammate or your teammate's mechanic doesn't like your line. Just take it. Yes. You know, <laughs> who cares? You know, yep. <laughs> get the ball, get the first in the, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, you got to yes. You, you got to use all the tools that you have to be the fastest, you know. And obviously, that's not cheating. That's using the track the way it should be used to do a good lap. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, hey, Marv, when you practice, you practice, obviously, you're back in Florida now with uh, Jason Anderson and, and uh, Ryan Dungey. Who's the fastest day in and day out? Do you guys take turns? Do you – like, I know everybody – whenever I go out to Florida or California, I go to these riding tracks – a lot of times they'll stagger. They'll do some motos and you'll stagger. One guy starts here, two seconds later, another guy, three seconds later, another guy, or whatever, however you do it. But in Florida, with two, with three world-class riders, you guys are all balls out fast. Like, who's fastest every day, or, or does it change? Well, last week uh, I went back to Florida, and uh, I was by myself. And then uh, today, that was the first day uh, that Jason and Ryan uh, were back in California. So they... Obviously, uh, they had to learn the track, and um, and the first session I was I was a little bit faster than them because they had to, you know, they had a little bit of warm up and try mm -hmm. to figure out the rhythms and stuff. But you know, then we start doing some uh, some short uh, laps, um, and then obviously I was a little bit faster, and then they got better and better, and uh, and then we did a, we did a model and uh, and Dunja, I think yeah, today Dunja was the fastest at the end, but it mm -hmm. was. Uh, I'm not sure. I, maybe I got a. I got a. I did a, the fastest uh, time of the day, mm -hmm. but at the end, uh, 
for 20 laps it's a different story but um it, it was a good day yeah. uh, we have a new track with a little it's a little bit sandy orange dirt nice and um it's a it's a, it's a difficult track really technical so i'm happy that i'm battling with those guys uh, at training right now is uh paul in i guess left last week or when did how long was he out for Go um, go he was here for for another couple of weeks uh, before Qatar. Oh, okay. He actually uh, he actually left uh, like this weekend, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to go back uh, to Qatar. Yeah, Qatar coming up this weekend. I didn't even realize it till I was like, oh my god, they're starting early this year. I didn't even realize yeah. it. Um, the how's your injury? Everything good? Like you're obviously you got a late start to the year, but we're six weeks in. Like, does it still bother you? Or you you all right? No, it is good. I mean, yep. when I ride, uh, I don't, I don't feel my hand. I don't mm-hmm. think about it. So, uh, no, everything, everything is good right now. Vortex Racing, you bringing you uh, Marvin Muscan uh, on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. Email Jake at vortexracing dot com for a discount. You know, we got some calls for you, Marvin. You want to take some questions from fans? Let's get started. Oh yeah, of here. course. All right, Mike. Welcome to the show. What's your question for the great Marvin Muscan? Um, hey guys, how you guys doing? Good. Thanks for calling. How you? Hey Marvin, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, my question was, well, I have two. One of them was, what is your uh, crazy, craziest experience with a fan? Probably in France, I'm going to guess. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I would say right now I, I think about uh, the Marcos of Nations uh, in 2015, uh, which was in France. Uh, a lot of people and just great memories. Uh, it was uh, it was actually tough sometimes to just uh, walk from from the track to 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 the to the to the to, I mean from the pits to the to the track. Um, many people in the pits and and basically it was uh, most of them it was French people. So it was uh, it was it was crazy. And uh, and one thing that uh, comes up to my mind right now is uh, I signed uh, two goats. At a KTM dealer signing one day. Two. So, yeah, goats. Goats. I mean, the guy, the guy, well, like or they you? ships or goats. I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> but like the guy, they just brought two goats at the dealer signing, and uh, we had to sign them. <laughs> you signed goats. Oh, geez. Yeah. Was their name Carmichael? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It was, it was, and it was, it was really tough to sign with the. With the fur. With the Sharpie because <laughs> on, on the hair. It was, it was pretty bad. All right. Anything else, Mike? Um, No, that would be pretty much it. Okay. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Yeah, Thanks, no Mike. problem. Uh, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> goats. Uh, who knew? Hey, when you were growing up in France, so uh, what uh, – DV, was DV your favorite French rider or was Tortelli or Pichon? You're too young for Bale. But like a Roncada, like which which French rider did you love the most? Pretend DV isn't listening right now. Rank your favorite French riders in order right now. When you were a kid, when you were fourteen, thirteen years old. Well, I I can't lie. It was it was David. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. Uh, when I was uh, when I was like like nine or ten years old, I used to to go to Bercy and and David was like the number one French rider racing in America and. And racing Bercy, and that was the only only time we could see uh, David. And uh, I remember I have maybe two of his jersey, and uh, I remember the one jersey from 2000. I think is on on the back. It says Vili, 
uh, and that's how we name one of our dog after that. <laughs> wow. So, you got a dog cool. named after you, DV. That's good. Um, yeah. What about, what about Seb? Was he up there too? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, especially when uh, when he got world champion and yeah. racing uh, GPs. So, uh, yeah, they were, uh, yeah, like him him and Sebastian, yeah, were yeah, yeah. two two of my favorites for sure. And and like you said, uh, Jean-Michel Bale, I was, I was really young and it was more like yeah. when my dad, you know, used to sure. race, he was, he was, he was the number one for sure. Yeah, no, exactly. There was like, man, Pichon and DV and Tortelli and Roncada. And yeah, uh, no, yeah. It was yeah, nuts. Michael Pichon, Michael Pichon when, when he was racing GPs, was also one, yeah, right. one of the number one. So, yeah, it, it's tough to say really one guy, but yeah, uh, yeah I want to say David, yeah. And see, growing up for me, I always loved this Canadian rider named Ross Patterson, and he finished third overall at three U.S. Nationals, and he was top 10 overall in Supercross. And for me, that was just amazing. So I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. You just follow this one yeah. guy, and you're just like so proud of him, you know. I think, I think in Brazil we swap uh, jersey. Exactly. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marvin's yeah. mom for three days. For three days, his mom asked for my jersey. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'll give it to you. Right, right. For three days. Yeah. On the third day, <laughs> and you put it on, and, and you put it on. Yeah. We, we we took a picture, and you were wearing my jersey, and I was wearing yours. But yeah, we can't you, even find the picture anymore. How old were you in 2000? Like 11? 10, 11? 10. Yeah. 10. So yeah. He, he was riding uh, with his 60s for opening yeah. oh, ceremonies. Ceremony? Yeah. yeah. So he was in gear. And I, yeah. on the third day, I said, I give it to you if you give me yours. So, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had this like 10-year-old jersey on yeah. me. I, I put it on. And then he had mine on. I so yeah. funny. I've been to Bercy 10 times, 12 times in my life. I've never, ever, probably ever seen anything like when DV was beating MC in those couple of years there where you would just catch MC and pass him. That was insane. Like you were Jesus to those people. And Marvin was one of them. You know what I mean, Marvin? I mean, it was just nuts. Those, those, it was just it, it was so nuts. I couldn't, you couldn't even hear yourself talk. You know? Yes. Well, that's that's what the French ones, uh, French fans wanted to see. Yep, you know, yep. the the battle be- between those two. Yeah. And then you had him covered that one year. Like he got a lot of starts, and you just ate him up, DV. Yeah. Two. two yeah. Two <laughs> yep. years in a row, I, I won all the races that I right. started. In all right. Let's get some more phone calls for uh, Marvin Muskin. Uh, let's go to Jack here. Jack, welcome to the Pulp Show. What's your question for Marvin? Hey guys, I was just, uh, I, I know you touched on it last week, but about the 250 East West shootout being changed to a, a combined points race this year. I just, with Marvin on, you know, in his championship last year, just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on how you think that's going to be and what your opinion is. Let's ask Marvin if he even, do you know what we're talking about, Marvin? Did you know, did you hear that? Yeah, I, yeah. Heard, about, I heard about it actually, um, maybe this weekend or two weeks ago. And, right. uh, uh, to me, it's kind of, I mean, gonna be it's gonna be a little crazy i mean it's and i heard like it's not even they race against each other west and east and uh so they're not counting like the first guy of the west coast even if he finished fifth yeah it's not like he's first in points right it's right. like yep everybody gets scored but you same. know that used yeah. to that used to be like that yeah 
two or three times a year? Uh, yeah. In 1996, 95, 94, they, they had the shootout um, three or four times a year, mm-hmm. like Minneapolis or Dallas or like in the middle of the country. Yep. And, you know, they, they were doing that all the time. It's not new, though, but that's good. Yeah, I, think I, it's I good. like it. I think it's fine. I, I, I wouldn't like it if I'm Cooper Webb or whoever's winning the East, you know. I don't know if I'd like it then. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. It, it's going to be very fun to watch. Um, obviously, it's always cool to see East and West uh, racing together for one race. Um, but I think it was really cool for, for me last year to be able to win the championship in New York and then being able to you know, relax practice and, yeah. all week, practice all week, you know, having number one and then going to Vegas with a number one and really enjoying all the, all the, the week, you know, and going into Vegas. Uh, it, it was really cool. I mean, when, when guys, uh, they do the main event, uh, and then they get the championship, then they put the number one plate, they do the shootout and then they done, you know what I mean? So yeah. It's really, yep. Really quick. Yeah, so. but for the for the fans, it's better like this year. I you agree. Know, yeah, we want we, we want guys to race uh, until Vegas. You know, we don't care if the championship is done before Vegas. You know, it's it's not very cool uh, as fans. You know, I, I, I understand for riders, we want it like the easy way. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, I love to get the championship to races before the end. That's fun. Right. But not for the guy that buys his ticket and brings his family and wants to see, you know, something going on in Vegas. Because and what about what about if Webb Webb like last round Vegas, then he's battling with another East Coast guy and then they crash together or something and he's losing the championship because of that. that so that what? Was, that so what? Crazy. He should have not crashed. So what? <laughs> no, I know. I know, but that, that's going to be crazy, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Thanks so for the call, amazing. man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate yeah, no it. Problem. All right, Thanks, thank you. Uh, Smuff. What's up, Smuff? Smuff? Smooth? Smurf? Hey, guys, what's going on? What's your real name? What, is it really Smuff? Uh, that's what everybody calls me. Okay, all right. What's up, Smuff? You got a question for Marv? I do. Uh, I was watching the main event, and I noticed that when him and Millsaps were battling, he goes through that uh, wall in the middle of the loops, and then both of them jump through it 4-2. Is that something you were doing the whole night? Is that something that was working better for you than just skimming through them? Because I saw a lot of other guys were just skimming them. What about jumping through them, Marv? Um, yeah, it was kind of like uh, jumping through the whoops, um, especially the second set of whoops. It was... Uh, the second whoop was really uh, like steep and and coming with no speed, so I was just hitting him, hitting hit, and then jumping through. Uh, to me, it was uh, it was smoother and and easier. Uh, I like to jump whoops. Uh, to me, it's uh, it's smoother and um, and I know I can do it every lap uh, the same. I think that was faster too. I, I said it on Twitter. I said, you "Guys, you got to jump four two right there." Yeah, I did look mm-hmm. pretty quick. Yeah, why? Why would you skim six whoops? You know, if mm-hmm. you, you skim yeah, it, there's like fifteen of them. You, you know, know, you know. Also, jumping through him was the twenty-two. He did that a lot. Yep, that was the yeah. way to do it. Yep, for sure. Cool. Thanks, Muff. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for the call. But Vortex. Vortex. Oh, go ahead. I, I still think that uh, I was. Uh, I watched the main event, and Roxanne and Denji were actually they were the one of the fastest skimming the whoops the the second set. So. They were doing good, you know, uh, for their side. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, it was it was better for me the way I was doing it. Sometimes, man, like especially you, a few times that wall came up in a hurry. Like you were hauling through those, and then just bam into that wall. You know, that had been gnarly. 
But you got yeah because yeah I was jumping the last one and landing right before the wall yeah. But you had to maybe pre-jump like uh, one or two before the last, right? You know, yeah. kind of scam and then take the second to the last one or the maybe the the third, third one, yeah, and then go jump over until the last whoop, and then so you and could you, so you're in you, the bottom of the yeah, wall, yeah, you yeah, you do the the wall good. Um. Well, uh, thanks, Marvin. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Great ride in uh, in Dallas, and um, good ride in Oakland. It's it's um, it's maybe this is the start of something getting on a regular podium streak here with you. I mean, because that ride this weekend, that was a podium ride. I think had you started anywhere near the front, so your practice times were good. And yeah, maybe you can get on a roll now, man. That'd be awesome. So it's been well. Uh, you know, like yeah. I keep saying that every weekend. You know, we have we have a different track, different dirt, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was guys like Dungey and Rox and they, they're always there. And they, sometimes you see other riders feeling a lot better on different tracks. So mm-hmm. you, you, you never know. Um, but you got to be consistent on uh, every single weekend. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, East coast, uh, we'll have good dirt and some ruts, technical tracks and should be good for me. No doubt. Thanks. Thanks, Marvin. No problem. Yeah. Thank you guys. All right, thanks. The great Marvin Muscan, everybody. Vortex Racing um, and uh, Vortex Racing, you bring you Marvin Muscan. Email Jake at Vortex Racing for a 40% discount. Travis, 40%. Can you believe that? That's a lot of percent. Right? Yep. Take that in your fancy stats and that's, work, work that's something out. That's probably the best one that we've had. Make so. that stat work, yeah. bro, if you think you're so good at stats. <laughs> uh, Nathan, what's going on? You want to talk about the over-under bridge with DV? Yeah, hey, guys. Uh I was just wondering, it seems like they always have the over and under right out of a corner, which is probably to keep the speeds down, but there's always this weird hook rut right up against the uh, the edge there. I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was Shorty, he hit his, uh, hit his rim and popped the tire, but is there any other way they can do that where yeah, the guys aren't slammed right up against the Kyle, edge? Uh, Kyle Parker slammed into it and like compound fractured his foot or something a couple of years ago. Um it's easy. Don't hit the stupid wall. <laughs> it's just that. I agree. You know, and I think this weekend was a, a talk about this in my column too. Um, I think for the guys that were the, that were triple, tripling out, they go, they're going double. Uh, some guys are going triple. No, no, not the, no, not oh. before the oh. bridge. After the bridge. After the bridge. Yeah. They were going outside and triple, triple right. right? And then look at Roxon and Dungey. That was uh, those two guys. If you are going outside to triple out, like the top guys, you shouldn't touch the wall at all. Mm-hmm. You have to turn a little more sharp before the bridge and go straight to the ball turn. You see a dungeon, it will go in, exit the first turn too wide, mm-hmm. hit the wall. Yep. That would uh, bounce them to the inside. Yeah, it was to bouncing the to the inside and then going left again right. to go on the outside. He was losing so much time here. You know, if you hit the wall and then you go like the slower guys, they were not tripling. If you hit the the wall and, and then just that, go sing, bounce, that, that, single bounce, yeah, yeah, then the wall help you go on the inside. Mm-hmm. Look at Roxanne, he never touched the wall. And that was a great line right there because he was turning a little more sharp the, the turn before going and then gassing it straight to the outside. And Dungey, every lap, he would hit the wall, go back, kind of like bounce to the right, mm-hmm. and then go back to the left to go yeah. on the outside. And then, and then there, that, that line was getting so chewed up that he wasn't able to triple sometimes, and he would lose even more time. You know, because if you, if you go outside the, and you don't triple, no, yeah, it's because, even worse. Yeah, because 
he was not going through. He yeah, was going through the turn too tight right. in, and then losing his momentum. It wasn't on that set turn, up for it. And then yeah. it did not set up right. And then he cased it a few times, pretty good. Yep. That was an, you know, that wasn't uh, yeah. dungy like. There's actually. your, uh, there's your answer. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, Nate, what's up? Nat. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, were you calling about the Savachi Craig thing? I, but I figured we uh, we addressed it already. Or did you have something else that you, on your mind? Yeah, well, I was looking, uh, I was doing a little bit of Instagram stalking, and um, I came across Savachi's girlfriend's page, and I saw she posted the video of that mm -hmm. whole situation, and I saw Savachi commented on it and goes, good thing he didn't look over before, or right at the wall, and then... Oh, Nate. Or after he took him out, or something like that. So, obviously, he's got a really sour taste in his mouth and all that, and I looked, and sure enough, he... Greg did kind of look before he came over and afterwards, too. And so I'm wondering, do you think that changes your outlook on this at all? Or do you think Craig should be looking out, like watching his back at all? Or do you think Savachi's kind of not that kind of guy to go clean him out after this? Why would he go clean him out? Uh, I don't know, just being pissed you know, off, like, about losing the title, I guess. I mean, not That's his fault. You know, it should have not be there. You know, yeah. that's, you know, I see where... People are, the guy is leading a race. He's not going to let you go by easy. You know, he's going to move if you go in. That happens all the time. Yes, he was in the wolves, but so what? He could have been on the straightaway. We've seen that happen a lot. You know, somebody like move over to the inside and, and grab the guy from uh, the guy behind front wheel or something. We've seen that, you know, hundreds of times. Honestly, though, if I'm Savachi and I like his girlfriend, she seems nice. I talked to her a couple times. Stay out. Don't do that. Yeah, the girlfriend. Just don't, you don't know, do break that. your iPhone. Do something. Don't, just, don't. just stay. I, 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 I can handle why, this. How, what do they want to accomplish doing this? I don't get it. Yeah, he crashed. He maybe lost the championship there. But it wasn't his championship to start with anyway. You know, uh, <clears> web <throat> yeah, DNF anyway. Mm -hmm. It's not like he was, was a huge favorite. He, he was leading the... The championship because the best guy, you know, mm -hmm. after three races, you know, broke his bike or whatever. Right. You know, so I don't know. I, I If I'm a racer, like if my chick gets on Twitter, I've even told Pookie, sometimes Pookie's wanted to strike back at some people. I've been like, no, 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 no doing that. We're good. No. Yeah, why? Yeah, like I understand she's pissed and everything. Oh, I like get that, it. But, but she's I, pissed yeah. about what? Because she won't get the, the bonus? The, the championship bonus? But look, I, Savachi, I, I I talked to Craig today via text a little bit, and he does understand Joey being pissed. I get it, and it, I, I get that. Yeah. Joey, sh Joey should be pissed. Uh, Craig did yeah. move over, but, you know, it, it happens, and like, okay, it's a racing thing. He's pissed. I get it, but. If you swap I mean, the riders, if you put Savachi in front and Craig behind, you don't think Savachi's going to move over on the whoops? You think he's going to stay to the right, say, oh, go ahead? No, I'm just saying this chick should stay out of it. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it, it's racing. You know, like, right. people's going to, you know, move over. They move over in Formula 1, in NASCAR, in road racing. They move over all the time. They defend their spot. You know, at one point, you have to do that. Yep. All right, thanks, Nate. Matt, thanks, bud. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, David Villeman's in studio. Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. 
If you go to BTOsports.com, use the code PulpMX10. It's changed, people. The new code is PulpMX10. Saves you money at BTOsports.com. That's for you, Mim, who obviously doesn't listen and hear the code. And uh, Fly Racing, of course. Uh, Fly Racing will have Jason Thomas on in a little bit to uh, to answer some questions. The great David Villam is in studio. You having fun so far? Yeah, pretty oh, good. Okay. We're going to talk about your little trip, too. So I want to hear about your highlights of your, your road trip. I did two road trips in two weeks. Though. I know. It's good. And then you got you got me all in trouble with Pookie for your stupid sunrise Instagram, and we'll talk about that. Okay. All right, everybody. Stick around. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey, guys. This is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer Proven. 
When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and blighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, MFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so... Mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally, you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage, so uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses. Key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction handling. They do it all. Starcross Five, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. 
For around $635, complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp NX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. 
For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 hey. W Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. 
WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with our V3 Performance Kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimura Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Yeah. 
Welcome back, everybody. Pop and Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. The great David Billiman here. It's good to have BB back in studio. I don't feel like he. Don't feel. I don't feel like there's been enough yelling in this uh, studio for a while. French Canadian. No, never heard of her. You got to put your mic on though. It's on your head, so the mic's got to be in front of your mouth. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Marvin Muscan for coming on, and it's brought to you by Vortex. Gear Alloy, a lot of you people have trucks out there. If you're looking for wheels for your truck, uh, whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, GearAlloy.com. Check them out, please. Get your truck in gear. They've got everything you need, either uh, um, street style or off-road style. They've got it. Styles available in 16 through 22-inch diameters, 5, 6, and 8 lug applications. GearAlloy.com. We love these guys. They've been on uh, been on with us for this year, and uh, they're a huge part of the uh, of Jessica Patterson's program forever. And then oh, they're also too the proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC off road team. So it's time for the Gear Ally cold call, everybody. We try to do this. We uh, we struck out last week with uh, I don't even remember who it was, but we struck out last week with with uh, somebody. And uh, who was it, Travis? Do you remember? I don't remember. Oh, you're fired. No, thanks. The other guy would have remembered. GearAlloy.com, cold call. Let's call Stroop. Let's call Stroop. He got a. He's back. He's got a Rockstar Husky rod. Awesome to have him back. He's doing really well, I hear. I'm going to have Denny Stevenson interview him, I think, the next round in in uh, Omaha coming up. Let's see if Austin Stroop picks up. Cold call. You have reached the voicemail box of 980. Ah, no, no luck. Right to voicemail. Uh, you don't have the new cell phone? It's new. It's good. I reached. I worked on it before. All right. Maybe we'll try again. Here. Hold on. Sounds like his phone could be dead. Call me. Answer. Call you? No. <laughs> right to voicemail. Travis didn't even get to use his intro music. You have reached oh. the voicemail box of 98. You can, you can hit your thing. Cold calling people. At the tone, please record your voice message. Call. When you are finished recording, you may hang up I or like press tone for more options. Up. Stroop, what's up? It's Mathis from Pulp Mech Show. We're cold calling you. Hope you're well. Congrats on the Rockstar Husky ride. Get into that chase. Need some help, but you'll get there. Thanks for uh, coming on a little while ago, and I uh, should have put your phone up, bro. David Villeman's here. He could have given you some advice on how to win a read across. Good to hope you're doing well. See you, Stroopy. Later. All right, everybody. That's Gear Alloy Cold Call. Thanks uh, thanks to Gear Alloy. And uh, check them out for wheels. GearAlloy.com. If you want a discount, we're going to try to work on something for our discount for our for our, um, our listeners here. So um, if you need some wheels for your truck, check them out, please. DV, I don't know if you got wheels on your truck. but Call Gothic J. We're going to probably have Gothic J talk. Uh, very shortly here with Lars Lindstrom coming on the show. Uh, Zach, welcome to the Pulp MX show. What's going on, man? How are you? Zach, you there? Yeah. What's so, up? Uh, I was wondering if uh, back in the day when you guys had the carburetors, did you wire tie the accelerator pump or how did you get rid of that bog? Yeah, exactly. That's what we did. Take the accelerator pump and kind of take up the tension and uh, and wire it so that there's no gap in the between there. Did you go to a smaller leak jet or? Um, yeah, I think we well we played with. I, I don't know if there if you if if uh, you can order them, but we would we would have basically a zero step in the diaphragm, so there'd be like no no um, 
no gas basically on the diaphragm ever. Um, and I don't know if you can order that or not. You'd have to look into it. But um, so we had a zero step on the on the diaphragm. We wired the accelerator pump. Also, too, uh, Merge Racing used to make an adjustable leak jet um, thing that really worked well. So. Oh, that's that sounds like some good cool. Yeah, so Google that. Get get pick up one of those things. Uh, the minimal mods to make it work on your carburetor, and yeah, do all that, and it'll get rid of that bog. It'll make it snappier off the bottom, and uh, cure that uh, that four stroke carburetor problem. Awesome, thank you. Appreciate no problem. It. Thanks for calling, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, the great David Villeman in studio here to uh, to talk a little bit about Dallas. James Marshall coming up here shortly too, as well. Looking forward to talking to him. Um, DV, we're seven rounds into this Supercross series. What's your take on Eli Tomac so far? JT and I got into a big debate on a podcast a week ago about him. Uh, certainly this weekend, he started right there with everybody and kind of got dropped. Hasn't been great. One podium on the year, a third place at Glendale. A lot of force, but what's your take on Eli Tomac and his move to Cowie and all that? Um, he looks like a different Tomac to me um, than what he showed us last year in Supercross. I don't know if it's... Uh, I saw something in, on TV. He's like, oh, online. He, he's irritated. Just We ask, hey, what's going on? What's going on? And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I haven't raced for a long time. And then... I mean, you know, he, you know, he had double shoulder surgery. Yeah, so that's yep. huge surgery. I got one shoulder surgery, <laughs> and it was, like, horrible, you mm-hmm. know, so it was tough. Um, I think the rider is different. He doesn't ride the same way, you know, like. Um, is it the Cowie or is it the shoulders? Or, yeah, I, I guess think, you don't know, right? Yeah. Seriously, like, uh, the way he rides, I don't think that's the bike, though. I think that's pretty much technique, you yep. know. Do you remember last year, like. I think it was Atlanta or St. Louis. He was railing those turns like crazy. Yeah. Like Mach 2. You know, or standing Day- on Daytona, the pegs. Daytona too, yeah. Like bold turns, like super fast. And then you see him like uh, Anaheim 2. I think he crashed uh, after the finish towards the end. Yeah, when he's on Chad. Yeah. Because he, he locks his rear wheel going in and then he lost the front. People think, oh, he lost the front. He didn't lose the front because he lost the front. He, because he, he actually, the back. yeah, he locked the rear wheel, tried to turn with the with the brake, and then lost lost the front. That's the you know the cause of the the crash. Mm-hmm. And then you see him make like small turns, really small and sharp turns in big turns, like. And he wasn't doing this at all last year. He he wouldn't even do that last year. So is that because the bike? It's tough to rail turns with the bike. Uh, maybe, but I don't see why, mm-hmm. you know. And um, he lost the spice, too. Like, you know, he, he he had something, you know, the spark or something in his riding. And then nice makes a lot of mistakes. Corner speed, not very good. Um, Stars, not very good. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like... Uh, um, it's kind of a bummer to seem mm-hmm. like this. You know, everybody thought it was going to be the guy to go after Denji, you know, and actually it's not the case. I uh, I did too. I thought so too. Maybe once we get some traction, uh, St. Louis, Daytona, Indianapolis, these ruddy tracks, maybe he gets a little better. He's able to ride more outdoors-ish on these tracks. But he's not he's not riding outdoorish right now. No, I know, but maybe there's just no traction, so is he struggling a little bit with that in some races? 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to see. Stop yelling at me. Don't yell at me. We have to stop with the traction thing. Okay, all right. Don't yell They're at me. riding four stroke. There is some kind of traction. I don't know if they make the bike where um, they don't have traction anymore. Mm -hmm. But remember the back in the day when the four stroke came out? Yeah, they, they killed it on two strokes, yeah. So much traction. All pack is awesome. Everything is great. Traction is like, it's. It's like Corona, Supercross track, 4 o'clock in the afternoon in August. <laughs> yeah, right. Great traction. Yeah, for sure. Well, look at what Doug Henry won his first race. Las, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Right, right. And now that was not a coincidence. Everybody's like, oh, there's no traction. There's no this. They're like, is it the bike? Are they, are they set up not the right way? Is it the, the suspension setting? Uh -huh. It is the tires? What is it? Four strokes supposed to be awesome on all bikes. Air forks, bro. You take a four stroke out of the box, you go right on um, all pack crap. Awesome. Yeah. Now we have factory bikes, factory tires, factory suspension, factory riders, and then everybody struggles with traction. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> right. What's yeah, going on? I, I get it. I get it. Um, you know where I'm coming from? Or yeah, I, I do. I do. Exactly. Absolutely. That was always a strength. So, um, John, welcome to the Pulp Show. You want to talk to DV? Yeah, man. TV, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? You taking your meds, man? You're all calm and shit? This ain't no fun. We listen to this goddamn show so you can get rattled and start going off. What's wrong? Are you okay? I was earlier. I was getting a little... It was, it's 2016, DV. He's calmer. He's more in God control. Damn, man. DV, what can I say to piss you off? I'll tell you a French joke. Ready? Uh, I don't care about French jokes anymore. How many French soldiers does it take to defend Paris? I don't know, but you're going to tell me. It's never been done before. <laughs> oh, he's steaming mad. He's really mad right now. He's so mad. I'm going to break my computer and stuff. <laughs> Well, maybe, hey, maybe something will come up. Maybe something will come up later where DV gets uh, really pissed. Hawks, what's up, man? How are you? Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good. I'm glad that DV's in, and uh, there's a bit of a discrepancy. When RV was on the last time, he was talking about a bar. He was talking about his Renthal bars. Yeah. And he claimed a 998 bend, and I think like him and like Canard, a bunch of guys run this 998. But on the uh, the rental website, they they call it a 996, and the difference between those two is a big difference. And I know Villeman's big on low. I think he's big on low rise, if I remember last time he was griping about it. But I I think low rise is good. I've been running the 998, and I think going lower is better. But DV, can you? I don't know. Uh, I don't know rental. You know, I'm, I never rode rental. Uh, I don't know. The nine 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 six is like old Honda CR band that comes stock on nine nine eight is like Wyndham so high right right mm. that's what I'm saying like all these shorter guys I mean RV and other guys are RV never guys never rode with a nine RV rode with a nine 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 well he said the other day he rode a nine nine eight if you listen let me I, mean, uh, I just listened to the archive like yes maybe it was drunk I don't know maybe it was let drunk. me ask maybe. I, I'm gonna ask uh, Williamson right now that what what he, bar band he had. Yeah, and do you guys agree that a lower bar bend is more control in the corners, or what do you guys think? I'm 5'9", and I shouldn't need, like, a super high-rise bar. 
And on the mountain bike, the lower the bar is, the way, you have way more control than a downhill bike when you've got a low-rise bar. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all, it all depends. You know, balls are like... Everybody think about the balls, but there's so much more to it. There's ball mounts, yeah. there's the riders, um, the length of their arms, and sometimes you take a, a Gautier Polin, which is pretty tall, maybe 6'2", something, 6'3". He rides yeah. with the 999, super low, super low flat, yeah. 999, but he has yeah. huge ball mounts because he likes the bend of that one, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. puts like he huge, puts up. Yeah. huge, like maybe 15 millimeters, oh, almost wow. an inch mm-hmm. more on the ball mounts. Wow. So yeah. um, it all depends. And, and seriously, it also depends on um, rider or like um, riding style. Mm-hmm. Some rider yeah. likes to ride sitting down. So when you're sitting mm-hmm. down a lot, you don't really want to high balls, you know, you want low. And then if you're tall, you don't want to really, you know, when you, you stand up, you don't want to have your ends too low, you know. So yeah, that's right. why you want to have balls a little higher or ball mounts higher because you want to be comfortable standing up but also cornering. So there's a lot of things that come into play because it's weird because we should be able to do balls like um, – I never understood. It's like six nine nine six seven eight nine, but everything changes. You know. What do you mean? Yeah. All the numbers the change. All the change. The yeah. You know, like yeah. it, the numbers on the sweep. The sweep is different. The yeah, I don't know. The sweep, the rise, the height, the 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 length. The, everything changes. Every everywhere. You don't have like yeah. a ball, and then you say, okay, they should be like maybe twenty balls. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. You yeah. know, like. Uh, um, ice A, ice B, right. ice C, and then the swept, the rice, the you know, all different. Yeah, now it's, it's like it's some combination that the bar company comes up with that they just decide. They've been there yeah. for like ever, right? Right. You know, yeah. like and that's every- a, that's our million dollar idea. We'll take your millions of dollars, DV. Let's start a handlebar company where you can custom order your bends that you want. Yeah, because um, you, you know, like you take they're so different. Everything I changes. I know. Let's take your millions of dollars, and I'll I'll be your marketing guy, and we'll go do it. Yeah, let's go. Boom. They need they need to be modular, man. So they can you can leave the the center of the bar mounted to the clamps, and you can just twist off the ends depending on your rise. So twist. you don't have to sit there and tweak it. Twist off the twist yeah, off ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right hey, so you just twist we're gonna be billionaires. We are. We are. There we go. Hey, thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Hawks. Appreciate hey, it. Start, right, on, start on the pattern, buddy. Yeah. And then we go hey, to dude, we go to hey, Shark cross, Tank. Crossbar, we go to Shark Tank. Crossbar or crossbar or no crossbar. Guys are yeah. cutting their crossbar and leaving the pad on. Yeah. Can you just answer that. I'll get off the phone. Yeah. And, so, and then, thanks, and man. We go to uh, Shark Tank. What about crossbar? Crossbar less. More guys are running no crossbar now. You ran, you ran pro tapers forever. Yeah, you, didn't matter to you. I actually wrote most of my life with uh, pro tapers. Yep. And then even when I wasn't pro taper, I wrote pro taper with a different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a, yeah, a different thing. Bar back, because bar I wrote, back. I wrote the Windham pro taper Windham, and that was it. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Use the code PulpMX. If you got a KTM, KTMPartsExpress.com. They've got everything you need. 35 years of experience in motorcycle industry. Their warehouse is stocked and ready to serve you. Uh, Powerware, power parts, anything KTM. Your number one online source is uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Save 15% too. Look, a lot of you have KTMs. Go to KTMPartsExpress.com and save. They'll ship anywhere, bro. 
Just do that. And Hot Cams, of course, hotcamsinc.com. Unleash the power within. Use the code HOTCAMS2016. And they want to help you get all the extra power you need by offering all listeners a 30% discount code. 30%. That's gnarly. It's a good, good job by the folks at Hot Cams. A lot of privateers in the pits are using Hot Cams to uh, tune their bikes and uh, move the power where they want to and uh, basically uh, change the characteristics of their bikes. So Hot Cams unleash the power within. Pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. Outlaw452.com, former pro racer, uh, comes around the pits every now and then. These races, we're happy to see him. We're happy to have him on the show. James Marshall. James, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, I'm great, guys. What's up? Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, dude. Thanks for having me, man. It was, uh, yeah, I was, I was stoked to see the email, and then, uh, yeah, I was, dude. I, I'm, I, like I told you, dude. I've been pretty, I've been pretty damn nervous about this one. <laughs> this one, this one, this one makes me nervous. That guy, that John, that called in a second ago. Uh huh. Dude, what, if, what if I'm with that guy? Like, how am I supposed to answer his questions? Uh, we, we just questions. hang up on him. Just yeah. don't. Just don't. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, how you doing? Everything good with you? Uh, obviously, for people who don't know, don't know your your story, I, I think most people do. Injured at San Diego Supercross, I want to say, oh, six? Six. Oh, six? Yes, sir. And, uh, you and, got it. Dude. Yeah, and uh, in a wheelchair now. And, uh, again, former fast pro racer. And how are you doing these days? How's everything? How's everything going? I know I talk to you every now and then, but uh, fill us in. Yeah, man, definitely. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. And no, everything's been good. Um, the living living situation is is uh, still on the mend. Um, but it, I, you know, like everyone kind of you know floating through the industry knows. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people outside the industry know. But um, uh, let's just say that. Man, uh, the guys that start racing and uh, uh, Coy Gibbs uh, from the JGR effort, as well as uh, Thomas from Infab, that everyone's heard on the uh, you know on the on the uh, breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that man, those guys hooked me up with a uh, with a 2010 Honda Odyssey, and man, that has made my life so damn easy. Oh, it's good. Stupid. Yep. I mean, man, you, uh, like, I mean, just think, like, okay, a wheelchair going through a doorway. That's pretty simple. Like, yeah, I mean, you would think about it, right? If yeah. you're walking, like, yep. going through a doorway, no worries. But, like, if you have that little, like, lip, like, where the door actually, you know, creases and seals at the bottom, like, that gets in the way. So, like, you have to wheelie over that. Like, the littlest crap, man, makes the biggest difference. And I'm telling you guys right now, and I'm telling the whole world, I hope the whole world hears this. Dude, this has been the biggest life-changing event for me so far uh, as, you know, being a quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, what I, I celebrated my 10, 10th year anniversary, uh, what, on the 11th of this month. So, you know, like, what, two weeks ago, uh, right. just, cele- you know, celebrating. And uh, I'm telling you what, dude, like, I'm already, like, getting entered back in school and, uh yeah, so if they D V if you do that handlebar company, let me know. I'll do some uh graphic, <laughs> graphic and I'll do graphic and web for you. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Yeah, Bobby Reagan from Star and Coy from JGR, Mumbles, we love them. we love Mumbles, and uh and Thomas from NFAB all got together and got you some independence. That's awesome and with a van. Uh really nice move by all of those guys and, and a classy one. Good to hear. And like you said, it's just made a world of difference, right? 
It really has. It, I mean, like now, like, uh, okay, today I wanted to go to the bank and run a few other errands mm-hmm. and then uh, just kind of BS through town. Like, I didn't want to just eat regular. Do I get like these like home delivered meals? Mm-hmm. I swear to God, they're made from pedigree. Dude, <laughs> that, I swear, dude, that that shit tastes disgusting. So I was like, swung in. I was like, hit that McDonald's right quick. Yeah, Let's yeah. A, I was like, I ain't balling, but right. I was like, I'm on a I'm on a fixed income. Yeah. Let's go. Let's hit. Let's hit that dollar menu. We got the gas. <laughs> so yeah, we hit we hit that dollar menu uh. right fast, but. No, really. I mean, honestly, I mean, I mean, just think about it. I mean, it's like getting in and, out, getting in and out of a car. That's nothing like you can do that talking on your phone. Dude. Yeah. Right. Dude. For me, it's like, got to take my earplugs out of my ears because I can't, yeah, I can't talk if I don't have those in, which I do right now. I mean, it's like, I mean, you guys, you guys see me every weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm always get my earplugs in, but I mean, like little things like that are really what open up to, uh, just man, a world right. and a lifestyle of independence. So, yeah, that's and, good. That's awesome. Yeah, and then um, um, of course, Coy Gibbs, um, COO of JGR. They just won Daytona 500 too. Look at Coy Gibbs. Ah! Everything's see, going. going. I mean, <laughs> see, I I was uh, I was actually looking for Coy at the uh, at the race because uh-huh. obviously I you know I wanted to talk to you know him and and Thomas and 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 uh, of course Bobby. I saw Bobby, of course, and then, uh, but I, I didn't see him. I guess he was at uh, he was at the 500, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's what the guy said. What would you think of What you think of Dallas Supercross? What you What's your take on it? Great racing, and uh, and, and between Roxon and Dungey, and uh, a good night. Okay, DV. I think this is good for you and I to talk about because one, I loved racing with you. Two, I hated. I I hated getting beat by you, man. I wanted to beat you so bad. I don't know what it was, but uh, man, I really i i i thought that i thought that um I thought that Dungey was a little bit quicker, maybe in some areas, maybe like I think it was like lap fifteen that I was I was I mean like literally I was just watching the race that way I can be ready for you guys because you guys like stomp people in the ass. I gotta be on my toes on this crap, um, man. I really thought like Dungey had a run on him like lap fifteen, and they were like getting near some lappers, and there was that uh, they were going step over a table, uh, on off, or they were going all the way over the on off, and then doubling into that left hander, you know, before the right, and then the finish. Um, man, when they were going through that on off or that you know that second on, or, you know, the on actual actual on off going single over the tabletop first then on off Dungey behind him went triple he kind of went to the inside seemed like he all i mean he got close and i think what made it such a great great race was really just just the fact i think that maybe roxon maybe made a few mistakes at the end and uh i guess Dungey had a few consistent laps i guess by the call him the diesel and um I don't know. I liked it. So, DB, um, uh, criticize me. No, I thought the same thing. I thought around lap 15, uh, we're going to have a race, and, you know, then he's going to give Roxon a run for his money. But I think Roxon was strong. He wanted to win. You know, I think he was running well. Um, he was good in the turns. Um, starting tr- uh, 
after one of the triples, I think it was only one triple on the track anyway, right? Yeah. After that triple, they were going inside the little step up, triple single. Triple. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then um, I think Denji was getting closer with this, and then Roxen changed. Instead of going 2-2, he went 3-1. So you get into the time here. And... You know, Roxanne was strong. Also, yeah, that quad, strong. you know, Dungey struggled with that quad. So you go triple over the over the table and a quad, you know, single over yeah. table to this. Well, that thing in practice, according to my times, was three to four tenths quicker. And I thought Dungey had way more trouble getting that thing in the main than Roxanne did. They both missed it here and there because you had to set up and hit the triple. At the end, Roxanne wasn't doing it. He was yeah. like just trying yeah. on off, yeah. you know, trying to be fast, and you you really had to clear and ma manual that that tabletop before, you know, kind of almost like a BMX manual, the downside, mm -hmm. and then quadding. Um, yeah, I think at the end, Roxon said, you know, screw it, I, I'm not yeah. going to manual this. I'm going to just on just off, jump yeah. and on off without setting up. When you set up like that, you mm -hmm. lose time. So. Whatever you make quadding, you kind of lose setting up. Mm -hmm. So it was working for Roxanne there, but and turns were good. You know, before the whoops, he was railing the outside very well. Um, he was good in the whoops, especially the second set, too. I thought it was good. Um, he was strong. I think, mm, you know, I think uh, it was the best. Um, I think we saw Denji made a few mistakes, mm -hmm. like... Maybe poor uh, line choices too. Yeah. Um, we talk about it under the the bridge. He lost a ton of time here, bridge and triple after that. But um, yeah, I thought so. Uh, but James, it was a good race. James, right now, um, your good friend Trey Canard, he's struggling a bit, man. He's fast as usual, but it's just not working out for him right now, huh? Man, my I don't know, my man Turbo. He's just. Uh, Maybe maybe getting a little bit ahead of himself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to him the next time we talk. I mean, I just haven't talked to him in a couple of days, and I I know he's he's worked. I went over to the Honda truck afterward and just wanted to get a word with him, and um, and the guys were like, "Nah, dude, he split out." Yeah, I was like, "Okay." Yeah, I mean, I figured he I, f I figured that he would, but I don't. Man, dude, I massive Stevie. I have no idea. I mean. Dude, I mean, come on. I didn't I didn't even I mean the honestly shoot the shoot the supercross main that that I that I was in was uh shoot um and I know I was up front a ton in 06 before I got hurt. Uh the only supercross actual main I was in was Indy. So it's hard for me to tell you like how it feels leading a main event. I know what it feels like, you know, like leading like a 20 or I'm sorry, like a 30 minute plus two lap, you know, local race where there's a ton of pros that show up and anybody could mm -hmm. win that. That's all good. Pulling away from those guys. And I know it, you know, I was having to scream at lappers, stuff like that. But I mean, um, I don't know. I think DV is a little bit smarter on that area. Oh yeah. No, that's why we have him in here. He's the expert. He just starts getting mad at me and yelling at me when I ask him questions, James. But other than that, he's fine. Um, I love it. Hey, talk with him. Do you still? Uh, yeah, thanks. Do you still? Uh, uh, I still do go through therapy and everything else. Like, uh, is there kind of with your condition? Is it something that's kind of plateaued? I mean, I know it's been ten years, but do you still have ways to go where you can get better? Or how how is that with your with your hands and, and arms and everything else? Or, or is it a point? Has it reached a plateau where you're not improving anymore? 
You know, that's actually a good question, man. I'm glad you asked that. Like, I I was afraid everyone was going to be afraid to ask that. Um, man, actually, you know, as far as therapy and stuff like that, like, you know, like arm and hand and, and wrist function, and uh, I'm actually pretty close to uh, actually to the guy that landed on me and then got hurt right after, unfortunately. Ernesto Fonseca, mm-hmm. we're pretty close. We're pretty close in uh, in injury wise, but you know, as far as like getting hand function back, wrist function, um, and like movement in my legs, stuff like that, it's it's very minimal. And spasms come into play. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, the body just spasms uncontrollably, just because that's the that that's the weight of the injury. And thank thank God we haven't seen any. And unfortunately, mine was shown on you know after, like you know they they showed the little clip of the first heat race. Mm-hmm. And I'm unfortunately the world saw it, but it's it's not anything I don't think that that you know that that gets better. Mm-hmm. Actually, I w- I would honestly say that I'm I would think I'm getting a little bit worse. Like you know, like my hands are. Get, getting tighter, my, my muscles are contracting more, and um, I mean, I'm actually in the route of just getting my back and pump put back in. I think that that would help a lot with mm-hmm. plasticity and just really just be able to maybe a little bit more mobile. And uh, man, just I mean, with and with that comes everything. I mean, I mean, bowels, bladder. You got you have to watch out for sores. Yeah, um, big thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it hits. It's going from night to day difference. Like I did not train for this, but <laughs> I guess if God was there to choose someone or whoever the higher spirit is, yeah, that's cool. And it picked me. I'll take it. So right, and I'll ride. I'll yeah. ride it home. Yeah, I'll you gotta you gotta do the best you can with it for sure. We got a call. We got a call for you on uh, on line two. Daniel, welcome to the Pulp and Mech Show. Uh, what's your question for James Marshall? Hey, guys, I was just curious um, with the GoFundMe pages, uh, how that's working out for you. And when you see an injury uh, like yours or someone else that gets hurt, it seems like a lot of the times a lot of pro riders or amateurs will start sharing that stuff. And I was just wondering how that affects you and uh, how that's all working out for you. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. What was it, Kyle? Uh, No, it's uh, Daniel. Daniel, my bad, brother, my bad. Uh, yeah, man, I appreciate it, dude. So, yeah, the GoFundMe page, first off, GoFundMe is working uh, really well. Um, it actually uh, got me to a that, – that actually leads me back to the point of where Bobby and I crossed paths. So uh, the GoFundMe page was doing really well. I had, you know, my buddy Trey obviously start it, and then Langston hopped in on it. I did it a few times. And – it seemed like, man, the numbers were going so high that I was on an hourly rate of just um, to, of an of an update of where they were actually at. So um, of where my numbers were at because they were you know coming in so fast, mm-hmm. so high, and uh, so yeah, uh, man. After I hit like fifteen thousand, I was like, dude, they are coming in. I was like, this is crazy, and uh, so. Man, that's cool. Called Bobby. Yeah, called Bobby. Asked him if he had, and uh, you know, just a regular van, something that I could work on. You know, 
put into actually, you know, build out like an accessible vehicle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, those things are like a hundred thousand dollars. And I was like, yeah, no, no crap. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I gotta, I gotta start somewhere, cousin. Like, you know, if I don't, if I don't do something, I ain't got that shit results ain't gonna come. So, yeah, I started there, and, and he was like, well, call me after a one. And I was like, all right, I have no idea what's going through this guy's mind, right? Right. So I call him and call him, and he's like, hey, dude, call this Leon. And I'm like, all Leon, right, whatever. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. He gives me some random number, right? I call Leon. I'm like, hello. I was like, I was told to call you. And uh, so he's like, um, he's like, yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah. So, you know, we heard you're looking for a handicap accessible van. We have a 2010 Honda Odyssey and telling me all these things. And I'm like, all right. He's like, well, get with my son. He knows all the dimensions and everything. So just got the measurements, everything worked out like that. So. And then now my GoFundMe page is still there to support um, things like insurance for the vehicle, um, gas from here to places like Project Block for therapy, where Road to Recovery is still giving me a lot of support through that. Um, uh, gosh, what? I mean, uh, man, the, the GoFundMe page goes back to everything in my life right now, um, getting a better living situation. That's huge for me. So yeah, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, that's exactly what that's for. Thanks. Uh, and, thanks, Daniel. Thanks for calling. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, that's awesome that these guys did this for you. It's awesome. Like you said, it gives you a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, you know, mobility and, and it kind of opens things up for you. So that's, that's cool. Good to hear. Yeah, for sure. And man, you know, on the comment that Daniel made about other, you know, other people getting hurt, yeah, man, it does bum me out. I know that it's there in our sport. I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to have probably some bad, you know, different cases. But I mean, should we got to man up, take care of them, and then you know, what, you know, once you know somebody does get hurt, man, it's like, uh, man, if you're not the professional racer, and it's like, damn, you know, yeah. So no, I, it, I think it... we. I don't know if we're seeing more people getting hurt, James, or if we're seeing with social media that we know more about them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of see both sides oh, yeah. of it. Yeah, I, I, I really see both sides of it. Um, Absolutely. So I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't think four strokes. I don't think four strokes have helped. And but then again, we also know more about these guys through social media, through Facebook, through all that kind of stuff. So it's always one of those deals where I'm not quite sure the chicken or the egg came first. You know what I mean? So. Um, exactly. Exactly. I like that analogy. Um, well, hey, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. Um, Outlaw452.com. Yeah. People can check out your website. Uh, your GoFundMe then, link is, uh, is on there, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, it's actually on my Instagram page, just at Outlaw452. But there we go. Um, yeah, definitely. Just uh, and definitely check out my, you know, my foundation. Don't forget about that. The James Marshall Project, so you can go to jamesmarshallproject.com where we give back to other spinal cord and traumatic brain injuries. So, And thanks to Bobby Reagan. Thanks to Bobby Reagan, Coy Gibbs, and Thomas Fichter, of course, at, at those NFAB and JGR and, uh, and and Star. That's awesome. Good job by those guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I want to Yeah, I want to shoot a big, uh, big, big thanks to them. Uh, man, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for everything. Bobby, Coy, Thomas, um, everyone else that stepped in. Uh, shoot. Teddy Parks, man, I've got oh, Teddy everyone. Parks. Is, Teddy Parks is a classic. 
Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, yeah, Teddy, yeah, Teddy Parks, dude. Man, it's it's a bummer that my buddy B White wasn't able to call in, dude. I know he would have, dude. He'd have made your ass laugh. <laughs> I'm oh sure. my god, dude. Yeah, he's working offshore, so I want to give a shout out to B White. No problem. But, uh, thanks, thanks, James. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it, and I'm sure I will see you around the races, man. I always do. So thanks. Uh, yeah, absolutely, dude. Anytime. I appreciate it, guys. Okay. Have a good night, dude. All right. See ya. Bye bye. But James Marshall, everybody, Outlaw 452. Uh, check it out. And uh, thanks to Bobby Reagan and Coy Gibbs and Thomas for hooking him up. He's doing much better, it sounds like, with that. And uh, nice to hear from him. And it's a tough, tough battle. It's a tough deal, but uh, he's fighting through it. And, and uh, we're glad to, to give him a shot on the show. So, um, DV, the uh, GP start this weekend in Qatar. Yep. Does Roman Fabra. Defend his title against the great Fevre. Yeah. Does he defend his title against the great Antonio Caroli? He got hurt though. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to be 100. percent He's back riding. Um, I saw that on Facebook real quick. And then, um, um, yeah, I think um, it's always tough to beat Caroli. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Paulin Gauthier will be better. He doesn't like the bike, right? I don't know how much you talk to him, but. He didn't mesh with that bike. He likes to check, though. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, is, yeah. it, is it is his last deal, right? Yeah, two year deal. So he's up. Yeah, you he know? might be up, but he might stay. Um, hopefully, he's gonna do better. Like find a better setup. His setup last year from race one to last race was horrible. Mm-hmm. So. I've seen him struggle in Glen Helen live. That was not nice to see. Like, bike wasn't up to par, you know? So, I don't think it was fit for him. Like, the bike was really small, really soft. Yeah. He's w- a he's weird. A, he's a big dude, too. Yeah. Yep. The bike wasn't, did not really look good. But this, you know, it's always tough to beat Caroli. You know, got her oh, last year. He got her twice, and he was still in the hunt, still like I, winning. Motos with being, you know, having a broken hand or something. Yeah. Or... No, I, I still like Caroli, man. He's the man, I think, until further notice. Although Faber was incredible. Incredible. It's like, it's like when Carmichael is, is lining up for for championship. It's tough to bet against him. And, and Caroli, uh, it's pretty does, much the same. Does BT101 make all the GPs? He got hurt. Yeah, but he's going to make his fine for guitar, I guess. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So... Yeah, um, and congratulations to Jeffrey Hurlings. Good luck in your chase for the MX2. We're all, we're all super cheering for you. We're all big fans. So congrats, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey on. What what a cocky kid. <laughs> this guy. He is tough. He's tough to cheer for. <laughs> he is tough to cheer for. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not you, you want somebody to beat him, basically. Dude, uh, well, never mind. If they get close to him, they get moved out of the class. Oh, hey, you're close to beating him. Oh, look, you're 23. Later, bro. Time to uh, time to leave. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's such a ridiculous that guy's series. Going down. All right, we're gonna go commercial break, and we're gonna come back with Jason Thomas and the uh, X Brown goggle tear offs. 
BTO Sports tweeted Travis. Uh, Lars Lindstrom coming up from Honda still. The great David Villeman in studio. we got lots more Dallas Supercross talk. Lots more. Another commercial break? Another commercial break. Uh, Thanks to Hot Cams, by the way, for bringing James Marshall on the show. Hot Cams 2015. Don't say another commercial break like it's a bad thing. It makes the show look. I know shitty. because no, because the the chat room hates commercial well, breaks. Go take a piss or something. I mean, whatever, I already bro. did. Well, no, I mean the people F- in the chat room. <laughs> so, great yes. radio. All right, everybody, we'll be right back after this commercial. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our fly racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves. Of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Bro. 
Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All Ride Engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike's handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and blighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All and fab products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack, so... 
there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it, most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all new line of atlas braces are 20% lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join RV Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. 
for over 23 years now they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. 
They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. BTOsports.com, music code PulpMX10, and Fly Racing. David Villeman's choice, a band called Brad Sucks. But they're, but they're Canadian. From Canada, baby. So then I like them. They sound great. Total hipster music, DB. You always pick hipster music when you come on. Hey, going to Coachella this year. Again. Who's playing? Uh, GNO. Oh, that's right. They're playing here. Uh, they're opening the arena here. In the, what, the, the Monte Carlo Arena? No, the new arena by New York, New York. The T-Mobile Center. Seven, yeah, 17,000. Yeah, 17, by, by, uh, it's between Monte Carlo and New York, New York. Yeah. The one in the back, right? Yeah, it's not Monte Carlo. It's New York, New York. And then Excalibur it's, is on the other side of the, of the trop, Trop Canada. Yeah, okay. It's by Monte okay. Carlo. Okay, right. okay. Uh, we're talking about the same Okay, 18,000 seat arena. GNR. Killers are opening. The Killers have the first concert, and then GNR right after. So I want to see um, The Kills, Cochera. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few bands, M83. Uh, a few bands that I like that I want to. Well, I just got my tickets for Billy Idol the other day. He's playing at the joint. So. You know what? I don't. And then uh, Pookie and I are going to go see Third Eye Blind, too, in another, another month or so. So, yeah, I'm right in tune with your music, DV. <laughs> I bought my Coachella ticket last year in June. I haven't since oh, June. I know. You're awesome. You love it. Um, all right, everybody. Race Tech. 
Uh, hey, they're doing motors now. We know what they do with suspension. They do a fantastic job with suspension. Uh, Chris there down at Racetech said that uh, the pulp orders are, are flowing through there. Lots of WP, WP forks, uh, 4CS forks coming through there, and the Racetech is applying their fix to them. So doing a ton of that. They're also doing motors. 65 years of championship winning engine building and tuning experience. Check them out. They're dyno, track and float, bench tested, 100% guaranteed. They offer a wide range of machining processes guaranteed to be the highest quality available with extreme accuracy. Uh, a lot of guys are using these guys uh, for suspension over the years, and now they're using those same top quality skills, and they are doing it to uh, to motors, people, so you know they're going to be good. I mean, Racetech did motors way back in the two-stroke days, so you know they're going to be good. Uh, here's some of our emails uh, from the week that was in Pulp Mix. Uh, Monday show with MC Ping Antonis Stev- Stevenson was a triple platinum. My work week has what has you would say suck balls, but that show kept me laughing all the way to and from for the last th- to and from work for the last three days. My sincere thanks. I'm still randomly laughing over the Colonel Sanders bit. I was not a Gibbs hater, but I have to say Travis is really killing it. Thanks for all the content from Ron. Ron says you're killing it. Thanks, Ron. It was a good show though. DV McGrath Ping. Danny Stevenson, buddy on the phone. Did they have a Kenyan Lake stories? <laughs> we got into some of them, yeah. <laughs> That's all I want to hear from them. Kenyan Lake, hey, uh, you, 1995 stories. You went to Canyon Lake and ended up with a black eye. <laughs> I never been to Canyon Lake. I thought, yeah, I thought it was a Canyon Lake party that you nah, went to. It wasn't, oh, okay. Man. Happy Team Yamaha we were back then. Um, hey, Travis, do you have a motocross background? He yeah, he does. yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He has a bike. Uh, he rides a desert. I don't know how much he's ridden lately. We can ask him. Uh, all right. Next next, uh, next email from Josh. Long-time listener. First time writing. Noticed Ping was going to be in on the show tonight. I wanted to say you guys both have good taste in music. I have seen Rebulation. Rebulation? What is that band? How do you say that that band? That first... Are you asking me to say something? Well, because you probably know the band. It's hipster weirdo music that Ping likes. I don't I, uh, oh. Rebu- Rebel, revolution, revolution, stick figure, and pacifier, pacifier in concert several times, and love listening to their music. I've also been a big tragically hip fan. Also, I went to their fully completely concert in Seattle, best T hip show so far. Being I live in between Seattle and Canada, I like a lot of Canadian artists like Matthew Good, Colin James, Blue Rodeo, and Brad uh, Sucks. But T T hip and Brad Sucks, and but T hip is my still my favorite band. So Steve, I'd like you to play Blow It High Doe for your song pick, and it would be cool to hear Ping pick a pacifier song. Preferably submersible or start from scratch. This is all Greek to me. Thanks for all you guys do. Keep up the good work. From Josh. Josh, I love hip. Seen him so many times. Not even funny. You have not lived till you've seen Tragically Hip in a small venue down here in the U.S. where nobody knows who they are. So, got to check them out. I uh, don't know who they are. Uh, I'm going to play Blow and High Doe for the next commercial break. Uh, Travis, DV had a question for you. Do you have a motocross background? A motocross background? Yeah. Yeah, like I used to race. Yeah, used to do you ride or well, I, I ride a little pop. bit now. But, I don't fucking but, have one. <laughs> you pop wheelies and stuff. Oh yeah, you, was DV? Hey, let me guess. You like McGrath over DV though. We all like McGrath. He's too young. How old are you? How do you think I am? I'm asking you. I'm 28. Do you, do you always? He's, 20, he's 28. Yeah. I don't like when people answer a question <laughs> with a question. Okay, well, <laughs> you did that earlier. You know that, right? Yeah, but I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guest. <laughs> Did you like yeah, DV? So when you you like ten, oh, yeah, no, I liked DV. You, no, you didn't. Sure. No, I saw you. are 10 years younger than me, so when I was, you know, you were 12 when I was winning. Well, oh, he would have known you. 12 though. or yeah, 13. I knew, exactly. I knew yeah. you were. Yeah. 
You have a favorite DV moment that comes to mind? No. I don't put you on a spot here, no. but. Yeah, I trained. Not that I, not trained, that I can think um, of, like, right here and now, but. No. So I trained this fast uh, 14 year old kid. I don't uh -huh. know if you saw on. Uh, Oh Social yeah, the, the Bud Racing kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of '85, and he, he okay. came here to ride just for a week, just uh -huh. for fun, or whatever. And um, so I brought him uh, the ride three times, and then two two times I was alone with him, so uh, I was like babysitting almost, you know. And then on the way home from uh, Milestone or something, um, he said. Did you ever race GPs? <laughs> he asked me. <laughs> He's 14. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, are you serious, bro? I'm like, <laughs> did you ever race GPs? <laughs> yeah, he said it. He said he, he thought like I only raced um, American stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, dude, how can I just race American stuff? Like, I have to stall somewhere, right? Being French, that was funny. JT, welcome to the show. Adam. What's your favorite DV memory, JT? Uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite one? Uh, I would say the most impressive was passing MC at Phoenix 99. 2000. 2000. I thought you were going to bring up San Francisco. I was really hoping you would. No, no I, would, I would never do that. <laughs> I would. Was it 99 or 2000? Yeah, it was 2000. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, that was impressive. Oh. I thought of my favorite DV moment. Okay. It wasn't from a race, but it was from a video. It was like an old terra firma or something where he was in a quarry. And he was jumping jumps and it had like some incubus music in the background. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. With the quarry. What, what video was that? I think it was terra firma seven. I think that's what it was. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite segments of any video. Mm. I used to watch it over and over. So there you go. That was DV. sick. Like we went to the by Fox San Jose or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they had this quarry with huge doubles, like huge. You couldn't even roll them because they had like rocks in between. Yeah, so yeah. only the takeoff and the landing was We're, nice, yeah, yeah. super nice. But they were huge, like maybe two or three times the height of, of a regular triple. I don't think I saw that And one. maybe yeah. maybe a time and a half or two times longer than like third gear. Br br like it was a six pack. Yeah, yeah. I was scared to jump him. <laughs> and I get there, I have a stock bike. Yeah, yeah. I, I only brought suspension. The bike is old. And I'm like, I have to jump this shit because you're on video. They're yeah. filming. <laughs> you need to get on it. So I finally do it. And then that was actually a fun day. Like, they had a mm -hmm. quarry with a lot of jumps everywhere. Kind of like, um, remember Gravity Games where they used to do Gravity Games? With no ramps, just dirt everywhere. No. Jump dirt, no, like a big mountain in the middle, and you can jump like sideways and yeah. everywhere. That's what it was. It was actually pretty fun. Um, D JT, were you ever in a video? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was called. I filmed one with Red Dog one time, but not really because I was never in California, so. Right. Um, um, yeah, it was tough back then. The, the I was kind of young then, too. The super team of Birdwell Mathis made one. Um, there's a clips a clip of Ty Birdwell at Reddick. It's about three seconds long in Moto Triple X, one or two. And <laughs> exactly. And I was fil I was there. I, I'm not in it, but I, uh, it was a very big deal for me. I really shined the bike up for that three second clip of that video. So, and it was just Birdie in a corner and like not jumping, just in a corner. <laughs> so, how's things at Fly Racing, bro? Yeah, all good. I asked all you good. I asked you for updated um, LE gear numbers last week. You didn't have them. Please give them to me now. 
How were the orders? Are you sold out? I'll have to be honest. I did not look. I was busy <sighs> doing other things. That's ridiculous. That's bullshit. Yeah, I would just say good. I, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't give you real numbers anyway, even if I had them. Well, you just got to say how well it's doing. That's all. It's chicken ass. We're okay. chicken ass down here. <laughs> Uh, the original Stretch Fabric Racewear, Fly Racing's third-generation light hydrogen line. This is the stuff that the guys wear at the Nationals when it's hot, and uh, and they want the lightweight, minimalist racewear design. It's the Fly uh, light hydrogen line. It's uh, the lightest, most flexible, breathable gear out there. Their size 34 pant weighs in at only 24 ounces. It's incredible. Flyracing.com. Check them out. Um, JT, you and DV have a little bit of a difference of opinion on the Craig Savachi uh, move, and uh, we had a couple callers call in. Also, it seems like this 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 uh, this move is all over the map as far as what what they thought. But tell us what you think uh, t- going through it. Uh, I just thought he he moved over. I, I think he definitely wanted to move over. Uh, I think maybe there's some truth to his claim that he didn't want to move over that far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I don't think that there was any doubt in my mind about whether he was trying to move or not. So uh, I don't think that moving over in sections where you're committed, whether it's a jump or a whoop section, is is uh, a good idea. I think it's you know, going to be viewed pretty harshly. So uh, I think if he had to do it over again, he would probably do it a different way. But, mm-hmm. you know, racing is, racing is split-second decisions. So it yeah. goes that way sometimes. Yeah, you've been there, right? Yep. Um so. The, uh, the, the, whoa, what's that? What happened there with your phone? What's going uh, on with your phone? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Uh, let's, let's move right into the X-Brown goggles, uh, tear-off segment. Let's, uh, let's move into that. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brown Goggles is a choice of champions. Ever use the code Pulpum X16. Save yourself 30% off of a pair of X-Brown Goggles. The original and still best goggle out on the market. And we thank the folks at X-Brand for, uh, for coming on board. Of course, I, I used to build them for years. I stopped building them this year. But still on board with Team X-Brand. And uh, Brock Tickler wears them. Kyle Chisholm wears them. And um, Nick Way perhaps will be wearing them. Nick Way is going to make his season debut this weekend, DV. Riding for Team Tedder Kawasaki. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Nick Way will be back. We're, I think he's still negotiating with the folks from X-Brand, but we hope to have him on board. So, X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. 30 seconds or, or less, TV. you have to answer them in rapid-fire question. 30 seconds? Yep. I thought it was 15 before. While JT wouldn't stick to that, and so we we had to up it a little yeah. bit. There's an amendment. There's an amendment to the constitution of Bobble X. Yes, yes, there was. <laughs> it went through. It went through uh, bills and everything else. It was went through the house and all that. So, uh, all right, let's do this, Travis. All right, DV, we'll start with you this time. If Porcel had finished the outdoor season with you and Moto Concepts, what would his best finish have been? Um, I think he would have made a podium. Um, podium some motos, I think, if he would actually finish the race. All right, JT, next one for you. If Honda doesn't sign Roxon, who else could they sign in the foreseeable future that might be able to win a championship? Who else could Honda sign? Uh, tough. I don't uh, 
I don't know. I think uh, I think Dungey and Roxon, and then if Tomac can get back to the level he was at, I think uh, I think that's your best three uh, with Webb being signed. He, you know, his young deal. What about um, Anderson? Yeah, but he's locked in. I think I, don't, I think he's going to be a Husky for a long time. So uh, I don't know. There's just not many free agents that are capable of beating those guys. Uh, maybe Kennard. You know, I don't. I, He's obviously not riding very well, but he's shown he's, he's capable of winning. How, I don't know. It's, how old uh, is, how, tough, how old tough is Trey? I think that's why that's 40 seconds. So hard to get him. It's 40 seconds. I don't care. Uh, how old is Kennard? That's, that's the best part. I don't care. How old is Trey? Is uh, he, he turned pro in 06. Is he so older than Dungy? Is he the same age? He's got to be at least 26. Same age as Dungy, you think? Uh, I bet they're close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they got to be close, close, right? I think um, Marvin and uh, Dungy are the same age. Oh, I thought Marvin was even older than Dunge. Uh, maybe he is. I, I think yeah. they're really close, though. No, Marvin is two or is a two or twenty days old, younger than um, Dunge. Dunge. Okay. Uh, Marvin is uh, December twenty nine, eighty nine, and I think uh, Dunge is uh, beginning of December eighty nine. Right. I was talking to talking about the Roxon thing, JT. I was talking to somebody from the OEMs. Um, this weekend, and he told me, you know what? Trey Kennard is 25 years old. He's okay. going to be 26 on September 17th. One of the OEM guys told me that. He said, you know what? He goes, KTM's kicked our ass the last few years. He goes, I think you're going to see all all the Japanese come back. He goes, I know Honda's going for Roxon, if they, and they might have them already. And they got a new bike coming out. And he goes, I think you're going to see the Japanese try to strike back at KTM because they've kicked our asses for two, three, four years now. He goes, we got. So how are they going to do it? They got a little complacent, is what he said. So, but, I mean, in just bike development, or they they can do uh, well, they can do it with the the riders. Or even in Europe, they're not as good. You know, it's not with Bobrychev and Poland. They're going to win. Yeah, I, I don't think. And then here, well, if they get Roxon, they know. can win. And seriously, I think. I think we are um, underestimating a uh, city. I think city could be, it could be Col- a new Colsilly, yeah, yeah. It could be a new Dungy. All right. Um, Eventually, right. if he keep going in yeah. that way, right. the way he rides, you know, I think he has a, um, a lot of improvement that he he can actually improve a lot the way he rides. You know, mm-hmm. some riders like you see Barsha, you don't see much improvement. They, he's there. He, I don't think he can improve anymore mm-hmm. unless it changes yeah. drastically. But the way, um, I think the way uh, City's writing, I think it could be... Much more than 30, yeah. 30 seconds, by the way. Um, yeah, I yeah I like Sealy's outdoor skills. I've got to step up a bit, but he's and not that, far and off. That would, yeah, yeah if, and that'll if, come. Yeah, if he improves his outdoor, right. then he's going to be obviously better in Supercross, yeah. naturally. But... You know, well, JT, uh, keep in mind this OEM guy I was talking to too is obviously biased. He works for the OEF for Japanese OEM. Yeah, I so, just I don't yeah. know how they're going to pull that off unless you know because most of the guys are locked into their deals and there's not just a yep. huge crop of guys that can win right now. I don't think. So. Yep. Yeah. No. You know what? One guy. I mean, maybe. A, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, didn't, I was just saying maybe like a ten or ten year cycle. If that's what he's talking, they can get back to the top. That's yeah. that's different. That's Do you different. feel? I feel like myself included. Maybe we're discounting Jeremy Martin a little bit. He's going to RCH next year. You know, no one's pumped on that signing that I talked to. No one's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's going to kill it. He's a two-time national champion. You know, He's I, a great rider. I, yeah, no, I, I mean, know. There's he never no pro- way you're ever going to convince me that he can be a guy like Ken Rocks at Supercross. 
Yeah, he never proved anything in Supercross, yeah. But so he needs to, you know, step it up and see what he has this year, obviously. Yeah. And then, and I think he's speculating on 250 guys. Sometimes 250 guys don't go to 450 and kill it. Yeah. You know, like Baggett or, or Will Hahn was, yep. kill, was really fast on 250. Is maybe struggling in 450 now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of guys that won or they were like great 250 guys. In 450, they're nowhere to be seen. Yep. All right, next question. All right, Steve. Do Tomac's Supercross results have any effect on how you predict he will do outdoors? No. Nope. No, I said. There that, we go. that was under 30 seconds. Yeah, no. You All got right. time to spare. I was just seeing if you wanted to expand <laughs> on that a little bit. But. You're fired. But the thing All is, right, it, it has to, you know, if he keeps riding like he's riding, like being in his turns and, and, and not being really smooth and stuff, or reading. Mm-hmm. I don't know if outdoor is going to be good, though. That's the thing. All right, next question. All right, DV, back to you. Now that you've checked road trip off your bucket list, what's going to be your next adventure? Uh, more road trips. No, I think um, <laughs> I need to go to uh, Fenway Park this, this year, see a baseball game. I did um, uh, Wrigley two years ago, so that's this summer. That's one of my on my bucket list. I went there. It was on my bucket list, too. And I went, JT, you ever been? You wouldn't care. You're not a baseball Well, guy. we were supposed to go a couple of years ago for Southwick, and you bailed on me. I did? Yes. I do not remember. Oh, I do not remember. I'm going to be tired, and I don't want to drive. Oh, on Friday night, you wanted to drive there. Yes. Yeah. That is correct. Um, I, it was on my bucket list. I went in 06, 07. It was uh, Red Sox and St. Indians, and I sat... Um, uh, right field, kind of by the Budweiser sign, and I gotta say, like you're a cheap ass. Can you get like I know I, I just first base sorry, or third base? Sorry, ticket? bro. I, I went with Parts Unlimited rep. He bought the tickets. I'm sorry. Um, it's super cool around there. Once you get in there, though, DV. I mean, obviously the park was built in like whatever 1912 or something. It's so small that low ceilings and like the seats and and you, you, it's packed because it's so small, right? And they've just yeah, but it's cool. It's really cool. To say, Wrigley was say you've been fun. There. I, was I love yeah. Wrigley. Yeah, it was. You know, I I, yeah. I like the Cubs too, but right, uh, it was fun. All right. Well, we're going back to uh, Southwick this year, JT. Maybe we'll go. Yeah, I'll hold my breath. <laughs> like John Knowles going to dinner. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Next question. All right, JT. How many trainers has Reed gone through in his career? Uh, I don't know. Maybe three, three or four. Not 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 very many. Right. I would say three. As many as as, as many as uh, Justin Hill probably in the last year. Jeez. All right, Steve. Out of all the Bassets that you've had, which one has been your favorite? Um, dead or presently alive? How, all the Bassets oh, that you've had. We don't give a shit. So any, <laughs> any of them. Fuck, fuck you, DV. Dog I just, just want to hit a motocross stop. Dog just died. Whatever, dead, fuck dust, you. whatever. I can't say. It's like picking your favorite child, you know. Like DV, which one? Which Are is you your favorite? that they're gonna hear you? DV, which is your favorite child you have? You have two. Which one is your favorite? Are they mine? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't just pick. You can't pick your favorite. Uh, Rocky's my favorite, but I also want to kill Rocky a lot. So All that's right. that's nice. All right, DV, back to you. What's eating Chad Reed? Why have his results fallen off, and what can he do to bounce back? Um, I think bikes too too aggressive. Um, and uh, also riding style, 
needs to ride smoother with a more efficient bike, I think. There hasn't been anybody in the series whose results have varied as much as him. I mean, he goes from pressuring Dungey for 20 to... Yeah, in San Diego. Yeah. And, and I said it. I'm like, he's like revving and then riding a gear lower, like... Uh, Weird, like yeah. uh, the way he rides. Like you can hear his bike from any other twenty bikes out there. You can see it. Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's not really as not very smooth yet. He needs to, you know, open up his turns. No, put a, <laughs> s a smaller sprocket and just just ride. You know, like kind of like keep your momentum around. Just w go wide in the turns, and you know. I think it's too much stop and go, too much throttle, okay. on and off. Yep. You know, that's kind of like the way uh, I That's more than 30 seconds. Stop it. All right. All right, JT, last one for you. Will Josh Grant get another ride? Uh, I don't know if that's really the question. Is it, will he take another ride? He's uh, racing Daytona. He He's racing Daytona on by himself, privateer style. Okay, well, I'm just saying he could have a ride if he wanted one, but... He probably won't get one for the money he wants, so I don't know how to answer it because if no one's going to get a ride unless they're willing to accept it, right? So right, he, is he happy yeah. living in the now? Uh, seems that way. Is is that a, a money issue that he doesn't have a ride? I think so. No, he, yeah. he doesn't want to ride for free or close to it. Yeah. So and he's got. I, a... I mean, I can understand him, and I don't blame him. But yeah, he's got a point. I'm. Yep. I don't think that people are ready to give him a bunch of money, so it's a tough spot to be in. I talked to somebody today that said basically that Yosh Suzuki should, should just give him what he wants and put him on a bike because between James and Baggett, things are not going well. The team hasn't been represented at two or three races, and we still don't know much about James and Baggett. Maybe he's not 100%. And you got to feel for this team, though. You know? Crazy. Last year... Uh no Bubba this year of third race yep. done. Weird, you know? Yeah. Kinda like yeah. gotta feel bad for them. You know you know all the teams are working pretty hard to have everything oh, yeah. ready and yeah, yeah. bikes and everything and then your whole disaster strikes. Your main guy is not there last year and then yeah. he's here only for three races. I wonder if this I don't know why J G would pick Daytona to come back. Um He's an auto guy. You yeah, like but, outdoors, yeah. Yeah, but Daytona's not outdoors anymore. It's not. Yeah, it's, but it's, in people's well, mind, it is. In people's mind, it is. Yeah. It's closer than any other Supergrass, for sure. Yeah. Uh. Not Hi, everyone Steve. hates Daytona like you, Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how do I get uh, passes for Daytona if I want to go? Uh, it's tough, uh, but yeah, I can help you. I don't know. No, I'm not going, so. Yeah, I'm sure we can get you one. Cindy, Cindy Thomas. <laughs> um... Why are you going? I was thinking about it. Make a road trip out of it. Oh, Jesus. Here no, we go. actually fly. <laughs> TV with the road trips. <laughs> no, because fly. Let's say fly and then uh, rent a car and go down to Miami and do the Keys. Oh, right yeah. Here. Yeah. I've never been to the Keys. I've never been to the Keys either. JT probably has. So. Uh, yeah, we used to go there every summer for family vacation. Is it super weird? Like, are there towns with just like, where like the, it's super small and there's like, like, like it takes t 10 minutes to drive across, or is it to get that skinny? Keys, yeah. yeah, it's all, like, islandy, touristy kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, a lot of fishing, little fishing villages, and um, it's not, like, beachy. Like, if you're going to the Keys to go to the beach, you're going to the wrong spot because there's really not beaches. It's, it's kind of rocky, and, yeah. yeah. 
Um, um, but it's it's really fisher fishermen go there. Like if you're into fishing and diving and snorkeling and that, that it's perfect for that. That's the place to go. Yeah, I've never yeah. Uh, never been. You gotta go to Alligator Alley TV. That's pretty cool down there. Yeah, I wanted to go on those things on those uh, pontoons. No, the swamp swamp, boats. Yeah, swamp boats or whatever. Yeah. What do you call those? That's the Florida airboat. Yeah, or Richard Kane, and like, you know. Yeah, airboat. CSI yeah. Miami. So. <laughs> uh, all right, is that it? Uh, there's one more for you. All right. Who's having a better Supercross season, Troll or Filthy? Oh, God. Who's that? Who's the first one? Uh, Alex Martin. He has a he had a better one, though. It's not <laughs> very good. Phil's not exactly tearing it up either. But he's, he's a replacement guy, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not like if you get in the main, that's fine, right? I don't know. I really don't care. That's that's my answer. <laughs> that's my answer. It's been rough. Phil was happy this weekend because he didn't crash in the main event. That was like his goal. So, but what do you expect from a guy like this? He's a replacement. You 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 see him on TV. He starts well. People talk about him. They talk about JGR. You know, I think he's doing a good job. Okay. I think. I don't know. It seems like, on the other hand, the star racing guys, the rookie and Alex Martin, not doing very hot, though. Mitchell Harrison has got some skills, but he is sketchy. And I don't know. He's if a rookie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's, it's, don't you feel like, JT, like these kids, and I, I, I can't think of anybody at the top of my head to also like this, but like Mitchell Harrison and, and again, names are Zach Bell. There's another guy. They come in. They look great. They jump everything, um, but they are just sketchy. Like they can't put laps together. They can't do. They can't ride in traffic. Like it's it's easy. They is it just a, is it, are they a victim what? of these riding facilities? No, they you know they're victim of the training they do or the the riding they do. I see them all the time. They pound laps. They go wide open. They clutch everywhere. They they rev the bike. They want to go fast. You know, it's like running before walking. You know, first you need to learn the technique, how to take a, a turn, how to go through the wolves. You don't have to go and then, you know, in October and just do 29 motos wide open, revving the shit out of the bike everywhere. It was the same with, um, he's doing better, but uh, what's his face? Um, Jordan Smith. Who? Jordan oh, Jordan Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah. I see him right. I'm like, dude. Can can somebody someone in your team tell you to uh, at least on the straightaway just shift to third at one point? You know, like are you gonna do it or <laughs> are you gonna bless the wolves in second gear and then right. you know break your engine? Or, you yeah. know, they don't know the they don't know the technique for us before but, uh, they they go and go fast. What are they doing at these riding facilities all day? I don't know. I <laughs> I, I got one kid from uh, uh, Club MX. Uh, we did some. He, he couldn't run more than uh, two miles in 12 minutes. I'm like, dude. <laughs> at one point, you want to race Supercross? <laughs> in 12 minutes, you have to do more than two miles or two miles at least. You know. Uh, yeah. So and it's been in the training facility for years. I'm like, what are you guys doing there? <laughs> Playing video games and just doing whips for Instagram, or I, what are you doing? Yeah, I think that's probably a big part of it. JT, what do you think? About guys that like like selling those guys. Yeah, like like these like Mitchell Harrison. Like 
The kid's got skills all day long. Like he's he's phenomenal on a bike, skill wise. You know. Yeah, like, but do you watch them practice? I mean, they're they're almost crashing by themselves. So like, you put them into a race environment, and what do you think's going to happen? Well, okay. Like for example, like you look like you, Mitchell Harrison has better skills than you ever did on a bike. You had a 15 year pro career. Mitchell Harrison and Zach Bell are going to be lucky to have a 15 race pro career. You know. Yeah, but they're always out of control. I know why, but 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 don't you think because they don't have the technique? But like, but there's a lot of these kids, maybe more than ever. They always yeah, I, you don't think I, I could have gone that fast too? I would have crashed a lot. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It's it's all about you have to. You, it doesn't matter how fast you go if you can't finish. So if I wanted to turn it up to you know ten percent above my riding ability, I could have gone faster. You, it would have just been spectacular crashes, which is what we see from those guys. But why does it seem like more and more of these kids are doing that? Yeah, because they think that's what it takes to to make it, but they don't see that you you don't see Dungy and Roxon and these guys throwing it away ever. No, know? they don't do that. So the but, guys that have really figured it out are the guys that were like that. They were able to push the edge, but then they figured out how to tone that down a little bit. Um, it's I don't know the you know how you do that, but you've seen but, it time and time again. Are you with these me? Guys are able to figure it out. Are you with me on this? Is the latest trend in the last five years? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, okay. it's obvious. Kids like Jordan Smith and, I mean, all these kids that are coming up have the same trait. Um, yeah, they keep crashing, getting her. out of it. Yeah. Oh, they're scrubbing yeah. like crazy. They're, they but, look great. Look, but, the, look at the guys that actually do good. Dungy, smooth, fast, technique. Reed, always there. No, he's been there for since '03. It's a long time. Yeah. Um, You don't see, and those guys race every year. They don't. They all get hurt. Charlie got hurt a couple of times, but the other guys, yeah. you know, look, you take even even Trey or Barsha, you know, they kind of like on the edge. You know, they want to go too fast compared to how they ride yeah. or like the um, their abilities, right. the technical abilities. They're super fast. They can they can win any races they go to if everything clicks. You know, Barsha showed it. Canal showed it. But they're missing a little bit of technique to make them, you know, be mm -hmm. consistent and actually ride 90% on Saturday so the 10% is safety. But the other guys, they don't have enough technique and they want to ride 110% and still make it. Yeah. There's no I such just, thing as 110%. When you're over <laughs> yeah. the 100, you, you're on the ground. <laughs> yeah. You know? I just, yeah, it works for one lap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or it, it could work for uh, 20 lap one day or a moto outdoors. You know, Sometimes you stay on your bike, but you don't have the is, longevity if you ride like is, this. Is, uh, is Blake Baggett and Dean Wilson, are, what, where would you put those two recent 250 champions? Are they like that? I don't feel like they were. But no, you're saying this, the keyword champion. You can't you can't win a championship riding yeah. crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm just no. I'm just saying they get hurt a lot. These are two guys that get hurt a little bit. So like Wilson and Baggett? Yeah, so are they But they outdoor guys. Yeah. Too. They're not really super crossy, dude. Baggett never won a supercross title, right? No, no. He won a few races or whatever. Yeah, he's probably won four or five, yeah. Yeah. Um They're more like those guys are more like really outdoor guys. That it in two fifty in The 250, 250 guys, usually they win a Supercross title before they win an outdoor. When you win an outdoor title before a Supercross, you're an outdoor guy. 
Jeremy Martin, right. Danny Wilson, Blake Baggett. Okay, before you we know? get to Lars from Honda, our next guest, let's talk 250 East a little bit between you two guys. Uh, Jeremy Martin, speaking of which, Shane McElrath, Justin Hill, Mookie, RJ Hampshire, Tyler Bowers, Aaron Plessinger. Um, Mookie Fever, baby. You got Mookie Fever? He's the best guy at all the guys as he said that. Isn't best Mookie, rider. Isn't Mookie like Jordan Smith? Sketchy? Fast? It's sketchy? sketchy, but he's Okay. All the guys you said. Who's that who's PC guy? Bowers. And? Tonus. I uh, know. <laughs> DV's face when I just said Tonus, JT. I sh- I should have <laughs> I should have captured that face when I said Tonus. <laughs> he's a good guy, but it's it's supercross. It's not come on. Maybe you say Tonus at at a race outdoors. Well, I don't, yeah. Actually, maybe I shouldn't have busted because yeah, yeah, your buddies with Tonus. I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe. Your face right there. <laughs> it looked like some like somebody forced you to eat poop. No, it's it's <laughs> like you tell me somebody that's it's a top twelve guy is going to win a, yeah. a race. Okay, well, you know. um, he's going to be a, he's going to be there, but not, I'll tell you not what, to win a championship. I asked around. I've been asking around. Marty Davalos. We forgot about Marty. Good luck to Marty in his tenth year. We're we're pulling for you, Marty. Um, JT thinks Jeremy Martin. Yeah, obviously. At one point, he's going to have to perform in Supercross. The guy is is a two time outdoor champ, right? Yeah, he went twice, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, what do you think, JT? I think Martin will be there every weekend. It's going to be tough, though. It's pretty deep. Uh, it's deeper than I had originally thought. Uh, you know, going back a month or so when I first started thinking about the East stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the East might uh, be more like uh, more deep than the West. I think so no, too. I, th- I yep. definitely think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, I keep hearing I keep hearing good things about Plessinger, but I just don't know if he's ready to put it together for a championship yet. Yep. I think Mookie will be easily the fastest guy at times. I just think he's going to crash some. Not not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a short title, series. You can't crash. It's a yeah, short. Exactly. It's a short series. Um, you throw one race away, and you know it's bad news. So ultimately, it's you know Martin has to win this thing. He Ult- does. Ultimately. He, yeah. Oh well. Okay, you've been hearing things about Plessinger, JT. Um, I hear things about Justin Hill, like flying Justin Hill. I've heard the same. I've heard the same. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, it, was, it wasn't flying um, when I was at the shock, though. I think even uh, uh, I forget all those names. <laughs> the, the TRD dude, forty-two. Uh, McElrath, forty-two. Olden, Oldenburg. Oldenburg. Sorry. Was better than Justin Hill. Really? Yeah. Okay. Elsinore and uh, Milestone. Every time I was there. there yeah. What's cool is I, seriously there isn't really much of a uh, of about, a favorite uh, here. What about uh, yeah? No, like last year we knew. I, or at least I, I felt like I knew that Muscan was going to kill everyone, right? Well, Pink said, so you, were, no really Pink said you were wrong. Pink said you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, we saw how that planned out. Right. Um, but I, it is cool that there's so much, you know, everyone's kind of on an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard to make a case for Bowers over Martin or Martin over Mookie or Mookie over Plessinger or, you know, on and on and on. Well, so. and then I hear Bowers is, uh, obviously, he had his back problems. He was off the bike forever. Then now he, he had Epstein-Barr. And then I heard that like he's not riding that well at the track, but maybe he's doing that on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. Tyler is that kind of guy. I think it would mess with Epstein Barr is coming back, huh? Yeah, For 10 is. years, we haven't heard <laughs> about him. It's back now. And then Epstein is back. JT you know? had it. Oh, uh, yeah? JT had, had it. it. Yeah, he, I had it last year. 
terrible. Who did you kiss? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it stays dormant, right? Yeah, it, yeah, I know, I know. I'm, up, I'm joking. Man, it's, it was horrible. No joke. Um, yeah, you know, and then the, uh, like, Plessinger was hurt. So is he 100%? I don't know. He was hurt. Davos, Davos is going fast. I keep hearing that, too. Oh, my God. I hear it from the 15 all uh, the time. Uh, until he lands in, uh, in the crowd off the uh, bolter. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. You know who's on Team Davos right now? The Tim, Fer Tim Ferry is on Team Davos. He says that Marty is going to show everybody. What, is he training him? Yes. Obviously, he's going to say that. <laughs> And you know me and Tim Ferry, though. What, what, was he saying that about Trey before the season? Uh, I don't know. Like I can talk to him about it or not. Lame. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm with Mookie, though. I think I'm Mookie yeah, Fever. Yeah, Mookie I just... Fever. It, it, it's, he's a fun dude to, 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 like, yeah. to be for. You know what I mean? Um. He's a rock and roll. He he's lost gonna some go weight. Fast. He lost weight too. He's gonna go like. He's rock and roll DVC. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> wheelie through the whoops, you know. He's gonna take people out. He's, he's gonna be fun to watch. He's rock and roll. Are gonna take people out. Why not? <laughs> I don't see Martin. Uh, you don't change a guy in three months. You don't change a guy from one season to the other. All the guys you've seen for ten years, they're the same. The ten years, Marty. You know, ah, uh, Marty. They're all the same from. Uh, You know, Dungey's the same, doesn't really change much. Muscane's the same, everybody's the same. So Marty's gonna be fast, gonna do polls. And then at one point, you don't know why, he's gonna lose the front somewhere. <laughs> right? And nobody knows That's why. That's pretty true. I can't argue with it. And we don't know why, we don't know what happened, but. And then he's gonna do like Phoenix. He's gonna, you know, one year on, he was on the Cowie case, some kind of a three into a turn fly off a berm and land on the starting line <laughs> we don't know why but that happened I, 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 that phoenix crash was one of the scariest crashes oh, I've ever seen. it was yeah, crazy it was nuts honestly marty should have a title though i bag on marty a lot but he should be a 250 east champion there's no doubt <laughs> if he's a two-time national champ a 250 east should be pretty easy right no marty i said no martin ah, no, martin marty. i thought you Mar said martin no martin yeah yeah Martin, yeah, like you said, it's a big year for him, man. Like, how do you – he didn't qualify last year, right, one one time? Yeah, uh, yeah, Indy. Yeah, yeah. Was it last year or the year before? Two times Both in the years. first year, one time last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Indy in last year and then the first two races the year before. Yeah. That's well, that's crazy, though, man. Like, see, we've all had these different opinions. Travis, what do you like for 250 East? I got to go with Mookie. Oh, yeah. There we go. JT, Travis says Mookie. You guys got the fever. Yeah. Team dreadlocks, baby. <laughs> he's That's rock what's and roll. Rock he's, and roll. He's rock and roll. I mean, what better analysis do you <laughs> <What> need? <laughs> no, but don't you like a guy like this, seriously? You, you know, he, he might he might end those in the wolves somewhere going like Mach 2. Right. But it's, it's fun. fun let's, to watch. let's tweet that out, DV's analysis of Mookie. For the two of the series, let's tweet that out. Um, no, you're right. You're right. He is. He's lost weight too. Like I saw him in Europe, and, and like he looks good. So, what about Hampshire? What? I mean, I don't think he's going to win a title, but can Hampshire step it up? Yes, to have Ferry. Is that Ferry? No, they, with him? they broke up. They broke up. They broke up. It was a hall breakup. Or? The, the Rock. The Rock wanted him to go underneath the Rock's wing. Uh, the Rock and Ferry. Who's who's better? 
I think Ferry. I mean, obviously. <laughs> but objectively, The Rock? Listen, J- JT, JT sent over a photo. I don't know where he got it from. Binghamton, 97. Okay. And yeah. The Rock? Suzuki? Yes. The Rock is so far in 40th place. <laughs> On the start? Off the start that I don't want to listen to this man about anything. Kind of like a it's team. like his bike was broken. Here, I'll, sh- I'll show you. I'll show you, TV, right now. I'm going to pull it up. I saved it. Hey, Ferry wasn't a great starter either. Oh, he was better than this photo. <laughs> oh, JT, JT, resend it if you can. Uh, I, uh, I want to show DV. Um, it's, come on, 97 Suzuki? Yes. Those guys were riding 125s in a 250 class. That's pretty, pretty much what those bikes were. I just I don't want to I don't want to listen to the team manager that gets a start like this. I don't care how badass he is. <laughs> but he won championships. I mean, Hold on. championship did Ferry win? No, I'm kidding. The Rock was The Rock was a better had a better career than Tim Ferry. The Rock won more Supercrosses than me. Look here he is, Binghamton '97. That is the Rock. Number five. And yeah. Scroll. Move to the. Move to no, the. No, right. he's going. He's going on the inside. He, oh, might, okay. he might pass a few guys. <laughs> Good move. Inside because everyone's gone. He's, he's doing the JMB special. You know, like all oh. inside, inside. <laughs> Last on the first turn, get off fifth. I but no, he's not getting off fifth. No. There's one guy with with a baggy <laughs> with baggies on. Yeah, and he's beating the rock. <laughs> yeah, and he's beating the rock <laughs> on the on the private Suzuki in front of the rock. JT's in that photo. He's five ninety nine right there. That's JT. Three three seventy one. Oh, three seventy. Um, Who's five ninety nine? I'm right ahead of Fernet. That's Akel, right? Mm. I thought you were five nine nine in that photo, dummy. Weren't you five no, nine five? Who? Wolseley. Brad, Brad Wolseley. Oh, what Wolsey. number are you? Uh, He's ahead of Fernet. Seventy one. I'm right ahead of Fernet and Ryan Huffman. Just to the left of Factory Phil. Fuck, fucking Woosley landed on Danny. Three seventy one. Did you do your your name and number on the back? No, Forrest did it actually. Did it. <laughs> that <laughs> looks like really Aussie cool. stuff. Let's Look see. at the the hot the 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 all job. Oh, it good. is it is artsy. It's <laughs> pretty good. It looks like the Fox back in the day in the nineties. You know? Yeah, that's what we were going for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what we were going for. <laughs> that's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Travis to tweet this photo. Up. Um, go on pulpamexshow.com and uh, Travis can uh, send it out. Oh God. <laughs> Like seriously, if if I'm RJ Hampshire and The Rock says, "Hey, RJ, let me talk to you about starts," <laughs> I pull that photo up <laughs> and I go, "I go, I'm not listening to you. I'm done, The Rock. We're done. We're gonna move on here." But The Rock is The Rock is pretty badass, though. Oh, he is. No, I'm kidding. All right, JT. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for coming on FlyRacing.com. Please check them out, and uh, we appreciate everything the folks at Fly Racing gave. Do for us. We gave away a Trey Canard F2 replica helmet tonight. J- uh, DV picked a random email number 109 after Alessio nice. Coyote. So 109. If I if I if I buy a bike, JT, can I eat you up for gear or something? Yeah, of course you can. All right. Cool. He's, he's the original Fly athlete. He is. No, not he original. Well, there was, was for big, gear. Well, not original, but he was big time. It's there a, was there was somebody yeah, before. Me. You were the first yeah. pay, paid, highly paid. Maybe first no, factory sub, guy. Subway was before that. Subway was before that too. Yeah, Subway. Yeah, me uh, was two oh three first year. With yeah, we were a, like end of oh two. It's the same same real season. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. All right. Tim Ferry was the first factory fly rider to be paid for the helmet. Only he helmet. Was the first yeah. Rider ever paid by fly was Tim Ferry. 
That's the awesome. great, the great, the great Tim Ferry, who starts better than Mike LaRocco at Binghamton '97. <laughs> I don't know where Birdwell is in that photo. I was there. Um, guy on Twitter said Plessinger Bowers will bow out with injury. Mookie will wad himself. Martin will DNF. So, I, I love speculations. <laughs> I love speculations. What about Hill? He's he's rock and roll, bro. He is rock and roll. Um, Hill might, I think Hill is more like a hipster than rock and roll. Hill was terrible last year with KTM, but the year before he won San Diego on Mitch's bike and really looked great. And then he goes to KTM. Uh, uh, Hill got well, a, he was fast. He was fast last year. Last year, did he, he crash on the star out of fifth or fourth at one race? That was pretty cool. Well, he was winning heat races left and right last year. He just could never do it in the main event. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say that. I guess I shouldn't say he was terrible, but like, kind of was. Like, yeah, not as fast as he should have been. His results were terrible, but he was fast. So I don't, I don't know what is. I don't know what that means. DV, what is this guy tweeting this video about? You're in a video, and I'm in a video. Something about Yamaha days. I'm in this video. He says, "Who won this contest?" Uh, we, we did. Um... Oh, that's my ex-wife right there. <laughs> Your ex-wife's in there. Yeah. We're doing a, a, a push-up contest. I, I did push-ups. Oh yeah, in the Yamaha truck. Yeah, I've seen it. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember that. You won two hundred bucks. I think you you did. I, did I win money? Did people? Yeah, pay me? I think I think we bet. Um, um, yeah. We bet two hundred bucks for seven and a half or more. You guys had no faith in me, you bastards. And you did. Look, I see you doing push-up. <laughs> on the handlebar. Remember those oh, handlebar thing? Yeah, remember the thing that? Yeah, yeah, that I was do, it. I do remember that handlebar. The guy showed the guy showed up with that at the Vegas 05 Vegas, and then we say, hey, Mathis, you, I think I said you have to do ten if not for twenty two hundred bucks or whatever. And I got out of it. No, I think you won. Yeah, but I didn't do 10. I did seven and a half. No, I think you won. I think nice. we said seven or eight, and then we we, we set up for 10, and I then doubt, you actually did it. I doubt anybody paid me, though. Yeah, I did. I'm sure I did. Chad paid me that I, one of those years at the at the, at the the um, blackjack table. He had a couple of black chips down, and he wins, and he get, takes his winnings and gives them to me and walks away. Like, so I got one, one or $200 in, in just from Chad winning. I was like, oh, sweet. Chad is the luckiest guy at the blackjack table. When they were, we were playing was Wyndham, Mitch, and me playing. Now doing good, you know, up and down, up and down. Blackjack stuff. What were your hands? What, how much would you bet? How much were you we'll, betting? We'll bet like 100 or chips. Okay. You know? How many? We go up and down, two, three, you know, go like this. 100, okay. only black chips. Yeah. Really, it, that was the NGM. Really is the next table over. What's up, guy? He's playing with $1,000 chips. $1,000 chips. Yeah. So he comes over for a second, put a couple chips on there. First hand, blackjack. Oh, he's <laughs> laughing and stuff. Go back to his table, wins more, comes back again for one hand, puts, put a couple grand on, blackjack again. <laughs> I look at him, I'm like, are you serious, this guy? Hey, of course, Chad didn't rub that in at all. Or yeah. Nothing, right. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> we used to do like... Um, like Pechanga nights, you know, we'll oh, yeah. go like gamble for a while, and then that was fun. He was stacking it up though; <laughs> he was crazy. Every time he would push, every time you push, he double his bet. Every time, somebody told him that. I don't know <laughs> in what book it is. I'm like, if you push, you you have to to stack it up. It. Yeah, 
I'm like, where did you hear that? Oh, somebody told me. If I if I have a big hand out there and I push, I take the band back. I'm like, oh, thank God, I got lucky. I take it out. I take it back. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. Yeah. Um, all right, JT. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. Right. And uh, and yeah. uh, thanks, FlyRacing.com. See you. Uh, hey, you're in studio next week. I am. I'm stoked about that. That'll be fun. Yeah. You, haven't, you haven't been in a while, so that'll be awesome. It's been a while. We got to we got to get some guests. We got to figure out which guests we want. We'll line them up. Uh, well, we, we'll have a East Coast, so that'll help. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Thank you. See you. All right. We're going to move right into our next guest, uh, talking about Chad Reed and Blackjack and all that. This guy probably played a few rounds with uh, Chad Reed over the years. His former mechanic, factory Honda's own, Lars Lindstrom. What's up, Lars? What's up, Steve? What's going on? Swedish Miracle on the line. Yeah. What's up, BB? How you doing, bud? What's uh, Pretty good. What's the most you've ever seen Chad bet at a Blackjack hand? I, you know what? Honestly, I never really gambled that much with him because, yeah, like DV said, I mean, he's out of my league. That's yeah. for sure. Like, I don't. I gamble a little bit for fun, but dude, if I if I start with a hundred and I'm up, you know, like sixty bucks, I'm like, yeah, go out of here. Right. Freaking made, made some money, but no. But if, if anytime in Vegas, it was usually me just right him slapping each other or something like that. Dude, That's wh- all I remember. Wh- why, when he starts drinking, does he get into the slapping? Why does he do that? I, I honestly think that I can take credit for that because. He used to bite people. You remember that? <laughs> he used to always bite. Like, like I remember uh, Dude, when I, I was working for Tata, he yeah. won the championship, or I guess it was 08. And uh, and uh, I didn't even really know him that well. And at the banquet, for some reason, he came up and gave me a hug and was like, Lah, you know, like, like I'm like, dude, I didn't even know he knew my name at that point. And then he just bites my hair, you know, and <laughs> I wasn't the only guy who did that, too. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I've just been slapped like out of the blue, just nailed upside the head when he's, and I'm like, what? Why would you do that? Stop doing I don't know. that. I thought, right. I did that. To, I did that to him at the Eleven Wards banquet, and, and I would never have done that before. You know, like I was right. pretty intimidated by him, obviously. And then it just seemed like it's such a good idea at the time. And then I, I was like, Yeah, dude, you know, get me back. And he's like, Nah, I love you, dude. I'm not going to do that. And then, you know, way later in the night, he finds me and just pins me down and just. Beats crap. I mean, it was, it was, it was interesting. Um, DV, you just said in the chat room that your biggest bar bar, cla- bar tab was twenty five k. Twenty five k, bro, that's nuts. How many people were there? Five. Five people <laughs> <laughs> at a strip club or at a, a ball, a towel towel nightclub, towel here in Vegas. Jesus. God, I heard some stories about Hanny back in the day, like Hanny KTM days. We, Holly, we, were, we were buying like two thousand dollar bottle of um, Cristal. Wow! In the club, it's two two grand a bottle. And your table service, champagne, yeah, champagne yeah. bottle, like yeah, at five, it's pretty much one glass each. That's two grand. <laughs> Jesus, TV. And then we were like, well, life was good then. We like the we like the waitresses. We're coming with the sparkles, you know, like okay. fireworks every okay. time. And there was a what were the sparklers for? Just that you guys are high high rollers. Yeah, and there was Usher on the other side. Oh yeah, you know of yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, around the there's a bathtub. There used to be a bathtub in there, and then my buddy's like, oh, we <laughs> Usher got a bottle. We got to get another one. So yeah, DV, you gotta get another one. <laughs> yeah, we have to. to we were kind of like racing with Usher, which has like hundred times more money than me. That Jesus, was funny. That was funny. 
That not not us mechanics, Lars. We were not doing that. No, 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 no. I, I do remember seeing Paris Hilton at one of those pool parties that we were at, mm-hmm. and she was coming out of the uh, the little you know cabanas, and she, her and her friends just had those bottles of of, uh, of uh, Don Perignon or whatever, they, and they're just spraying them like like they just won a Supercross main, you know. <laughs> and and we're like, yeah, those just like BBC, man. Those <laughs> bottles is like. You know, thousand to two thousand each, and they're just yeah, yeah, you just know, spraying. I've seen guys like doing that with big bottles of Dom Perignon, like yeah. maybe forty grand a bottle. Just spray, spray, nothing. <laughs> the, the sad thing is, DV, is you were the one who paid. Everybody else, your other four people, were just living off you. No, they 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 chipped, they chipped in. in. Uh, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, by the way, Lars Lindstrom brought to you by Roost MX. You know Christina down there at the Cycle Trader Rock River team. Uh, Roost MX is what they do. And uh, Colt Nichols, of course, Tommy Hahn. Pulp Nation saves 20%. Uh, they got a whole Pulp MX section on their website, too. So check it out. RoostMX.net. Custom graphics, trailer graphics, helmet kits, sticker kits, 48-hour turnaround. They got it. RoostMX.net. Bring you Lars Lindstrom. Lars, uh, you're back at Honda. You started there years ago. Left to go with the 22 to his team and uh, stuck with Chad until the team went under. And then now you're back at Honda. We haven't had you on. So let's go into that. So Chad folds up shop. Uh, when does Honda come calling? And, and what made you make the move over there? Uh, well, <clears throat> yeah, you know, we were kind of shutting down the whole 2-2 operation over there in Temecula. And uh, some of us, like Oscar, you know, he got to deal with RCH real mm-hmm. quick. And uh, and other people like Goose, you know, that, that you lived in Idaho and stuff, they got let go kind of early. And uh, so, anyways, um, we were kind of doing that, me, Drewski, and, uh, and Dean Gibson. And um, nothing was really happening. I was looking for I was looking for jobs. You know, I, I, Chad was still paying me, and we were hoping to go to Yamaha. And then I, mean, I, was, I was obviously, like, you know, asking around and seeing just in case I had, if, you know, shit at the fan and I had to get out of there. But, um then um, I did the Yamaha deal, you know, uh, you know, we got a whole thing from Yamaha. Yeah, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I even went there, had an interview with, uh, I went and had an interview with Bob Oliver, uh, Mike Guerra, um, and Keith, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy. And, dude, that was pretty intimidating because all those four dudes, I've known them forever. Right. I've never talked to them, you know, because they're, especially Keith. I mean, uh, if if you're not intimidated by Keith when you go in there, when you're someone like me, you're, you know. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't happen. He's pretty gnarly. So, so I did the whole deal. Uh, didn't really work out. And then um, uh, while we were waiting, I got an offer from Honda only because of uh, Justin Bogle getting signed to the team when his whole you know program wasn't working out. So they needed an engine builder and, and uh, uh, some other things to do down there, um, kind of help with uh, – that an engine department and also with some testing and kind of you know being part of Justin's program there so uh, it was a good deal and um, Chad you know was really cool and, and had paid me the entire time and, mm-hmm. and wanted me to stay with him but you know there I have a uh, little family now so I couldn't really take a risk of you know something falling through and right. it worked out better I mean um, I, you know we talked about I me mean, Chad talked about getting Goose to do a Supercross only type deal for him. When, and he wanted a job, uh, a part-time job, you know, right. doing something like that. So it really worked out for both both me and him and for Shane and for all of us, you know. Um, yeah. You know, unfortunately, I don't know what's going on with Dave right now. But, uh, um, you know, all, the rest of us was kind of interesting is that we all split up and every one of us went to a factory team, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so, Oscar back being turning the wrenches again after being a suspension guy there. Thank God for, you know, that probably – 
Chad's uh, suspension duties probably just wore him out. Now he's figuring he's taking an easy job being a, being a, being a mechanic. Um, yeah. And then you went from being a mechanic to a motor guy. Kind of interesting how you guys swapped there a little bit, like different chores, you know. Um, yeah. So your your guy is Bogle, the motor program, and everything else. You're just responsible for Bogle right now. Um, yeah, I do. I do Bogle's engines, you know, on his race stuff and his practice stuff. I help um, build some test stuff for the other guys. Uh, working on um, a test bike for Freddie Norin. He does some testing up before us, you know, for outdoors. Um, and then um, and then I do some other things in the machine shop. I've been learning about that. I get to work with uh, David's uh, former mechanic. Uh, Gothic J. Oh, and, Gothic. Uh, World famous. Yeah. World famous for sure. And so I got to work with him a lot. And, uh, you know, there's always some stories about Yamaha days and stuff that come up. And it's, yeah, it's don't, always fun. To don't listen about. to those stories. They're not true if they're, they're bagging on me. Um, <laughs> what's funny about Gothic J is Gothic got suspended for a race because he refused to put some data equipment on Josh Grant's bike. Back in the day, and I don't know, Gothic took a stand. It was like Custer, and uh, he got suspended for a race. <laughs> now Gothic's Jay's main job is data acquisition guy at he, Honda. He hated that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Gothic, he's 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 uh, he, when he believes in something, he's he's really stubborn, you know, and he's not afraid either. Like that time DV when he roosted your motorhome, you know, if he's pissed, he'll he'll show you. <laughs> so. Hey, he roosted it only one time. I'm telling you. Oh, only I remember one time. And there's Binghamton, and and we're walking back to the pits, and Dave Dye comes running by time. me. DV and Gothic are gonna fight. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started running back. <laughs> Gothic. Um, he's classic. So, so yeah. So you do learn a little bit of machine work too. Well, ask him about my lathe yep. skills. Ask him about my lathe skills. They they came around. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I know. I learned how to. That was one thing about Yamaha. Like, I had a lot of complaints about working there, obviously. But one of the cool things was they just said, "Hey, here's a lathe, here's a mill. Figure it out, man." Like that, you know. And, and you got to learn, and you got to screw things up. But uh, you learned, and you, you know, I made some. Gothic was obviously much better than I was, but I was really cool. Some of the stuff I made and did myself and measured out, and that's yeah, cool company that way. You know what I mean? And and it's yeah. neat to add skills to your. To your job, I remember I didn't know how to work a dyno, and they're just like, "Well, Timmy's hurt, so go dyno shit." And I'm like, "But I don't know how to work a dyno." Well, figure it out, and Bob taught you and everything else. You know, like it, it was good. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's cool. We kind of have the same program down there with the machine shop, and we have a CNC mill that we just got. It's kind of a two-axis, but uh, it's um, Gothic was able to get that hooked up to do some projects, and I've been running that for the last couple of days and just figuring it out. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So. Um, and so Bogle's performance so far, we saw him get a good start, by the way, courtesy of the Lars Lindstrom motor built, and yeah, like he's missed some races. He's won three, he's won four semis, so that's good. And yeah. um, this weekend, he obviously got together with Freeze. I know he thought it was Vince taking him out. It really wasn't. Uh, that, that's what happened with those guys? They disappeared at one point? Yeah, Vince got out of control, and then he kind of got off, fell off the back, his, back, his bike, fell off his bike, and it launched into Bogle. Now, oh, Bogle okay. didn't see any of this, but he saw the 55 take him out and assumed what Vince did, and then it went ugly from there. Ah, oh, okay. I did, because did you I, actually see it? Yeah, I did. I was right in front of me. I was watching them both, right in front of me. Because because why, like, I, I mean, Vince, I guess, came over to the truck after and wanted to pretty much fight. Yes. And, be- uh, you know, talking all kinds of crap, and Justin just walked away, you know, like, kind of shaking his head, I think. But because, uh, I, yeah, it was kind of like, man, uh, dude, you didn't you just, 
Freaking Bonsai <laughs> right into Dustin? Like, what, what, shouldn't he be pissed at you? The reason he wanted to fight was because after he went to go pick his bike up, Bogle kind of pushed him. Okay, not a big deal, mm. but kind of pushed him. And then they were getting their bikes up. Bogle got up first. Vince goes to ride by Bogle to like get back in the race, and Justin pulls his bike back and like knocks Vince into Vince, you know, on purpose to try to knock him down again. You know, Bogle was, mm. and I guess Vince was pissed about that because it was really an, a, a racing incident of what what happened. It was mm. Vince being out of control. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't anything intentional at all. But then I think Vince right. was obviously pissed at the at the maybe push and then the trying to knock him down with his bike. It was quite entertaining for about a lap. I watched the whole thing. So um, yeah, I was pissed. Too. I was pissed too because uh, Freeze was killing it for my fantasy and like just owned it. <laughs> Dude, you're yeah. into fantasy all, uh, this year. You're a hardcore fantasy supercross player. I, I'd never done it before. I've seen Paul Perebinos and uh, some of my other buddies do it and kind of just you know laughed at it didn't think it was that cool but it makes it way more fun when if you're at home and you're not at the race yeah it makes it a lot more interesting to watch and uh especially with uh, the motocrossfantasy.com one where you do underdogs and all that stuff it's you yeah. start cheering for guys like mitchell harrison i would never even look at that dude before you know and now i'm like <laughs> come on mother effort like you know you yeah. yeah you get so mad you get so mad at these guys too when they like quit like unless he crashes he's in like 18th and then he just stays in 18th for a while it's like come on dude you're you're <laughs> Killian six or whatever you were, just go. So, <laughs> I, I'm with you, bro. You should see. I'm on a group text with Truman and JT, and the things that Dan Truman says that riders should go do them do to themselves after they pull off. It's not <laughs> not good. <laughs> I got more points than all those guys doing killing it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Uh, Roostmx.net <laughs> bringing you Lars Lindstrom on the on the Pulp Mech Show. Pulp Nation saves twenty percent. You can use the pulp code Pulp Nation, Lars, and save yourself twenty percent at Roostmx. So. I know. Okay. You, what is that? Is that graphics or something? It's, yeah, graphics. Or do you want some pulp merch? I know you probably want that. So, you know. Oh, um, um, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. 702 586 Pulp. If you got a question for Lars, who's a wrench for Kevin Windham, Chad Reed, and Jeremy McGrath? It's a pretty nice uh, trio of riders, I'd say. Nice resume. That's uh, cool. Don't forget Josh Grant. Ah, we'll forget about Grant, but. <laughs> well, just when you compare him to, Re- to when you compare him to Wyndham Reed and, and 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 you know Chad, lame. I'm just saying. Well, I mean it it stacks up nicely that's against. That's, that's, against your, that's your opinion, Steve. Stacks up nicely against my uh, Sean Kalos, uh, Ty Birdwell, Kelly Smith trio. True. Uh, hey, you were uh, MC's mechanic when he all showed with the two stroke, right? Oh six. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I broke my foot, and I didn't. I wasn't. I was there, but I was. I built the bike, and uh, I, uh, I figured you well, Somebody worked for him, so I wasn't actually. Uh, I worked for him like the next week in San Diego when he switched to a 450. That so that was, was uh, it, Phoenix was 06, was it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of pissed that it was. I wasn't actually down on the line. That was my bike, though. So. Yeah, yeah. that was sweet. And and perhaps Lars is probably the fastest. Uh, fastest. Uh, Technician in the pits, I'd say. I would, I would have you. I think. Um, do you have any plans? What about Paul? Paul's <laughs> well. They argue all the time. They argue all the time. Who's faster? It's it's ridiculous. But he's not a mechanic anymore. He's not wrenching. Or yeah. He's not. He's, he's, he's a gear guy now. So yeah, he doesn't count. He doesn't count. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. He gets right. He said he got enough time off to go race Loretta, and I, I, he's, you know. He's got a mid right now. Are you? Uh, what about you? Would you ever do Loretta's? Would you think about coming back? 
and racing? Actually, we, me, me and Paul talked about it. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if there's any way that I could pull it off because I really want to go kick his ass there, <laughs> and I think I could do it. But even though the Loretta is, is his track and he's very confident that he'll beat me, yeah. so I really want to go and, and try to smoke him. But I, I, know, have, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull that off. I have friends who were down in Loretta's when Paul was racing, and they said he was very serious, very, very oh, yeah. serious about this this Loretta's. What? You know, if Paul does it, if Paul does anything, he's going to take it very serious. <laughs> you know, like you, 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 when you, when I sat at his house and you, he came home, you knew what kind of mood he was in. Like if he got beat in fantasy football or something like that, right. he was. You don't you don't talk to Paul. He's very competitive. You know, like yes, very competitive. Which uh, I, you but know, you, did you race Supercross? You raced Supercross, right? Yeah, yeah, I did, but not very well. <laughs> I didn't prepare very well. I didn't take it very serious. You probably laughed me at some point. Actually, DB, when uh, when was it? I think you and uh, and Ricky in 2002 were coming down to the championship. It was you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I raced my first race at Salt Lake City, and um, oh, that was muddy uh, there, right? It, it was muddy, and I'd never raced before. And I uh, I was riding a 450 Honda thing. It was you know the carburetion was terrible in the early ones, and. Uh, uh, it was muddy, and I, I made the night show, which I was happy about. And then in the heat race, I just like let you guys go by. So scared that I was going to take out Ricky because I was working at Honda as like a, just a shop. <laughs> I, I was so scared I was going to score a lot in the ruts and take him out, but <laughs> I just let him go by. And then, you know, yeah, that's um, that's the race he got. Uh, he, he clinched the title that day. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, that, I, did, I mean, you made I, every night show you ever tried, right? I think you did. Mm, no, I, I don't. No, I didn't really? make every night show. I, I, huh. Yeah, I did a bunch of times. I mean, dude, I would. I didn't even ride a Supercross track in the week. I was that guy, you know. Like, sometimes <laughs> I didn't ride with Supercross suspension. I always just. I always remember like, oh, hey, Lars is racing. Hey, Lars made the night show. Like it was just like a like you know like just you always made the night show. I thought when you ever whenever you did line up. So well, I'm glad you think that. Yeah, cool. no, you just ruined it for me. Um, what does yeah. Gothic? What does Gothic tell you about the the, the DV days? See, does, uh, does he tell you about how? Uh, Mike Alessi uh, brought the uh, Steel City podium bike to the races the last few weeks. The 04 Honda 450, he made a third place to Steel City. And Gothic's still bitter to this day that DV's bike breaking, not Gothic's fault, but something broke, gave Mike Alessi that podium. You know this, the, the little plates that, that hold the, the main bearings? The bearings? Yeah, we had, yeah. Tim the, Ferry had one break on him too. The screw, right, yeah, the, the, the screw yeah, head, the screw head just breaks off. Broke off. Yeah, I should have put on that race, and I, actually, I let you put on it. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. DV and, and Gothic still bitter, still angry. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, every time he brings up DV, he, he really honestly doesn't have anything back because everybody DV. I mean, I'm sure you know, like everybody wasn't sure about you when you first came over <laughs> because uh, you seem every like at least everybody I knew was like, dude, that French guy. He seems like a dick. And then, uh, <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, I, th- I think once when Didier was around, DV's dad, very serious, very serious uh, mood going on with the Villemans. Yeah, but my dad wasn't there. Like um, when uh, when I was with Gothic, he no, was, no, no, he I was know. Gone. Yeah, no, yeah. but once your dad left, I think you opened up a little bit. You know. Yeah. yeah, Gothic has nothing but good things to say. And he said it was a blast working for you. Actually, you know, you were asking some other people earlier about their best DV uh, story, and I had to tell mine real quick. I'll make it quick. Um, walking by before one of the night shows or main events with me as a kid, you know, 13, 14, I'm sure uh-huh. it's punk. And um, we were walking by, and my buddy Pat 
looked over at you when you were sitting in the Yamaha truck, and he and he went Cobra when like put his, your, your fingers out like <laughs> like little Cobra teeth. like Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. And there was there there was no reaction to that DV. He just looked at us like we were fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know anything about what you were doing. Um, yeah. One time we were we we talking about fantasy. We used to do pre fantasy. We would pick our underdogs of the night. And who and so we had to each pick a guy in each main each class that would be a non-factory guy that would score the highest, and we would write them on our dry erase board at Yamaha, and we would argue about this on the headset. We'd argue about this all day long in the truck, everything else. We're arguing about it in the truck. DV comes running downstairs in the truck. I think it's St. Louis or Indy, and it was an indoor Supercross. DV comes running down from his bunk in his underwear, going, "Shut up! I'm trying to sleep. No one cares about your stupid uh, under. What do we call them? <laughs> sleeper, sleeper, sleeper picks. No one cares about your sleeper picks." And he grabs his hand. And he races all of our picks on the board, <laughs> and we're like, "Oh!" He's, we're like, Dave dies. Like, all right, don't show us your cobra. Like you're in your underwear. And no, because I'm trying to sleep. No, I'm, I I'm upstairs. I, was, uh, I had this little mattress that right. before the night show, I would, um, you know, take a little nap. And then they were arguing and talking about uh, what's his face, the Mexican dude, Vallejo, Vallejo, and <laughs> and whoever like Keith Johnson and all uh, the sleepers, sleepers of the 125 class. And I'm like, are they serious right now? I can't sleep. So I was like in my underwear. I get down. That was uh, that was indie, I think. Yeah, it was indie. Yeah, and I go down Yelling. and I'm like, I'm like, I'm over this shit. Yeah, so shut I up. erase everything. <laughs> shut up! I'm trying to sleep. So I go back up, and then. Uh, but earlier I picked Vallejo because I was kind of playing earlier. I said oh, I picked Vallejo. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. You, yeah, you were playing. Yeah, yeah, I was playing, but I was over it. So I got I get mad, go down, scream, go up. Try to sleep. We're on the gate. We're on the gate. On the line for the, <laughs> on, on the, line for the on main the, event. On the line for the main event. Vallejo is running fourth. I take Gothic J's headset. <laughs> and I say, hey, guys, my sleeper is in, is in fourth. And everyone's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> People think these headset conversations are really serious, Lars, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, it's... Yeah, it's no, I, like... I took my helmet off, and I, I, I say, Gothic, give me your headset. I put it on, and I say, hey, my sleeper is fourth. <laughs> uh, we're like, Jesus, DB. Because he erased the board, so we all had to go through and pick our new... Like, who'd you, who'd you have? Who'd you have? Oh, God. Um... <laughs> We, we had some good uh, headset one. Like uh, at Honda, it's a little bit more serious, maybe. But at uh, at Tutu, we had some good headset conversations. That's for sure. Uh, my funniest headset story was uh, Chaparral '99. I'm working for Ferry. Lampson's on the team. Jerry Campbell is his mechanic, and Brooks is the manager. Lammy, God bless Lammy, great guy. Struggling that year though, not doing well in 250 nationals, and uh, gets a start at Southwick, like running first, second. And he is just getting yarded. Dudes are blowing by Lammy. And and Jerry comes on the radio and goes, Larry, Larry, can you tell me where Lampson is losing time? I want to put it on the board. Brooks comes back, uh, on the track, Jerry. <laughs> He's losing time on the track, Jerry. Anywhere on the track. <laughs> so it was it was pretty funny. Those those days were good. Or or you know if you saw a chick yeah. or whatever too, and chick in the crowd, like hey guys, chick. Right. Over. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah. Davo was always good for a few ones there for sure. Davo. 
Dave would always talk to, to Chad like as if Chad had, uh, you know, telecommunications in his helmet. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would just come on like, come on, Mr. Reed. And, we're, you know, we're, we're like, hey, I don't think he can hear you, Dave, but, you know, <laughs> go ahead and give him a thumbs up or something. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you did have rider communication in helmets. Oh, my God. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be nuts. <laughs> Um, yep. Hey, Lars, uh, how's the hockey going, dude? You're all playing hockey. You're into hockey. I love it. It's great to see. Yeah. I know. I've been playing. I'm going to play on a different team next. Uh, i got to change my – we lost, man. We, we're not. We're out of the playoffs. It's over. We got smoked. You're done? So, yeah, um, well, no, yeah, for this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i got to wait until the next one. Now. Dude, you're so, yeah, I'm into it. You're into cool. it. That's awesome. No, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I like to hear yeah. that. we got to uh, yep. come up to Vegas. We'll, we'll do some skating. Um, I know, huh? And you listen to the Paul Pocky podcast, bro. It's awesome. I know. I got. I got to listen to that uh, Jim Fox one. No, I haven't done that yet. Oh, you're so far behind right now, Lars. <laughs> you really, you, yep, yep. you really got to do it. Um, well, hey, buddy. Yep. Uh, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, take a little bit of time for us tonight, and uh, congrats on the gig. I know it's been old now, but first time you've been on the show. So, um, yeah, yeah appreciate it. thank you for coming on. Good luck with the Bogle Mo- Motor Program, and uh, yeah, man, we'll see you at the races. All right, yeah, cool. See you guys. All right, see you, Lars. Lars from everybody. Uh, factory Honda, motor technician to the stars. Right there. Good guy, like Lars. Um, let's do the uh, btosports.com a Tweet at Travis segment. Let's do that. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. Here's the tweets at Travis. Pulpamex10 is the code at btosports.com. Go there, check out. They got OEM parts now. You can get a Michelin Starcross 5, or you can get FMF muffler. You can get some fly racing stuff. You can get Vortex Racing, X brand goggles. Anything you need, they got it. W, w Wheels, uh, Guts Racing, they're all on board at uh, btosports.com. And by the way, before we get too far, I wanted to uh, talk about the guys at W. These guys are the uh, trusted by the finest teams in the, in the pits, people. Factory KTM, JGR Yamaha, BTO KTM, Rockstar Husky, Motorcycle Superstore Suzuki. They all trust W, and they offer complete race wheels for MX and Supercross. They got minis, off-road, flat track, Supermoto as well. Follow them on, on uh, Instagram at, uh, at WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. 15% discount. Uh, for Pulp MX listeners, so uh, visit them at wusa.com. Mention the heard about Pulp MX and uh, get hooked up from those guys. Follow these guys on uh, on uh, social media. They're all things wheel, and a lot of teams are using uh, WUSA, and we appreciate that. Also, Nitro Circus, NitroCircus.com, uh, the brand new tour starting up very shortly in North America. Check out Pastrana, Josh Sheen, Adam Jones, Bilko, Sinclair, and more. We're going to have some tickets for Nitro Circus upcoming shows. And, of course, Travis Pastrana and 40 of the world's best extreme athletes. NitroCircus.com. All right, BTOSports.com. Tweet at Travis. These are at Pulp MX Show uh, Twitter account. And uh, Travis goes through, picks the best ones, and uh, let's do it. All right, we'll start with Team SOL. Um, they want to know what's up with riders flipping That sounds other- like Yoshizuki, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they are. Uh, what's up with riders flipping each other off this year? Wasn't that a fine in the past? Um, no, I don't think it was ever a fine. DV, was it ever a fine to flip people off on the racetrack? Yeah, I saw that tweet earlier. I'm like, dude, who cares? But was it ever a fine? I don't think anybody's... Has anybody gotten a f- fine? They get talked to, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. It takes a, yeah. it takes a lot to get a fine. Right? Yeah, yeah. couple punches it, in the head is all. No, it takes um, me to uh, take out... Um, 
JT in the last slap of the last gen squad. <laughs> $5,000? No, I think it was a thousand. A thousand? Yeah. Oh. You had a provisional. You had a provisional. To, uh, to 2000 with the Roncata incident, I remember. You got fined for that? Mm-hmm. 2000 bucks. 2000 yeah. All right. Has it just come out of your main event checks? How do they do that? Do you got to write yeah, them a yeah, check? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. They took out your pros. Yeah, yeah. Every time. All right. Tyson Stagall wants to know, how many wins would Anderson have if he got Dungey starts and Dungey got Anderson starts? What do you think, DV? Uh, that's a good question. You have more than one. I think, I think he's, the, he's the third guy, and I think on the, on the right day, he can win, but it's also been... It's tough when there's... In practice, when there's like eight, nine guys in the same second, Yeah. and the tracks are not really selective, you know, and like... you don't get a start? Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> you got to be very, very good and creative uh, to catch up. And actually, Anderson might might be the the best guy doing that, catching up and yeah. passing, passing yeah. guys. He's been doing that. If only we had a guy to add up passes so far in the Supercross season. I think Dungey did good in A1 when he crashed. That's your that's your next stat stat guy. Uh, I know it's, you, it's already the code is already written for it. So take uh, your first lap positions where they finish. Add up who's passed the most guys this year. Kay. I bet you Anderson will yeah. be the guy. Like I said, the code's already written for it. I, I don't kinda, know what you're talking about with uh, your code, right, nerd, well, anyway. nerd, nerd, nerd guy, <laughs> hey, hey, Captain hey, Nerd. You, you don't need a code. You just need to yeah, add what, up. Yeah. What kind of code you need to I'm add? Saying, Subtraction wrote, and uh, I wrote, addition. <laughs> I wrote some code that'll. It'll just go through and do it for everybody all at one time, so I don't have to manually do it for each. But how do you how do you put the data in though? Yeah, I just scrape the data from the web from the PDF files. Stop with your fancy so, words so, about so, scraping. So you co- you copy and paste a PDF file? No, I have stuff that does it for me. Oh yeah, yeah. how do you do that? He's a nerd. Total. Like I'm not. I'm saying this Is in a good geek? way. Right. Yeah. Geeky. Are, are you a Geek Squad member? No. Are you better than a Geek Squad member? How do I say yes without sounding like a douche? Yeah, is, that I, your, is that your computer right there? No. Uh, okay. Who who uses HP computers anymore? I'm sorry, DV. Uh, HP's not good? That's an so, i7, Intel no, 7 processor. He, he gives the producer a, a lame HP with graphics on it, and he has a nice iMac. What's going on? Sorry, Trav. You got to step it up. I'm, it's fine. I'm working with it. It's a good computer. I, I, mean, was I fixed it the first week, so you did. It's working fine it, it now. Was, uh, that did thing, did well, you put a code in it? When I, he, he put a he put, he put a, a code, code to scrape the PDF <laughs> of the it. HP. Yeah. Uh, What's up, Captain Captain Nerd? So we want to we want to know that stat. I want to see that stat on Twitter this week. Cap. I really don't care. F you, dude. <laughs> so okay, so passes. Can we do that? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that'll be done. He wrote, the, he wrote the code. Dude. The Da Vinci code. Were you, were you in the Source Code movie with Sandra Bullock? You didn't see me? No, Da Vinci code. Da Vinci with, code, yeah. With the French chick. Yeah, you and your scraping and your PDFs and your programs. Don't come in here dropping your fancy words. I'm really sorry, but not really. <laughs> sorry, not sorry? Sorry, not sorry. Uh, are we going to the next question now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um... When a rider and mechanic join a new team or a new bike, where do you start in setting up? You always go on, like, last year's setup. 
Like, here's what we raced with. Um, you and, know. and you know what? That's a great question, and that could be a debate, like, p- pretty big. Because I always think uh, teams don't start from stock enough. You yeah. need to start from yeah. stock. Yeah, my experience. And, I just and, told you what my experience was. Yeah. And, and ball stuff on as you go. Because they start with a base that's that's not a base, you know? So it's kind of really difficult. And uh, I always uh, liked it better where I actually try a stock bike and I say, oh, it needs to do this and this. They can, you know, set up suspension a little bit for Supercross, a little stiffer. And then we work from close to stock and then we move forward. Because if we get last year's setup, what setup is it? Whose base is it? You know, so it's difficult to start from somebody else set up, in my opinion. Yeah, no, you have a point. I'm, I know from, yeah, from my Yamaha days, KTM days, here's what we ran last year. Let's try it and see, and that's how where you go. Uh, you have a point, though, absolutely. I remember we rolled out, like, the remember the aluminum frame? Yeah. Bikes came out, we rolled out our steel frame and said, here you go, guys, and kind of went from there. And it's, like, totally different, kind of. They then, told us it was the same, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was not the same. No. All right. All right. This one was kind of towards me, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on it as well. Oh, so now people are asking you questions. Well, now it you was at a tweet at Travis. Now yes. you're a code. Now you're a code master <laughs> scraper. Don't forget the PDF. You know, um, fancy terms. Since you're so awesome on stats, and after watching Will Hahn again come from the LCQ, has there ever been a factory rider with more LCQ wins? <clears throat> I don't know. I mean. I'm sure there has, and what's a factory rider? What's not? You know what I mean? There's some of that. Uh, Will's gone to him a lot, though. <laughs> Will's really uh, five oh, yeah, times. He won three of them or something. I don't know when he's won. Three? He's gone five times. Well, he's though, gone I think. in, yeah, five times. Five out of seven to yeah. the LCQ. That's too many. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I know he's just trying to get track time, but that's yeah, that's pushing it for sure. <laughs> exactly. I, th- I think get, going to semi is actually not bad because the guys they do six laps on. Um, Eat race, and then there's a two-hour break, and then they go to main event. So they actually race only six laps mm-hmm. in two hours. And I think going to semi is actually not a bad idea. You have a, a worse yeah. gay pick, gay pick yeah. but you can actually try some stuff, even with the bike, even the lines. Uh, you get a feel from uh, uh, from, from the track, the traction, and everything. So going to semi is not a bad thing, but. Mm-hmm. Going to LCQ, no, not very good. <laughs> Did you ever go to LCQ as a factory guy? Mm, I mean, we talked about that DD yeah, thing, but I, that wasn't. I think I did with uh, I did with uh, Suzuki, I think. Yeah, but back in the day, it was no semi though. That's right. Yeah, it was, yeah, I yeah, think I crashed. Nine, yeah, I crashed, and then I went to LCQ. Right. All right. All right, how do you guys, uh, this is from Marcus Johansson. He wants to know, how do you guys think they should interact with t- the TV audience without fans dragging dirt bikes into their living rooms and taking pictures? Ah, it's so dumb. I tweeted about that today. Uh, that's it's why so, I it's, picked it. It's so dumb. I, I hate that segment. Like, let's see how you're watching Supercross. Oh, bring your bike in the living room. Oh, my God. Never saw that before. There's a dog. Or there's oh, some, my a God. dog with goggles. I like that. That's fine. The, but, <laughs> but, no. The interaction so, needs to be different. It, it's so it has dumb. to have an interaction somehow. But Why don't they do like if they if they're so hyped on social media, take some rider tweets. You know, riders tweet each other during the week. You know, 
pretty harmless stuff. Take some of that maybe or something. But we get it. You got a dog and you got a house and you got a bike in there. You have a bike, a TV? Yeah. Okay, it's oh, cool. Hey. You're cool, bro. Yeah, it's great. Wow, we never saw that before. So, All right, Joe McLaughlin wants to know, besides RC and Bubba, has there been any highly touted amateur stars that have actually lived up to expectations? And this kind of goes back to um about that 10 year old making 150 yeah yeah we talked about it last uh, show a little bit mcgrath he, talked about it he went on to say in other words our pc geico wasting money on these big contracts for 65 and 85 well, riders this is sort of a new phenomenon so we don't really know yet we'll know in 10 years from now or whatever but you know mcgrath was on the show last week dv and he said he said i just think like if you have you have 10 years of hardcore racing and whether it's age 11 to 21 or 20 18 to 28 you only have 10 years of gnarliness until you get burnt out and a Millsaps and Alessi you know some of the greatest amateur riders of all time have had so-so careers yeah good I mean Millsaps made a lot of money but RV you know not a great amateur career Ryan Dungey not a great amateur career McGrath not a great amateur career and these guys became champions now now Carmichael and Stu kind of break that up and the guy the guy said that in the tweet but might be something to that yeah but the thing if they sign a, a deals early like that um it, it's to lock them up basically no i know yeah you know let's say you take team green or like uh factories that or manufacturers that spend a lot of money on on amateur and if they don't have a long contract then in the pro they're going to sign for Honda or for Yamaha or something, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. all the investment you did as an amateur, then you have no return because they go somewhere else. So th- that's a good idea. And it's a good if, idea. If, if, yeah, if you, yeah. I think it's a good idea not to pay them a huge amount of money, but to have maybe, um, you know, obviously bike balls and 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 money to travel because mm-hmm. amateur racing in in the U.S. is the travel is crazy. You know, like, uh, it costs a lot of money to yeah. do minios and all that stuff. And I think also what, what they need to do is um, um, to put education in it. It's good to pay them money as when they're young, but they need, need to have a tutor, pay a tutor or something. Yeah, I'm sure these parents will get right on that. No, but you have to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, you, you need to have some kind of... Uh, of an education also because racing you know you can you know blow your knee out or something happen getting hurt and then you 15 16 you're done yep. you haven't gone to school in four years what do you do now yeah absolutely you know hey um this guy's been on hold for a long time daniel what's going on man how are you sorry for putting you on hold for so long you there daniel Hey, you guys there? Yeah, we're we're here. Thanks for holding so long. What's up? Oh, no problem. Sorry, doing a little bike trip while I was listening to you guys. Um, I had a question. I just got done listening to the Lost and Bopping podcast, mm-hmm. and I heard about how much he had talked about he had spent for just doing the six rounds that he had done. Yeah. Do you guys think that if um if the if uh, Feld and those guys put more purse money in? Would that attract more of the privateer type um, foreigners, or is it is that is that something that just wouldn't change? 
Well, they put more purse money in, they'd get a lot of people signing up, you know what I mean? Especially in the 250 class, it's not very good. Um, you get about $2,000 to make a main event from the folks at Feld. It goes down from there. I mean, it would always be worth more. They can put more in it. If you're wondering if they're making any money, don't wonder. They're making shit tons of money. Do they do that privateer fund still? No. You know when you make the main, no, they, you used to share. They, um, let me finish. They used to do it. Okay. <laughs> they used to share. 7700 Yes. But they were having trouble determining who was a privateer and who wasn't, because really, who knows, right? So they took the 7700 and put it in the LCQ purse. Okay. For guys who don't make it. Oh, so that's from, good. from fifth back, the, that money jumped up. Okay. So because the, they they were having guys saying I'm a privateer, but wait, they were getting bikes and you know they couldn't they couldn't decide anymore yeah. on who was a privateer. So they it's still there. They pay okay. I mean, look, 450 is not too bad. No. If you have the the purse money and the contingency, uh, it's yeah, okay. It's I okay. Guess. They can be more though. It can. But you know what? The, Fell could double the purse tomorrow, and people would still complain. Because that's what happens, you know. So it's t- it's it's super cross motor cost. We we're still a small sport. Yeah, really. Yep. So no, exactly. So um, yeah, uh, no, I'm with it, uh, Daniel. I, I wish they would uh, bump it up a little bit. But what are you going to do, man? You know. Yeah, I hear you. And, and if you guys don't mind, I had one more sure. question. Sure. Go ahead. Out there. Um, this one's for Volman. Um, I remember my first Supercross uh, Vegas 2000, I believe. You were going for the the triple crown when they still did the three race triple crown, right? Yeah, exactly. You're right. And and I remember I was standing in line for uh, Ferry and McGrath's autograph, oh, and we jumped over into your line real quick. And I remember only getting your autograph in your line. Did you have a teammate that year, or was it just you on the factory Yamaha? Uh, my teammate was uh, Jimmy Button, but uh, he got hurt in San Diego. So okay. Okay, that's right. San Diego was the third race, I think, of the season. So for the next 13 races, I was alone in a, in a factory semi. And and I was still super young, so I, I didn't remember any of that. So right on. Thanks, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for being on hold for so long. Appreciate it. Thank hey, you. not a Thanks, problem. Daniel. Thanks, All guys. Right. All right, next question. Travis, let's do Or did you write some code yet? Did you figure that out? No, I didn't want to distract from the show. You know? Okay. Um, He's good, huh, DB? Like, we can write code, and he has oh, scraping, geez. and he has PDFs and shit. <laughs> Never going to hear the end of that one, huh? Um, was Reed overachieving for the f- first few rounds, or has he underperformed for the last few? DB? Uh, who was right? I'm, I'm watching Reed. the Keeper game. Stop it. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll shut it off. I'll shut it off. They're winning by 38 points. Yeah, okay, so do you, wanna, do you feel like you still need to watch? Uh, so actually, yeah. Did, did Blake Griffin punch out anybody? Uh, he's, not, he's not playing yet. Okay. So who who has underperformed? Reed. Was he overachieving for the first few rounds, or was he overperform un, uh, underperforming for the last few rounds? Obviously, it's twelve. Twelve is not his spot. You know that's he's underperforming now. But to be fair, I he think, was he was ninth until the crash on the last lap. But yeah, okay, but even ninth. Yeah, yeah. Ninth yeah. is not his spot. You know, he's a obviously he's a top five guy. You know. Um, he showed it in the beginning of the year. Uh, maybe he wasn't feeling good on that track, set up, start, uh, riding. He was two seconds off in, in practice. When you start two seconds off in practice, then it's tough with six laps of E-race, five laps of semi. He went to semi last weekend. Um, it's tough to get the speed back uh, in in the race condition. So, um, 
it, on, on this one day format um, that we have now, you got to be good from the get go. You have three practices. Basically, the first practice, you have to jump everything there is to jump and uh, start putting everything together. Mm -hmm. And first time practice, you be you have to be up there, uh, you know, top five, top six, within a second, a second and a half. Then you make you have a big break, uh, an hour or so, and then you do some uh, setup changes. You try to improve the bike, uh, the way you feel. You watch videos, you see the lines, the other guys, and then second practice you need to get also same thing top five top six right there because yeah. this when you're top five to, if you top six then you're gonna get uh in the top three gay pick third gay pick yeah so you have a good gay pick third is good and if you have a good gay pick you have better chances to stall better rather than being 12 or 15 or being outside or stuck inside um so it's when you don't start good at your day, then you can snowball to worse and worse mm -hmm. and worse, you know? So um, it's why you have to be on it right away. All right. There we go. What else we got? All right. Uh, we'll finish, finish off with this one from Kyle. He wants to know for DV, do you regret anything from your career or any opportunities you wish you went through that you maybe passed up? No, I don't regret anything. You know, it's... Today, my life would be exactly the same if I would have been Supercross champion or not. I'd have more respect from the industry. I would be less of a clown if I was champion. But <laughs> Less of a clown. But I would be less of a clown if I was champion. <laughs> no, that's what I'm trying to say. I, I won as many races as Johnny O'Mara and, and, and yeah. Jeff Emig that were champion. You know, so... And... Bradshaw and Wyndham and LaRocco won more Supercross races than actually past champion. I won more races than Donny Henson that was champion. So uh, a title is just the number one play and you, you're in the books of, as a champion. So it doesn't really change my life. I would be, I would have been a little more money in the bank, a little bit more money in the bank, more money in the bank, but I don't, I don't regret anything because at the time I made all my decision, I thought that was the best decision for me. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. after 10 years later, I said, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. But Well, you talked one time on the show about you shouldn't have took the Buku money because Yamaha had offered you another deal. Yeah, I had a, I had a, a deal for $450,000 for a year. For one year. Yeah, yeah. I think it was only a one-year deal. Yep. And, uh, and at that point, it was more money for two years, Supercross only, and... Uh, Yep. That would have been my last two years, you know, so... It was uh, 700 for Supercross only? Uh, something like that. Yeah. So, um, and um, so at that point, really, I thought that was the best decision for me or the best stuff, the best thing to do. Um, some stuff didn't work out, you know. I, took, I got out of my uh, MDK deal to go to Suzuki and mm -hmm. it didn't turn out very good. Right. I had a great year with MDK, top privateer in Supercross. Yep. I got fifth or sixth in the championship. And I went to factory Suzuki because I thought it was better for me. Right. It wasn't about the money. It, it was to be a factory, factory team guy. with a factory bike and it, and it was not very good. I had a terrible year. Mm -hmm. So looking back, yeah, I should have stayed. But... Yeah, but at that the, point, when I made the decision to 
get out my deal and go to Suzuki, I was excited, and that was the best thing. Uh, I know for me. everything. So, right. It, it does. I don't regret anything. I'm I'm fine. It wouldn't change my life at all today. Seriously. Uh, all right. That has been the uh, BTOSports.com tweet at Travis segment. There's no outro still. That's there not never my has fault. Been. No, I know. Nope. Uh, Did you not write the code? Nope. Yeah, what, you write some code? Not for that. Write code? Uh, Pulpmex 10 saves you money at BTOSports.com, nation's leading retailer for anything you need for your bike or body. So we thank those. And questions can be sent to at, uh, at I'm Travis Marks with an X, which is Travis's, uh, if you need some code written, send him some uh, send him a tweet. or uh, That'll cost money. Yeah, or at Pulpmex Show. Um, real quickly, before, I don't want to spend too much time with this guy because we're bugging him on a Monday night, but we did bring his name up earlier. It's Monster Energy Pro Circus Tyler Bowers. What's up, Tyler? Tyler, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're good. So we were breaking down the 250 East series that is coming up this weekend, and I'm excited for it because there's doesn't seem to be any consensus on on you know who's going to win this thing. But lots of debate about you, and I don't want to give my sources away, but we got to get to the bottom of this, okay? Of your okay. your prep. All right. Um, you had a back injury. Kept mm-hmm. you off the bike for a little while. Then you kind of got sick. Kept you off the bike a little while. Now, I've heard from people, sources that I cannot give away, that you're riding really well and looking good. Um, That's news to me. Okay. And then I've heard from <laughs> other people like, dude, Bowers is struggling. Bowers is not doing well. And one of the guys that told me you're riding well was on your, is on your team. So he could be biased, but I didn't think so. Like, I, you know, I kind of... Kind of think this person calls it like it is. So, where are you at? Are you going to suck balls or are you going to win this week in Atlanta? What's going on with Tyler Bowers? Because it's all over the map. I'm very confused. <laughs> well, that was my whole plan. I know. I was like, I don't, I don't know too many people that have actually seen me ride besides the guys on my team. I didn't. I haven't really been to a whole lot of public tracks, really. Okay. Yeah. Well, this this was a little while ago where someone said you weren't and looking then, very good. So, and then of yeah. course, you know, like on my on my Instagram, I'm not like as insta famous as everybody else, so right. I don't post very many videos on there. Yeah, yeah, no. My speed, so. so maybe people um, a little worried because they're not seeing insta banger <laughs> corners from you. Yeah, exactly. I don't fast forward my videos on Instagram or anything crazy <laughs> like that. So um, <laughs> they're all still shots only. Um, yeah, no, I just started writing. Um, I started writing in the beginning of January and um, definitely had my work cut out for me. Um, I've gained a lot of uh, a lot of fitness like really quick. I remember like the first week I was like one and a half laps and my arms were going to explode. Like, <laughs> right. No, because like no lie, like like my, yeah. with my back, you know, that was a big deal. But the, the Epstein Bar thing sucked. Like I couldn't I couldn't train. I couldn't do anything. I could barely get off the couch. Mm-hmm. So like you know, I just lost so much fitness. It's not like with a broken bone where you can. You know, if you break your arm, you can still cycle or something like that. It's just I lost so much. So um, trying to build it back up quickly without falling in the same, you know, trap I was in with the Epstein bar in the first place mm-hmm. um, was pretty hard to do. So um, it came it came back pretty quick. Um, I kind of hit a plateau there for a little bit. I've been struggling a little bit, but um, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. I'm just going to go into the weekend, rest it up a little bit. And I think my speed, um, yeah, you know, I have good days and I have bad days. I think okay. those days that whoever said that, you know, I wasn't going that fast or I was struggling must have saw my bad days. Yeah. Um, so, you know, because I, I definitely had bad days along the way for sure. So if you had to make a game plan for the series, you're going to get better as this thing goes on. Yeah, I think I think definitely. Um, definitely get okay. better as it goes on. But, you know, like I, I'm still going there to the first round to win. You know what I mean? Like well, the whole team, and we, work our, we work our tails off and nobody goes there to get, you know, third. 
Well, then somebody else I was talking to, they said, oh, you know Bowers, dude. He, you know how he is. He's probably, like, like kind of, if there's if there's people are watching or people are filming, he's going to dog it a little bit and say how much he's been struggling because he's going to get in these guys' heads. Because you are a guy <laughs> that will play some head games and say things on a podium or do, you know, you are that type of guy, which is yeah. fine. So, like, you're really confusing everybody, including me. Yeah, sorry. I just, like, yeah, like I said, I just, um, you know, like for the first month almost, I, I was riding pretty much only the Cali track because mm-hmm. I was, like, literally so far. Like, the the speed came back pretty quick. It's just, like, the fitness was so far off. And then Oh, you're you know, telling like, me. I, I know. My fitness is off yeah, far I mean, off, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's about like that, you know. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I hadn't ridden in so long or hadn't been active at all in so long. So, um, and then like I could do like a, you know, a lap or two pretty quick and then, you know, things got kind of sketchy. So, mm-hmm. um, and I dove right into supercross. I didn't ride in the outdoors. Like I felt comfortable in supercross. So I just kind of right. yellow and just dove right in, which is pretty sketchy in itself. So I basically only rode one track that was kind of, you know, secluded where not too many people could see it. Um, just so I didn't look like an idiot out at like Elsinore trying to do two laps at a time mm-hmm. and arm pump and then, you know, case and all the jumps. So, um, you know, I just kind of kept to myself. And that was pretty much my full first month. And then, you know, it's only been about three weeks since then. So there's not okay. a whole lot of time. Um, I right. think I went to, like, public tracks, like, once or twice since then. See, like, I feel like a Tyler Bowers from last year coming into West. Like, I got a lot of questions for a lot of these dudes. Uh, uh, Mookie, can you hold it together? Uh, Martin didn't qualify two years in a row now. Um, Justin Hill wasn't great last year. Uh, Plessinger's still young. Uh, hasn't won a race yet. I got a lot of questions about a lot of guys, except if I knew you were as good as you were at A1 last year, I'd say, okay, Bowers is my pick. But you're not where you were at A1, so now I don't know. Well, you kind of did. Or maybe you are. See, you're messing with my mind. You're messing with my mind. Or maybe you are just as good as A1. I think an undertrained Tyler Bowers is going to be better than a way overtrained Tyler Bowers. Was that what you were last year? You overtrained? Yeah. Yes, definitely. A combination because of my, my injury and then, you know, I, I, I've been training pretty long and, uh-huh. and through, with the injury I've been training um, harder than I ever have really. So, like, uh, the combination of not being able to rest and recover properly because of the injury that I had and the training I was doing just really kicked my butt full on. Okay. Well, Travis, our producer here, I, I'm more confused than ever about Bowers and his chances now. And then, I mean, dude, it's, I mean, you know, like you guys are all trying to, you know, gauge all the time, but there's like, just like us riders are trying to gauge, there's guys, I see it, I see that all those guys you just mentioned, aside from Plessinger, I haven't been able to see him yet, but all those guys, you know, I see him at the track and, you know, there's certain guys that are known for going fast every year. It's like uh, incredibly fast at the track before the season starts and then you get to the season and that guy's right. like, you know. He's never putting races together. Yeah, like, um, and then there's there's guys that are you know just pounding out their laps. They're going to do 102 laps every day, and then they go to the race, and they're you know second, third place guy. And then like race, you so. know, and then my my hero Tim Ferry, my buddy Tim Ferry, he's working with Davalos with Marty, and we all know Marty. God God love Marty and his 72 yeah. career lights starts, but uh, he's not so too. He's going to lose a front end like DV said earlier, except. <laughs> Red Dog is telling me that this is a brand new Marty, so now I'm more confused. You know, is, is that a, is it a brand new like? Is that a good Marty or bad? No, Marty? it's a like good Marty. Marty. I like the old. I thought the old Marty was pretty. Well, bad. no, Red Dog's claiming the new Marty doesn't have balls out speed, but also doesn't make mistakes. He's now consistently Ooh. fast, Marty. 
You know, well, hell, anybody can go slow and not make mistakes. <laughs> I know, right? I should, <laughs> I should no. I, I think I should it, hit him hard. I mean, fast. Yeah, fast Marty was pretty hard to beat. You know, I mean, he made mistakes every now and then, but mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't know. I think he can clean that if he can. Fast Marty is hard to beat. If he brings Fast Marty yeah. to the race and then with, maybe just you know scrapes by with not crashing, it's a fine line, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not crash yeah. with consistent uh, Marty. Saves it. Yeah, then he looks great. But then consistent Marty could be a tenth place guy. Well, if he if he if he wins, I'm going to take Red Dog gets all the credit. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for picking up. This could be the Gear Ally cold call. We tried to call Stroop earlier. He didn't, he didn't pick up, but um, this could be. Yeah, the- I was actually. I was actually trying to do that damn impact test that we got to do. I forgot I had to take it. So oh, I was over there. On, I was on my computer trying to figure that thing out. You should just have, have Brady take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she'd probably do. That's the problem. She'd do better than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when, I get, right. when I get knocked out later and I'm going to test back in, I'll right. never be able to get back in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's too bad you're racing. We'd like to have you back in studio. But, uh, oh, yeah. well. Um, okay. I I think I'm, I'm still confused about your status for this weekend, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, me too. To be honest with you, me too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have good days. I have bad days. Right, it's, right. It's, you know, it's been a short amount of time. I've, I've done what I can. Right. Um, you know, I feel um, I feel prepared. I, you know, I know I can go fast. I know I'm, I have the speed to win races. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just as long as I rest up and get ready for the weekend, I think we'll be good. Wow, Cooper Webb sure look good. Oh, oh God. How's t- Tonus doing? How's Tonus doing, DB? Tonus looks, Tonus looks really good. Um, he like really good. Like physically like, or on the track? Uh, no, on, on the track for <laughs> sure. I mean, he looks. Yeah, he looks. He looks good. He looks Euro. I mean, he's ripping. He makes it look easy when the track's really dry and like yeah. you know horrible. He he like makes it look really easy and fun. Uh-huh. And then, um, but yeah, his speed's good. Um, and he looks like he's in shape. But the, then again, you know, he had the same thing as me, and and he had not a lot of time to get ready either. So I know he has bad days as well. You know, like some days we'll go out and we'll do motos together and we'll do a 15 and and we do that no problem. Then we go out for the second one and, and he can't finish it, you know. But then there's some days he's, you know, no problem on all of them. And I'm I'm the opposite, you know. Well, Cooper Webb looked great. <laughs> Cooper Webb looked fantastic powers in Dallas. So. <laughs> well, yeah, it was amazing. I, I'm sure you were super pumped. Fuck he you looks good. No, he looks your good. show, Mathis. <laughs> Where I've do you thought the kid's fat. I never said he wasn't fat. No, I know. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'd ask you about the Savachi Craig move, but you're biased, so we can't ask you. But um, that's been yeah. a big topic tonight on our show. Obviously, you know both ways and both reasons and everything else. And yeah, it, but the wife's good friends with his with his wife. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can't. We can't even. And she she attacked. <laughs> Christian's claiming she's attacking him on Instagram, and then DV said that that's why chick should stay off Instagram. And then I got into another debate. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Not stay off Instagram for their own accounts, but stay off defending their boyfriends slash husbands on Instagram. So, yeah, but they they do that. I mean, I hope no, nothing happens to me this season. My chick's crazy. <laughs> My chick's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, o- I'm over selfies of chicks anyway. Selfies, duck face, like uh, Starbucks cups. Come on, do we, do we really <laughs> need this from from writers' chicks? Seriously, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Can't say anything. You know, my wife's a model, so she always posts some selfies all the time. Yeah, that's a little different. That's her career, so it is a little yeah. different. She's. I mean, it's like me posting Pulp MX stuff. I'm trying to make money on you know these interviews and everything but else. Vivi, aren't they? Aren't they all really selfies? Like, aren't you doing selfies? Like, when you post a picture, do you post a picture of like I don't know? Most of the time, you post a picture of yourself doing something, correct? Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't They're post a picture of, of myself because I think I'm hot. You know, I post. 
Uh, selfie at the Grand Canyon, uh, put a selfie at Monument Valley, uh, you know? Yeah. Mm. You know, I don't know. It's like when you do stuff uh, on your own, and uh, it's tough to have somebody else take a picture of. But, but, yeah. but, but Tyler's wife is trying to make a living with her looks, so that's kind of the, the idea, like... You know, it's like me selling, like Travis writing some code. Yeah, he takes but photos of code. I understand that. I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. that. A little yeah. different. A little different. Yeah, that's different. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, they have to show themselves to right. have work and make money. I and understand then have, that. have weird dudes say, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so hot. Oh, yeah. Strange dudes just yeah. get these chicks up. Dude, they say some weird stuff. Oh, there. my God. I, I read some of them sometimes. It's creepy. Yeah. Dude, it, it's crazy. Dude, creepy. If I was the boyfriend or the husband, I'll, I'll be, I, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Dude, well, I mean, yeah, they're just they're they're idiots. Most of them are like ten, eleven year old kids, and then they say some real jacked up stuff. Yeah, you know, you're so beautiful. Like, I'd like to get a hold of you. You're so beautiful, Brady. I'd like to date you. You're like, really? Stop it. Stop that one. It. Well, that one's great. Like, I love those. Are actually like those are classy. Like some of the stuff you say on there. I'm like, dude, do you guys know that there's actually a real person behind this that actually posted yeah. this picture? Like you would never say that to you know a girl like that on the street. No, no, that's true. You're I mean, right. She's she's only a solid eight, but you know. No, she is. Yeah, that's a good point. She is just <laughs> oh, a so, just a solid eight. I forgot about that. Uh, all right. Well, hey, thanks for taking the call. Um, I appreciate cool. it. I'm more confused on you than ever. You didn't really help. Me too. You didn't really clear it up, but uh, I can't wait this weekend. Seriously, I'm pumped for the East Series to kick off. It's a ton of you guys. I think I think a lot of you guys can win, and I think it's going to be exciting. So. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think so. All right, thanks, Tyler. All right, yep. See you, Tyler Bowers. Everybody picking up cold call, Gear Alloy cold call. Why not? Let's let's do that. GearAlloy.com. Does that mean we're like four for five now, or uh, yeah, five I don't for know. Six? Why don't you tell, ask your code? Whatever. Why don't you write some code for that? Whatever. Commercial break. NFAB JGR check in. We got some voicemails. I want to ask DV about his Grand Canyon trip. Um. And we'll uh, probably talk some code with Travis Marks. All right, buddy, st- stick around. Be right back. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Hey there. This is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey, guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. 
Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and blighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. 
X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. Hey, guys. It's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it. it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I've tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, 
I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have a Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. (laughs) 
Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey, 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 hey. W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention... Let's talk about Wheels, WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Beck Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock up Vortex Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Pulp MX Show. She packed my bags last night to fly.
everybody. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Travis is a rocket man. Travis is writing codes and punching PDFs. He thinks he's so, so smarter. Got scraping code. Punching PDFs. Yeah, it's Elton John. Seriously? Yeah, I like Elton. Travis thinks he's so smart. So the producer can have a song, but you play Elton With John. code. He pretty much just wrote me a song, so I mean, yeah. I'll take that. That's cool. It's a cover. <laughs> and it's PDFs. He thinks he's so smart with his codes. Scraping PDFs, writing code. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. It's been a been a fun show with David Villeman, the great David Villeman. How many radio shows, internet radio shows, are there out there that have a, a GP winner, a AMA Supercross winner, AMA Motocross winner, right here in studio dispensing advice? None. Just this one. It's fantastic. Uh, brought to you by uh, Fly Racing and uh, BTOsports.com. Thanks, DV. Hey, the reason you're up here is you, uh, you, and, a, you and a friend of yours took a, a road trip to the Grand Canyon, the South Rim. You went to Monument, what's it called? Monument Valley. Monument Valley. Did you like it? How cool was it? Your, your Instagram shots were great. I was, that was great. I've never been to Grand Canyon. I've yeah. never been to Monument Valley. So we drove to Williams, Arizona. We slept there, and then in the morning, it's only an hour, hour drive to South Rim, mm-hmm. and then we stayed at Grand Canyon, and then we took the scenic route, and then uh, kind of like along the Grand Canyon all the way to, um, I don't know, whatever road goes up yep. to um, Lake Powell and everything. But we kind of went right and um, drove all the way to Monument Valley. Um, which is at the border of Arizona and Utah, kind of. Yep. And uh, slept there, watched sunset, sunrise, and then uh, took pictures yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it sounded cool. And then um, before that, we did uh, Route 66. We went to Baghdad Cafe um, on um, on the Freeway 40, or yep. 40 Freeway. And then we went up, went to Old Shoe Bend, Grand Canyon, but... On, on the other side. Yeah, it's right? a famous, uh, it's a famous shot. Like, yeah. uh, you see the movies and stuff. Oh, shoe band. Check that out. That was so scary. There's no, like, uh, no, yeah. There's no ropes uh, or nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It's like, I was like, uh, a foot from dying, yeah. basically. Yeah. That's so, like, Grand Canyon, too. Like, at some spot. Yeah. I sat down. It was like maybe. 200 yards down. Yeah. I just sat on the edge. Yeah. That was so weird. You know, like, uh, I was scared some, somehow. You yeah. Know? No. My hands were getting wet and stuff. I was like, wow, that's so the, weird. And the, then, if, um, if you go by the, the glass sky bridge, it's about an hour from Vegas here. Yeah. There's a bridge that you go out on or whatever. You go and stand there underneath the I bridge. don't want to, I didn't want to do that. I'm, yeah. But I, they take you to another part of the canyon. Same thing. No, no, um, no ropes, no anything. You're at another edge of the canyon that juts out. And there were people that were um, jumping down the canyon about three feet onto a rock ledge that stuck out. And then having their friends, like, hoist them back up. You know what I mean? 
dude, I'm just like, no way. I'm not doing that. They would like slowly kind of work their way down and then just ploop onto this rock ledge three feet down from the top of the lip, stand there, and then help themselves. I'm just like, oh, God, no. That's scary stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then we did, we uh, went to Lake Powell. We saw that big, uh, the Glen Canyon Dam. And then uh, Lake Powell and just kind of drove all the way above the Grand Canyon through Utah again and then down to 15. That was sick. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it sounds like a fun trip. It's something that everyone should see and do and everything else. It's kind of, kind of neat. Yeah. I did the um, last. Um, are you watching uh, softball? No, here? this is uh, this is Showgirls. This is one of the best scenes in the movie. <laughs> you never seen Showgirls? No, the I'm, chick from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I know. He's gonna go watch it now. Yeah, he is. I saw. Like, I can't uh, believe this scene came on though, right as I put it, like right as I just randomly put it on. Um, in the pool and stuff. We're yeah. not allowed to tweet this one out, are we? No, yeah. no. Um, oh, don't well. bro me. And um, so yeah, I did a. Uh, Road trip two weeks ago. I went uh, all the way to PCH. Yeah. And then... Uh, that sounded cool, too. Big Sur, uh, Big Sur Bridge. That was fun, too. That was... Uh, we, yeah, Pookie and I did that. We got in arguments the whole time because Pookie told me to slow down all the time. She was scared she was going to fall off the ledge uh, when you're driving. And we went and did the uh, Hearst, Hearst Castle. Yeah, uh, so, so I, I did not go, though, yeah. but we saw. You should have done that. That's pretty neat. It's really cool. It's bizarre, man. The place is so massive. And you got tours of it and everything, and you read. Yeah, the, you, I don't like, I don't like to go on tours and be be guided. Right, you know, right, I do my own shit. <laughs> I don't want to photo people. Right, right, right. Yeah, shit don't matter to me if you don't pay my bills. Fuck you. Um, they, great David Villeman here in studio. Um, uh, nfab n-fab dot com. Go there. Jeep trucker SUV parts. They're they're the place to go. Proud sponsors of the JGR team and the uh, M Pro. Uh, Yamaha off-road team, of course. Also, every week we do this. We kind of highlight the JGR team, highlight a member of the team or whatever, and um, kind of give you a little insight bet- behind everything and let you uh, let you guys hear it also. So uh, this week, it hasn't been going well for the JGR guys, but, you know, they're there. They got Phil. They got Weston. And uh, so this week I checked in with the team manager, J- Jeremy Albrecht. J-Bone, always a good interview. And uh, so take a listen to this. And uh, this is right after the main event in Dallas. And uh, here is the NFAB JGR check-in. NFAB JGR check-in, the last guy here, J-Bone. J- uh, let's check into it. Uh, uh, some good, some bad with you tonight. Yeah, it was looking, uh, looking, looking better. Good. I was texting my guy, Coy, and he's in his first NASCAR race, and I was telling him uh, it was actually improvements today. So uh-huh. uh, Phil was riding good. He led his first heat race for a couple laps and yep. then uh, made some mistakes and got fifth, which is better. Uh, so we had to go to the semi. And then uh, Weston won the semi, so that was great. Phil rode really good right in the pack there, mm-hmm. qualified out of there, no problem. Lap times were good. I wanted them to be in the 51s. They were doing it. And uh, then the main event, yeah, Phil actually rode strong. Uh, Pike was running about seventh and then jammed his wrist and said he couldn't hold on, so no. he pulled off and he had a uh, messed up messed up arm. But, uh, Is that an old injury or something new? Yeah, it's something, it happened in Oakland on the last lap when oh, he crashed yeah. and he got his whole yeah. side of his body. He's been having trouble with his arm. Right. So we got, hey. we got your buddy Kenny Good luck, coming. Jeremy. Get hey, him next week. Appreciate buddy. it. Yeah. yeah, he's awful happy, isn't he? Yeah. Imagine that. Happy. Yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Got to put my chin up for next week. Thanks, Watson. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate that, buddy. Hey, you know guy. what? He's getting revenge from when you were Factory Cowie and he was a, a crummy oh, privateer guy. It. Yeah. That's he it. loves this. He loves this I right now. Dye my hair. 
Yeah. Blue hair, yeah. green hair, purple hair, pink hair, whatever he did. He did all kinds of funky stuff. Uh, okay, so yeah, and then uh, Phil had his, uh, he hadn't crashed, which is a good thing he didn't crash in the main event. Yeah, no, he rode solid all day. I was really yeah. happy with Phil. You know, really, I think uh, he would have been, I think he could have been 12th in that main event if he would have just made some passes early on, but uh, he kind of got stuck there in a little rut, but he, he rode good. Yeah, no crashes, yeah. which... You know, the thing like he was saying, ah, I wish I would have did better than the normal Phil. But, yeah. you know, you always wish that. That's the one good thing is I, I like that he's not – he doesn't settle. He's not happy. Well, you know, he got 15th, which isn't, isn't awesome, but it's not bad. So we just got to keep working yeah. at it. I mean, I want to be on the top five of Weston, and I think, Phil, if we were top ten, we'll be happy. So we just got to keep working at it. I like Phil because you know when he was in the lead in the heat, he was like, all right, it's go time. Like, I, I can do this. Like, that's the type of guy he is. For sure. And, yeah. and he's definitely we, – we were talking, he's most improved from practice to the race. You ought to yeah. look at that. I think yeah. he is. Yeah. I think we, he goes about five seconds a lap faster every yeah. time in the race. Well, that's why he was in B practice today. Yeah, and he was mad. And I said, right. I'm not going to argue it. That's where you belong right now. <laughs> Prove to us that you belong in A. Typical J-Bone. <laughs> I'm supposed to back him up. No, right? I know. I, I know. said, no. You, you're, you're the like only that. team manager in these pits would be like, yeah, so what? I said, it's great. I'll give you some confidence. You can pass all those guys. And it, I, I think it was better right. for him. He rode great today. Hey, I've been on some teams that have rough years. I've been on successful teams. So have you. It's been rough for you guys. There's no doubt. What's the morale like? I mean, what's the attitude like? How do you kind of you try to just get people, keep it positive and probably look for small victories, huh? Yeah, I don't really want to look for small victories. But, you know, definitely, definitely you have to do something. Yeah. And, and as much as I feel frustrated, I, I look at some other teams, Factory Suzuki, some other people that yeah. have some worse weekends than us yeah. by a lot. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Factory Cowie isn't doing what they want to be doing. We're not doing what we want to be doing. There's yeah. a whole bunch of people that aren't doing it. I mean, Yamaha, I'm sure they want to be doing better also. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of us out here that want to do better. We just need to uh, – we need better starts, which we did get better tonight, but we still have more work to do there. We need to figure out what's going on with the starts because that's where we used to be really great. And uh, Barsha got his pin out Friday, so he'll be coming back, I would guess, Santa Clara time. That's not a for sure, but that's yeah. my my guess. Right. Um, he'll be riding in a couple weeks, so yeah, we're excited. He's coming back. He was he had the speed. He just couldn't couldn't hold on. So we still got stuff to be hopeful for. Nfab JGR check it. So J Bone Nfab Tommy at Nfab good guy, very good guy. The only reason you guys went to Destinations, he helped us out. Good dude. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks. You got it. N-Fab.com JGR check in big part of the JGR program, and Nfab is a big part of the sport of Supercross and Motocross. And a partnership with Toyota, a partnership with the JGR, and we thank those guys for uh, coming on. That's Jeremy Albrecht, the always honest Jeremy Albrecht. During this check-in, Travis, code marks, uh, went in and uh, actually looked at Jason Anderson's number of passes through the first seven rounds. All right, stat guy, what you got? 36. 36 passes, 36 in, in, passes. In, in seven rounds from lap one to lap to yeah, lap 20. Yeah, that just takes his lap one, his position at the end of lap one. Which, it's more than that. Yeah, because a lot you of times know. Maybe was, you don't know. Maybe you lost. You don't know. There were a couple where, I mean, there was one I saw he was even up to third, and then on the last lap something happened and he dropped down to fifth. Uh, There's a couple like that, but, yeah. you know. And then you got to take in consideration around the first turn, I know for a fact there were a few that he was – I mean, buried like 15th. Yeah. Yep. That would add a few more. But, yep. I mean, you get the general yeah, idea. It's, it's like, absolutely. No, that's a good job on that. Uh, Chuck, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling. Hello? Hi, Chuck. Hey, what's up, Four Time? What's up, man? Hey, I just wanted to give a phone call. I had a question about the program where, the, you know, someone's in, I guess, the press box, and they videotape all the writers, and then they 
compare their rider to the fastest rider. What is that called again? It's called dart. I want to fi- say dart dart fish. Dart fish. Yep. Yeah. Is that really um, a good indicator of how fast someone is going and how to compare another rider to them? Because I feel like a lot of variables like corner speed and well, yeah, but that's, corner. but that's what you're watching for. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. You're seeing, look how much harder he's hitting that turn. Look how much, you know, look what line he's taking and therefore going that much faster than me. That's exactly what you want to see. You want to overlay the fastest rider on the track with your own lap and see what he's doing differently. So is he pulling out of turns early? Is he riding uh, turns, you know, high? Um, it's exactly the kind of stuff you want. Gotcha. Okay. So you can, go- pretty- you can Google it. There's uh, images on the Internet. Like the ones that I looked at were showing uh, divers. Uh, guys were using dart fish for diving, um, you know, to see, you know, perfect, of course, perfect form for dart to, for to, diving. So to make it easy, yeah, it's like math skills. You see math skills, yeah, yeah. two riders, yeah. and you see what they right. do different. Yeah. Basically, that's what it is. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that a pretty expensive program? It is. Yeah, it is a pretty expensive program. Teams were paying these dart fish dudes to come to the races, plane tickets and 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 everything else, and and they were relying on these guys. And I think in the last few years, guys like Andrew Short and the KTM team um, just bought the software and taught themselves how to film. You got to uh-huh. set up your camera the right way and everything else. But um, software is not cheap. But yeah, that's crazy. So all right, hey, hey, DV, I appreciate you coming in the studios. Good, we miss you. Ah, no worries. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, he's he's and good. Also, he's good in studio, no doubt. So and also, Travis is doing a good job too. Really good. I like all the drops and everything. Easy on that because we had a few people <laughs> talk about how Travis needs a raise and all that already. I don't like that talk. Well, so. he's he's doing good. I never said anything about a raise. And no, know, I know, but people have good. been saying about raises. Now you're going to fill oh. his head up more with how great he is. And uh, who's making? Who made more money? Tits, Gibbs, or Travis? Well, here at the Pulp MX system, what we normally do, DV, is we give raises based on seniority. So Tits was making more money because he was here the longest. So he would get two iPads and Travis only got one? Yes, exactly. Yeah, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Tits. Uh, and Gibbs got boots. Tits got paid in an iPad one year. <laughs> Just took an iPad as he payment? Took, yeah, he won an iPad and something happened and I bought him an iPad. I don't remember, but so. So, right on. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, the, thanks for the call. Uh, 702-586-7857. People can call anytime. Leave a voicemail. Here's the best of the best of the week that was voicemail style. Let's, uh, let's do this, Trav. Hi. Uh, I was just calling in. To, I wanted to ask about uh, what you guys' thoughts are on the 250 East-West shootout in Vegas being a points race this year, unlike where it didn't, they didn't have any of the races last year count for anything. So just want to hear your thoughts about that. I'm sure you'll talk about it later anyway, but just wanted to see with MC in there what he thought about it too. Thanks. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to ask MC this question. It was last week's show, but we already talked about it with Marvin. We like it. DV and I are fans of that. Let's mix it up. Let's shake it up. Could see a massive swing in the points, but that's okay. That's good. Nothing wrong with that. So. Hey, Mathis. So I was watching some of that douchebag Tony Blazer's early 1990 game. Why is Tony Blazer a douchebag? What happened to, to this guy, I wonder? I like Blazer. I, no one's ever said a bad word about Blazer ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's wrong with I this I don't guy? know. It's really funny, though. I, I had to play this just because of that. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That douchebag maybe Tony Blazer. Maybe they had an argument somehow. I know, right? 
gator back videos. And reminded me of the time Ferry went to the water on that last turn before the finish line. Probably around 93 or 94. Pretty sure I annoyed the shit out of Ferry until he gave me the goggles. <clears throat> Still have the water stains on them and all. You by chance want them? Yeah, I do. Hey, what's up, Four Time? Um, got an idea. I know uh, Talon's a big data guy, which is uh, pretty cool. I, I can appreciate that. Um, I'm actually on the podcast from this past weekend, uh, Monday night, when uh, MC was on, um, and you guys were bouncing on the idea of the chase format. Um, what would be kind of cool is if I know, obviously, it's not in play this year, but um, what if um, Talon got together some data and, um, you know, mimic uh, what would happen if the chase format reset, say, halfway through the series or 10, 10 rounds in or whatever whatever the idea was, um, and basically uh, – at the end of the year, you know, he physically just, you know, took the data and, and, and made it so it showed that that happened. What would have been the outcome is kind of curious of what I see. Um, just an idea. See what you guys think. All right. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Um, we get another thing we get Travis on. They want to go to a chase next year, DV. I hear from good sources that that could be happening. Oh, yeah? yeah. Like arena cross? Yep. yep. How many races? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I heard 10 and 7. 10 regular ones and 7 for the championship. Yeah. And then only 10 guys can be champions. I don't know how many. Yeah, I don't know. Arena cross is 10. Yeah, NASCAR is 12. Um, but it, should, it would be interesting to see. I'm in favor of that. I don't, I don't think it's fine. Like, whatever. So, I'm okay with that. Another stat that Travis can do. Um, what about... I still think we need to reset after 10 laps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, I think that's something that we. This is going to sound really dumb. It's, it's, you shouldn't stop the race, but kind of like a yellow caution flag. NASCAR, like everybody gets back together, their spot, and then green flag go back for ten laps or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't want to do a staggered start. You don't want to stop the flow of the race. But uh, right. I don't know, something. Yeah. No, know. I, I think this is going to sound silly, but we almost need to make winning the title not such a massive deal. Let's just have good racing. Let's promote the shit out of everybody. Let's have everybody, like, you know, like a NASCAR. Kyle Petty didn't finish in the top 20 for, for 10 years, but he still had a ride and people loved him and he was a popular guy and whatever. In our sport, we put so much emphasis on if you don't win, you suck. And... Part of that is for good reason, but we, we do that a lot in our sport. And guys like Chisholm or Albertson or, you know, these guys get just thrown off because they're no good. Well, they are good. They're great riders. They're just not as good as Ryan Denji. We need to de-emphasize the championship. And so if a chase does that and, and gives us more things to talk about and more money to come into the sport. What happened to the guys that are not in the chase anymore? You still race. You just do whatever. You just finish however. Do whatever makes money. And yeah, you're still money. yeah, you're still raising. There's your, no points though. I guess I think there'll be a points. I think there would be a points, but just not. In, you wouldn't count for the title. You just still accumulate your points, but you're not in the title chase. So the 11th place guy could get on a roll and move up into the top 10, but he's not eligible for the for the title. Let's say the 11th place guy is Jim Stewart that missed five races, and then. Whatever he, yeah. in the last seven, he, he wins. You know what? All the, seven. All that. Okay. Well, then what that makes is terrific bench racing about how he would have done. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, Travis, do that. Okay, get off the phone. You gotta go. He's gotta go, Mike.
Yeah, so we want to do a chase, another new data for you. So take the last five years and go ten. Ra- <laughs> he's he's gonna he's he's gonna quit. Yeah, he's fine. What am I doing? Take the last. Five, <laughs> You're gonna quit after you know. The last five years, add up. Look at the points after ten rounds, and then look at the points from rounds eleven to seventeen, and see if the title would have changed hands had we done a chase format in Supercross. Supercross, yeah, <laughs> okay. for five years. That's all right. What did Mike want? What was the big deal? Um, he wants to ask DV, or he had a comment. He wanted to hear from DV about the the Michelin MP10 tire because you used to say that was your favorite tire yeah and he has some oh that's the guy who called in and randy was in studio yeah, that's right the guy. right yeah. and he has some so he was thinking oh maybe i should save these for like a restore bike or something rather than oh. using them and turn them up D- dv's good he doesn't need mp10s he's fine <laughs> i know but he's just worried like right. if you know, he wanted to hear about the history of the tire and oh, okay. yeah the mp10 yeah. is weird because it looks like um um what, the center the um, s12 no Scoop? the the in the dunes paddle paddle it looks like a paddle but it's a hard pack tire there's like uh yeah you, you, you can only use it one way you know yeah, yeah. and then uh kind of like almost a and it so, was great tire for all pack like one of my f- favorite ones so much yeah. mp10 talk <laughs> randy richardson was in from michelin and then uh he said the reason there wasn't much uh, new for much information about the MP10 tire was because there wasn't any internet around when that tire was around. So, yeah. all right, let's go voicemail. Hey guys, me like I was just wondering. My question is about uh, Travis Pastrana's two strokes, his RMs. I was wondering he keeps getting these new two strokes. I was just wondering, uh, is he buying them used or is he just repairing them or what? I was just wondering about that thanks guys bye it's probably a good question i don't know what's going on i would think jeff cernick who he gets bikes from probably has a shit ton of rm250s i don't know what travis would do how often would he go through bikes i don't even know uh, sometimes they they buy off craigslist yeah you know uh, that happens with uh but racing uh um but racing is doing um 250 f's chassis in a 2 stroke and w- why is he 125 engine? Oh. And he bought a bunch of uh, almost new bikes in the U.S. off Craigslist. No, oh, okay. And shipped them to friends yeah, to build their bikes. To build, yeah. Yeah. And um, they used to do that for KX125. So they, you need a YZ125 chassis, Bud Racing's got a lot of chassis laying around. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and then uh, what they do, they used to do uh, uh, for the school board class, same thing. They would... Uh, buy used KX125s before they were yeah. doing that yep. program. Yep. Just even in the US, sometimes you go on Craigslist, there's barely used ones. Yeah, yeah. He would buy those and ship them to friends to race those. Oh, oh. Crazy. Oh, who knew? Mathis died from Arizona. Uh, I was listening to the archive because I'm an archiver. So, uh, but in reference to uh, when you guys were talking on the review with Weege and JT about Colt Nichols and using the word better team that he may move up to uh, in the following year, um, it, it is kind of hard to listen to. You kind of cringe when you say the word better, but uh, maybe an alternative might be, you know, maybe there's there's going to be more teams next year vying for his services, you know, whether it's more money or factory parts. It just doesn't sound so negative, which I don't think you really care how negative you sound. You're going to do your show how you want to. So, but if you were looking for an alternative, 
That yeah, might be you it. You got a good point. Love folks. the show, guys. Um, I listen to everything. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Yeah, I had a quick question about the huh? uh, GDR web deal. Where is he going to go? Equals. I don't know. No idea. I haven't heard. Is only a one-year deal? Yeah, I'm sure Star's after him. I'm sure Mitch is after him. Geico. Uh, everybody would get <laughs> Thanks, you know? Yeah. He's killing it. I mean, the factory Yamaha web deal. Is JGR not pissed off about this? You kind of brought it up, and then you just kind of gloss over it. You never really said one way or the other. I don't know. Is it something you can't talk about? Um, and then I wanted to comment. I just listened to the archives. McGrath is awesome as always. But I did notice one thing. It's the only time that Steve never interrupts someone is when McGrath's on, which at your show, do whatever. But I think that's the only time I ever noticed that. And uh, back when JT was going over to Germany or whatever, or the Finland deal, uh, I watched a few videos of his, and it's amazing how, you know, not saying that he was slow by any means. He was, you know, everybody would love to have his career. But, man, that guy was still rails. I was pretty impressed. So, uh, great show. Yeah, we, we, I'll answer your questions. We, JGR is pissed about Yamaha signing Webb, and we've talked about it a bunch here on the Racer X podcast, everything else. They're not happy, and I don't blame them, and their OEM deal is up at the end of the year, so we'll see what happens there. But they can't, they're not stoked on that, not at all, because Webb's a North Carolina kid. They helped him when he was an amateur. They know him well. They know the family well, and Yamaha has produced exactly jack shit for good amateur racers until Webb and Martin, and now they lost a chance at Webb just because Yamaha decides to have a team again. So, we've talked about that. Why are you bitter towards Yamaha? I'm not bitter. I'm just, wouldn't you understand JGR being a little upset? Yeah, but don't you think it's good that Yamaha comes back as a factory team? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I don't Yeah, They, they need riders, right? No, I know, but if you're JGR... You're, if JGR was so good, why why did uh, Webb, uh, did a Webb sign for them? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure if they even knew Webb was signing or Webb, they even had a chance to bid on him. I don't know. That's what you do, right? You find out. You find his agent. Who is his agent? You call him up, say, what's up? We want him. How much is it? You know? Yeah. Maybe Yamaha had more money. I don't know. I have no idea. More money than uh, Joe Gibbs? I doubt it. I don't know. I don't. Uh, Joe Gibbs, they, don't, they run things tight over there they don't spend a ton of money but anyways if, if they don't spend money then they can't I, get the best I, I, guy they can only get I, you know second tier guys that's what they have they've been having that they've been a loyal partner for yamaha when yamaha had nothing and they were a loyal partner and they were trying their best and yamaha was giving them nothing for amateur kids and now they finally have this kid that they know well that's from their area and he didn't sign with them so and they're, pay and they're bitter okay well i mean i'm sure you know, I, yeah. rch wanted a top guy they signed Roxton. They wanted another top guy. They signed uh, Malton. You know, they show, you know, it's all about, at that point, it's all about money. All the bikes are pretty close now, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm just saying they're upset. And then as far as the JT being fast, yeah, we talked about this last show. Like, I used to ride with Troy Adams when he raced for H&H, and I was here riding a lot, and the guy, like, Troy Adams was getting worked in supercrosses or outdoors, and then I would go ride with him, and I'm like, oh, my God. People don't understand how fast Kyle Chisholm, a Jason Thomas, you know, these guys are in real life. If they show up at any local track, they can work everybody there, unless one of you guys were there, DV or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, 
we these guys get talked shit on about getting lapped in a 20 man main event well do you know how fast that guy is at getting lapped <laughs> how good he is right like yeah they don't the people don't understand that yeah i mean you okay well, I'm, you, you were one of the literally i don't want to fill your head full of you know ego but i mean you were one of the best riders in the world probably a top five rider in the world for three four five years that's it <laughs> sorry bro <laughs> i mean i don't know from 2000 to oh from 2000 to 2005 i went i was in the top four only one year i got hurt but i was in the yeah top, i'm saying you were one of the top five riders in the world the gp guys and everybody but yeah the, if you make even if you make a night show you're pretty good yeah compared to most of the guy listening Absolutely. this thing. Yeah. So if you make a main, you actually put Yeah, good. like a Kyle Chisholm, you know, is badass. Yeah. And, and people go, ah, oh, Chisholm sucks. It's like, dude, he's so good on a motorcycle. So. Yeah, it's just, they don't, they don't relate. And right. I think it's so easy to talk shit with internet and yeah. everything. So yeah. people think, ah, oh, he sucks or whatever, but. They're actually pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't make a night show today, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think, he says. <laughs> Wait with your hat on backwards. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys answered my question last week about Factory Connection and promoting their stuff on the Geico team. For years, I've been a Honda fan and a Factory Connection fan. Well, if they can't even put their own stuff on, the, on their bikes, fuck them. I'm switching to race tech. I've been holding my shit for a couple of weeks because I need to send it back, get a service. Looks like they're going to race tech's going to be peeling those factory connection stickers off and add race tech stickers. Thanks, Paul Bermex. What's the story? Uh, he didn't like factory connection or something. He's going race tech. I like that. That's a good move. What's What's going on with factory connection and Geico or whatever? No, he he asked why. Why are there no factory connection stickers on the f- forks on the Geico Honda team? Like, they, you know, the factory connection does suspension for a living. Yeah, and they it just don't. Says K- no, they just have KYB now on them. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. So, whatever. I mean, that's because I guess they're getting serviced by KYB. They're getting done by KYB in-house, right? I see. Yeah, so that's it. How you doing? I listened to the uh, fantasy podcast. And I don't play fantasy motocross. I wonder how many how many other guys listen to the show but never play fantasy. Take a poll. Check the stats. So you're an American hero for doing that. Thank you. Hey, Steve. This is Jonathan uh, calling in. Just listening to the podcast where JT, or I think a person actually asked what Chad was doing when he was warming up on the bike and the coach was uh, giving him some instructions, standing there present with him. Um, I just wanted to share some insight. So I'm a, just for credentials' sake, I'm a USAC certified uh, coach, USA Cycling. Um, so, and I deal mainly in that region of sports performance. Um, so first of all, the intention of his warm-up is not to get his heart rate going. That's like saying that the intention of going fast around a, a track or doing anything like that is to, to get a high RPM reading on your motorcycle. Um, your heart rate is simply a relative indicator of effort. It's not anything that's a physiological process that you're trying to, I don't know, improve. That's not going to make you go faster having a higher heart rate. That's not going to make you more warmed up having a higher heart rate. So the goal 
with that is to increase something called muscle fiber recruitment, um, capillary action, neuromuscular firing patterns, essentially use more of his muscles because his muscles, part of his muscles go dormant when they're relaxed, but he's going to try to increase the demand so that it wakes up all the muscle fibers, get them comfortable with blood, and also get the connection between his brain and the nerve endings in the muscles to, to fire and to go in those appropriate patterns that he needs in his racing. Um, and also the same kind of goes with concussions. Everyone's talking about James getting his heart rate up and that's, he needs to get his heart rate up and, and if he doesn't have issues, then he's fine. Once again, your heart rate really has nothing to do with that. What you're talking about there is potential swelling in his brain or, or any host of issues that could be causing issues that activity would exacerbate, but you know, heart rate's not the, the problem there. So, and heart rate just motocross. It's a very, I know we don't have power meters like cyclists do, but it's not a great measurement tool. Uh, it's a relative indicator of effort that's totally subjective. If you get a different, you know, if you get six hours of sleep versus seven hours of sleep, it's going to be different. If you're dehydrated, it's going to be different. And it's totally different for each person. Ken Roxon might have a heart, high heart rate, while James might have a really low heart rate um, regarding, like, his threshold or his max even. So for us to freak out about somebody carrying 180 heart rate or use that as some type of qualifier, like they're really pushing hard because they're at 180, that's like saying a KTM 65 is better than a 450 because it's revving a higher RPM on a track. So we can all calm down about heart rate. It's neat if you know your own threshold and you have your own data, but you can't compare it from one person to the next. Hope that gives some information on there on warm-ups and everything else. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan sounds like he knows what he's talking about and everything else, but when it comes to concussions, a lot of doctors say get your heart rate up and you'll see how you feel. So the heart rate is is the means to get your blood flowing, open up the capillaries or whatever that word was he said, the, the, basically the blood vessels. And if and Jonathan opened a Jonathan factory, uh -huh. I want to be... Uh, you want to be first, be first guy? Yeah. <laughs> Seems like he's, he's, he knows what he's talking no, about. No, he does. But, but again, like the heart rate, I think he's... The heart rate is, is the, the, the cause of getting warmed up But it's not to get your heart rate up. It's to do all those other things, what he was saying. So I, I kind of, I don't know. I, get, I know what he's saying. He says he's certainly smarter at it than, than I am. But, you know. Mathis, what the hell is wrong with you, man? <clears throat> Listen, play this one. You got to play this one, right? I was, I'm listening to this Aussie guy on on that freaking jackass supposed friend of yours, Kenny Walsh, who does nothing but shit on you and shit on everybody because he's a miserable fucking loser, okay? What? Seriously. I mean, the, the, the fact that the guy is not on the show just makes it... I'm a long-time listener. The fact that the guy is not on the show just makes it so much better. Like, all these guys you're bringing on are amazing. <clears throat> Every single one of them, you know? Um, all these new, all these, all these new co-hosts. I mean, the show is just so much better. I bet you, if you we were to run a graph of your rankings, of your ratings, of the li of, of the listeners, and, and 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 you know the clicks on your website, everything's got to be up. He's gone. I mean, come on, man. You know what? Why would you? I mean, you're a smart, successful guy, <clears throat> regardless of you know, how you. Whatever shit you talk about yourself and we gag on you or whatever, uh, listen, 
You, you watch your business continue to go up, 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 and up. Um, Kenny Watson is not. Kenny Watson was on the show, and DV was here for the greatest pulp show ever in the ratings, in the, uh, in the rankings. So, and that was with Kenny Watson as a co-host, everybody. It wasn't because of Kenny, though. It wasn't, but it was. Some, it was because of somebody, somebody named Tony, right? Yes. Um, Watson. People will tell you that this show. There was many people who will tell you this show has never been better, never been good, as good as when Kenny was a co-host. A lot of people tell me that. And that's okay. That's he's, fine. He's a he's a good co-host. He though. is. He's a good co-host. Yes, he, very good. The way I look at Watson. As a co-host, and I'm still friends with him, and I, and I like Kenny, and I know DV and Kenny had problems on a podcast that never got released, but Kenny, DV took it the wrong way, and, and anyway else. Any, anyways, the, the Watson, were you listening with Watson, Travis? Were you around then? Yeah, I listened to a little bit. Watson, uh, Watson on the show was like dating a stripper. He, the, the highs. Hey, how do you know? I'm guessing. <laughs> did you ever date one? You probably really did at some point. <laughs> the highs were really high and were incredible. It's like the best sex ever with a stripper. You're probably having like threesomes and foursomes with her friends. It was phenomenal. And then the lows were her and her, her crack addict and her, you know, banging other dudes and getting in fights and the drama that strippers always have. Watson was like dating a stripper on the show. It was phenomenal highs when he was on. When he's on his game and he wanted to be here, it was so good. And there were times where it wasn't so good. Watson was very up and down, like Six Flags roller coaster or dating a stripper. So, I don't agree with that guy. And I don't like that guy who clears his throat <laughs> a bunch of times. I don't like that. So, Joseph here. I got a, uh, got a small complaint. You guys, I hear you. This is another guy. This this guy calls in all the time to complain. He loves the show. Can so, they call on a landline or something if they leave in the no sticks? No one has landlines anymore. Yeah, but they leave in the sticks. Just call on the landline. I don't. Have... People love the show, but let me just complain for a minute. I love the show. It's great, but you're a fucking asshole. Like I don't don't call. So. Circuit twenty years. The travel's brutal. Yada yada yada. Uh. I'm one of the guys who's responsible for you getting from places like uh, Dulles Airport to Binghamton or Steel City or wherever it is you're going for the race. I'm on the road 16 nights out of the month staying in a different hotel, uh, responsible for getting you people to and fro. And the main thing that keeps me going, and I, I think the thing that keeps you going is I love my job. And I'm sure you like yours. So keep in mind that, yeah, while the travel is pretty brutal and I do about three times as much of it as you, I would really not want to be doing anything else. So have a little perspective. You got a, uh, a job you love. Travel just comes along with it. Keep up the good work. Love the content. Thank you. And, and yeah. It, hey, what does he do? He never he, said. He's a pilot. He's a pilot? Yeah. I met a, I met a United pilot in... Um, in Houston, he was walking by, and he's like, Mathis. And I'm like, and he was like, oh, man, I listen to your stuff all the time. Guy flies for United. And I'm like, you, you work for United? And I started going off on United. No, I didn't. But, but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, he's a uh, look, United is the again, worst again, thing ever. Going, like, this guy's, 
Yes, I complain about the travel. Uh, you know, DV is. I a, think as DV a pilot, a, travel uh, as a pilot is ten times easier than us doing our job. He doesn't understand. Look, DV's a millionaire. He has probably a million dollars in the bank. He doesn't work at all. He has no job. He, you know, whatever. And I'm sure, DV, you complain. You, yeah. com- you complain. We all complain. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, just, that's that. the way we do. I mean, we appreciate our lives. You appreciate yours. I appreciate mine. Travis appreciates his code. But the travel but, in, in this, yeah. the sport we're in, yeah. sucks. It, it sucks to be a baseball player, too, uh, travel. Right. They do 162 games a year. But as a pilot, what do you do? You fly, you land, you go to but, a four-star hotel, you, you eat good meal, and then you leave again. How old are you? You 40? 38. DV's 38. He hasn't had a job in uh, six years. Yeah, I had a couple jobs, but small jobs. DV hasn't had a job in six <laughs> years. He's got over a million dollars in the bank, and he complains. So there we go, everybody. It just happens. I have a great job. I work from home. I'm able to, uh, you know, do what I want, set my schedule. I fly to these races. So, yeah, I have a good job, but I'm still going to complain. Everyone's going to complain. Travis is probably going to complain about writing code. So we haven't heard much about Adam Cicerillo in a while, and I'm, I'm sure Pookie's been I'm sure she's been pretty worried. But I just want to call and let Pookie know Adam's okay. I just actually ran into him when I was mountain biking right now. He was, he was hiking with a friend. So I just want to let Pookie know Adam's okay. Adam's so fine, everybody. So what's wrong with him now? He broke his wrist. He's not he's not in a good place right now. I've been texting him a little bit, but he's very upset. Who's his trainer now? I don't think he has one. Does he want one? Yeah. You want a badass motherfucker trainer? Like you? Yeah. I'll, I'll pass it on. I was trying to go for it. <laughs> what? Fuck you, bro. What? Was... You want to what? Complain. Get a laugh at me. He's gonna laugh at me. That was pretty funny. Don't do what I don't say. Don't do what I uh, do as I say, not as I do. All right. You want to be trainer? We're losing DV here. We got Stra- let's, let's, Travis Steve. How much time we got left? Travis Steve. Yeah, Travis Steve. How's that going? Hey, Steve. Not good. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. So two things. I was going through YouTube and I saw this video of you in 1988. Uh, Racing Blair Morgan. And holy shit. That track was a piece of shit. I still, I still, I still like, ruled seriously. it, bro. I hey, still ruled it. You're the right table tells were like and four Don't feet long. Um, with this race this weekend in Arlington, how much do you think Firox um, and beating Dungey straight up is going to boost up his confidence? And how do you think it'll affect Dungey? Thanks, Steve. Keep up the good work. It's not gonna. This guy needs to boost time. something else. Really it's not gonna affect Dungey. Roxon's win is not gonna affect Dungey. He's fine. Advice for callers: Just don't smoke weed before you call in, please. F you, dude. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> hey, Steve. I just got done uh, checking out Supercross, chasing the dream. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but about uh, thirty-seven minutes in or so. Dungey walks out of a photo shoot and he catches up with uh, with Bubba, and he does this handshake thing. And uh, right after that, James is talking to his buddy about 
about how Denji gave him the old Ricky Carmichael um, handshake. Dude, James is so funny, man. He describes the whole little interaction. It gives you a little bit of an insight between, like, how competitive Carmichael must have been in everything, just leaving, like, shaking hands. But, uh, man, I hope you can get James on the on the show a little bit more often. you got to ask him about those fun little moments that he knows about Ricky and, and other things like that. That's just insight into the sport that's so good and so funny. And James's story, uh, just the way he's telling that story to his – I forget that guy's name that he's next to, but um, just classic, man. Such a Such a moment. Got to check it out. Please Thanks come back. Everything you do, bud. Please yeah. come home, James. Please come home. Hey, hey shakes. Huh? We got to do nice handshakes now. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is Megan from Tennessee. I want to know what the story is behind Christian Craig having the A1 steak sauce logo on his water bottle. Thanks. Love the show and Pookie. Uh, they had a they had a, a ride after A1 for A1. They just called it A1 Ride, and they used the A1 logo, um, Anaheim 1 and everything else. And that water bottle was from that bicycle ride. I guess you got a free water bottle or something. So that was the story behind that. And that's it. That's been the voicemails. Uh, 702-586-757. Call, leave a call anytime, and, and uh, we'll play the best ones on the air. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics and Ride Engineering, all on board with us, Nitro Circus also. So you need a neck brace, go to Atlas, you need some seat foam, same seat foam that uh, RCH uses in Monster Energy Pro Circuit, go to Guts Racing, and uh, of course Ride Engineering, they've got cl- triple clamps and offsets of all style. A lot of our guys that we have offer discounts, deck out sponsor deals for codes. And go and purchase and, and use the power of pulp codes to uh, save yourself money. DV doesn't need to worry about saving himself money. He's loaded, but that's because he worked so hard for so many years. It's tough. Stock market has been tough in 15, been tough in 16. Trying to uh, recover here. Give me it's some tough. stock tips. My, I, my stocks are losing money. I know. All of us are. Why didn't we buy Monster in 04? And then sold it in 08? Yes. Yeah. Good thing you have GoPro stock. I talked to a guy a couple, a couple weeks ago, an industry guy. He's he's a very important guy in the sport, um, working for a team. Told me, he said, hey, I, I really don't even need to be here. I uh, I have a ton of Monster stock that I sold. And I'm like, really? Because I was saying, like, I made a joke about buying it or whatever. I should have bought it. And he said, yeah, I bought it, you know, back in Hanson's. And uh, I sold it, you know, whatever, when it when it went IPO, when it went public. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I'm I'm fine. He's like, I got, I bought it the right time. I'm like, you mother effer. Must have bought a lot. <laughs> F you, dude. Yeah, I right? think uh, it, it took uh, 8,000%. I don't know what it was. I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. But it's like, if you had GoPro... Two years ago, yeah, was ninety bucks, ninety three bucks a stock a share. And now it's what fourteen or something. It's twelve. Went down yeah. to nine or something. Yeah. So you don't want to do. You just gotta know when to get out. It's not like one stock's gonna make you. Yes, for some people that works, but you need to have a portfolio. And you, you, you know what? You do. You write or you work on bikes. That's what you do. You let all the people do what they do with stocks you know you don't want to it's not gambling you know you gotta have 
Yeah, no. Some kind of knowledge. Well, my XM radio stock is not doing so well. <laughs> I bought XM Sirius stock a long time ago. I'm not doing well. I really believed in it. I thought it was the future. <laughs> you you should have bought Pandora. Oh, I know, right? God damn it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, fun tonight. Thanks for coming in, man. Always. It's always good. I wish, I wish we had you up here more often. We we got to try to do that. You know what? What? I never have my kids on Mondays and, anymore. Oh, that's awesome. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I can, um, you know, yeah. it's good because one weekend I have uh, f- no kids from Friday to Wednesday. Uh-huh. And then the following week I don't have them um, Monday, Tuesday. So it's kind of. Yeah, we'll try to get you back up here. Yeah. Yeah. This guy in the chat room said he lost $375,000 in one day on the stock market. I did that the same. In a way, that's what I lost. Three seventy-five. Around that. Yeah. It, maybe even more. If you if you put my real estate and stock market. Yeah, yeah. I lost way more than that in one day. It doesn't matter. You, you don't kept, lose you, it. You held on to it, right? Yeah, you're not selling it. You lose it when you sell. Right, right. So it's come back a little bit. It came back. Yeah. Last year, I made zero money. Zero flat. Not stock a, market went down not a dime on your investments 8% or yeah, 6-8% yeah. but uh, zero so it was it was good If you, it's like a push a blackjack when you have yeah, like yeah. $2,000 in right. you know <laughs> a pu- you take a push all day right you know that's kind of what it is Stevie like I just want to hear the motocross stuff Stevie your life everybody uh, thanks to David Villain for coming in thanks to uh, Marvin Muskan Lars Lindstrom James Marshall Coming in, and thanks to Bobby Reagan and from Star Racing and Thomas from NFAB and Coy Gibbs for getting Marshall a van. That's awesome. Uh, we appreciate that. Thanks to Tyler Bowers for taking our call. Not thanks to Austin Street for taking our cold call. And next week, JT's in studio. Uh, Travis, thanks, thanks, buddy. Thank you. You're very busy. You got a lot of stats to write. It's gonna be a long week. Write some code. Build DV a computer. It sounds like he wants a computer built. Codes, HP, PDF, scraping. <laughs> a lot of operations tonight. A lot of ins and outs. Yeah. Um, That's what she said. The rug really uh-huh. tied the room together. Oh, gosh. Uh, thanks to Swiss Court Moser for their help, of course. Uh, thanks to Pookie. Most of all, thanks to you, Jerkies. Really appreciate it. We will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Concho.